and welcome to the NFT Jungle. I am Emma, aka Nifty Meta Girl, and today we're going to be highlighting a, the Twitter space that was originally held on May 6, 2022, and is the 11th episode of our Navigating from IG to NFT series hosted by Sarah Lindsay. In this session, we're joined by many artists and collectors to discuss additions in the NFT space. We talk about common practices, primary sales, and also the opportunity for secondary sales. This was a really lively and informative conversation, so we hope you enjoy. Hello, hello. Hope everyone is doing well. Hi, Harini. Hi, Ratnid. Whip and Sarah. How is everybody? Hi. I'm good. Hi. Good. My so weird. This was like maybe an hour before this space started. My Twitter was said that someone was trying to hack into my Twitter and I had to like restart it all. <gasps> oh so my gosh. I know. <laughs> but like Twitter automatically they, they they like lock it right away. It's like obviously Instagram, Facebook, they locked it right away. I had to change my password and do all this stuff. They said that um there was like suspicious activity of my Twitter being linked to some other websites the scams are just so scary lately nothing they absolutely are i was getting emails supposedly from facebook it was through the meta jungle facebook but telling us that there had been fraudulent activity and i needed to click on this link to go Mm. and get this fixed um, because they were going to kick me off of facebook and then when you look at it none of it makes sense like yeah it's all from different people and the whole thing plus facebook doesn't email you you know yeah no they never (laughs) if there's if something's compromised like with your account or someone's trying to get into your account like my my entire twitter just shut down and so i couldn't even access it so it had so that's how i know it was real because they're the only ones that have access to just stop it so i thought i'll it's like my whole twitter is basically restarted over i have to go back and and change a whole bunch of stuff like my color theme and all of that so yeah oh my gosh I know this and like all my friends accounts on Instagram, like they keep getting taken over and hacked. I get so many messages from people who I knew, but their accounts were hacked. It's so, it sucks. It's so bad lately. Yeah, that is just crazy. At least I know Sabod, you hi Sabod. <laughs> You've also had the tri- the trials and tribulations with Twitter and getting started and all that good stuff too, huh? <laughs> How are hi, you today? <laughs> hello, hello. Hi, I'm doing good. What's up with you guys? How are you? Good. I'm good. Look, I see you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Emma. <laughs> I see Sabot changed his profile picture. I love it. I love your work. I love your wildlife work. It's so good. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I, I've been, I always keep changing my profile picture. Um, but yeah, I confuse a few people by doing that. But uh, somehow, I'm never happy with my profile pictures. So I keep on changing them. Yeah. I've been well, looks getting good. that bug like lately it. too to want to change mine. I've been changing up my um, Open C profile, <laughs> but I haven't changed my PFP. Yet, but I'm ha- catching that bug too. <laughs> no, your picture is iconic. You know, like uh, we have become so used to that green uh, PFP showing up, uh, just you can't just miss it. So I think you're in a very good place with your PFP. Well, thank you. It was. I definitely put some. Thought Are you into talking it. about? <laughs> 
are you are you talking about the nifty made a girl PFE? Yes, Not yes. the made a jungle PFE. Okay, I was like, you guys can't change this one. This one has to stay. I would say both. I think maybe if she like changed it to say, so for mine, I'm obviously always going to keep it like something to do with yellow. So maybe if you just stayed with your green theme. I have thought you know about what? that. When, I have. But go ahead, Sabad. When, when Alpha changed his PFP, that was like a shocker for me because we are so used to seeing that pink PFP show up with that whale in the astronaut suit or uh, whatever it was. It was so beautiful. We just knew that Alpha is here. But now he comes with that uh, other one. Um, it's kind of, you know, it takes time to get used to it, I think. You know, even when it when he shows up in a crowded room, it's sometimes... Because it just gels with others, but that's why I asked Alpha last time when are you changing your PFP back to the old one? Well, and it, you know, I know we talk about whether it changes um, your interaction, and he has mentioned that it really does change his interaction um, for when he's sharing purchases or just tweeting in general. Um, he definitely went through a dip um, because people just didn't recognize him, and it is so much different. And he used his whale for so long. Even I still like as I'm scrolling down, I'll miss it because I'm used to looking at looking for the the whale, which that was from a project, um, which is the whale society and um they're they're a good community um where they they actually go in and pick projects that they sweep the floor and that they try to support and things like that and that's the most rare one of that collection but that's kind of how he got started with that in the very beginning yeah even uh, i went and checked you know because i think at one point alpha had that hexagonal uh, thing from twitter he usually doesn't use that he uses the circle ones uh, but at one point i think he used it and I went, and that helps you find which project it is from. So I went and checked, and the project was quite affordable, but I didn't want to mimic Alpha. It would be so wrong. So I told, let me stay away from this project. Yeah, they had been pretty active in the beginning, um, and they're still, they still support a lot of people in the community. I know Shinto is involved. I see him at their spaces and events and that sort of thing. Um, and I hold one, but it's been, um, it's just one of those that it's a good, good community to be in. But he also has become so active with Mojo. So it was really cool that they went ahead and did a um, special one for him. So there's, I think there's 10 different people that are active in the, um, in the, in the, in just the NFT world um, that they did that for. So Alpha's the most recent, but he, I think he owns at least one of every artist that they have included in the Mojo project. And it's so, um, so focused on supporting artists. So it, it kind of makes sense that he would be active in that community as well. But is that a clue that they made a special one to Alpha customized one? Does it mean Alpha looks like the one in the PFP? It is a clue. Yes, yes. That's the closest he's come to doxing himself. Um, he teases and says that it looks, it actually is more attractive than him. <laughs> but it was designed off of a picture that he provided. Yeah, they make you give them a picture and like, it's got to be very clear headshot that they go off of. But I'm going on, I am part of the next round of them and they, yeah, they wanted like full detailed picture of what we look like. I just want to, I want to introduce the room and just let everybody know we'll get right into the topic soon. Let's just let a few more people come in. We're going to talk about additions today, which is quite the hot topic. So it should get pretty juicy in here. But yes, we're just going to kind of chat right now. 
hopefully get a few more people in the room tweeted out so we can get more in and share the knowledge with everybody. And yeah, I hope you guys are all doing really well. Well, and I was in the Namaste space before um, this, before this space, um, which, yeah, I know, about you've been doing spaces back to back and Sammy's here and he was in the last one as well. But some good conversation about additions too between um, Zach and Sunny. So they're hot on that topic. And also Mike's drop is happening right now. I was actually on a call with him helping make sure everything was moving, moving well with his, his iconic drop. So some fun stuff happening in the edition world today yeah and they're they're the editions are really evolving like since when I did mine it's already like it, things are already changing it's kind of hard to, to keep up with it all the time there's always something new you have to be really quick just like on it right away I find yes things are moving so fast I think one one, uh, I don't know about photographers, but there's one platform which would be feeling a lot of FOMO right now, and that would be Sloika because they don't have editions and it's flying, editions are flying. And I wish they had something to do. I wish they made something about it and had some place to, you know, do editions on their platform. I would be happily jumping in there. Yeah, that's, you're, you're so right. It would have been really nice to do editions through Sloika. I'm sure that that is definitely going to be coming up with them. I did notice, I think it was yesterday, I haven't looked much into it, but it's Tyler's journey. He's actually releasing, I, I don't know if it's already released, um, but it's a really kind of a bigger collection of 30 pieces. It's not an edition, but it was priced at like edition price. I want to look more into that because, and he's doing it through Sloika. And so I'm really, really interested in how that's going to play out for him. That looks like actually a really great idea. So it's not edition but it was small, a lot of pieces and smaller price point. I was That's actually thinking really of the same idea. Yeah, I was thinking of the same idea of doing a really big collection at edition price. You know, I was, my mind was turning on that for, for a while now. And so uh, talking on that point, um, that was something that was really interesting with another space that um, Namaste did and Sabod, you co-hosted with Fidel. Um, and I loved hearing what he had to say about pricing work because he was talking about with his black, his several of his black and white collections, he did list them. They were like a hundred piece collections, but they were priced at 0 0.02 and have just really, really increased on the secondary. And he's in one of the, he's one of the top all time photography collection, like for sales, that particular black and white, I think it's black and white at night, night, I think that's the name of the collection. I noticed he shared that it's like one of the top 20 uh, photography collections for sales of all time. And it's so amazing to start off at 0 0.02, work on those secondaries and build your collection and be able to get, you know, it just, it's proof that that can, that really, really does work. I mean, it was, um, so if anybody has a chance to listen to that space, um, it was started, he, the pricing conversation started at like 44 minutes in, but man, that was so much good information. I thought for people coming into the space, like this is such good information. I know so many times we've already, you know, started with pricing and some work and talk about going back and how to make that work, but there aren't, there aren't really rules either. But Sabot, if you have something you'd like to share on that too, because I know you were um, part of that conversation. 
Yeah, I mean, Fidel says so many good things in a space that I forget. I mean, I get jumbled up with what he said and what which one to take, which one to leave because he is such a great, great speaker. You know, when he speaks, he really boots like really pumps everyone up. Uh, so yes, he did speak of that having a very big collection at a very low price and then making sure that it goes forward in the secondary. As you're speaking, that I was thinking of this thing in my in my head. Other day, even I joked with Alpha, you were there uh, with the Meta Jungle space. that when we have these editions of 0.02 0.03 i think we should not even inform collectors about this simply put it out in the community and push your community to buy it maybe one maybe two and keep one for the love of the art second one put it in secondary once everyone does that uh, nothing is left everything is in secondary i think that's when we should take it to the collectors that here is my uh, collection at just 0.1 on secondary and we all want secondary so please have a look at this and if you can collect i think that would be brilliant you know that's something i should have done myself when i released my edition uh, we should not even talk to collectors on edition let's take care of it within ourselves so bold i'm going to have to say i completely agree with this <laughs> so in my case i i went to my collectors with my edition but i mean it was the first one and i also wanted like their advice and i wanted to also let them know what my plans were because a lot of them are working alongside me for future goals of course i let emma know and just got her advice and stuff but i noticed what happened was there was a lot of my you know say my friends my fellow photographer friends that i there was a lineup of people who were just simply waiting for gas to go down but i had also informed my collectors that i released an edition so they were also waiting for gas to go down and like they just ate up the edition so quick cuz they the the collectors you know they're already in on like buying multiple pieces for a flip so of course they all got a bunch of multiple people's pieces and then there was nothing left for like the other people who were sleeping you know just simply waiting maybe the next day that they could pick up one my edition just went way too what well, was it i mean i guess it's a good thing it went this quickly but it went way too quickly for any of my peers to buy in on so i agree with this i'm thinking about just dropping it like the next one dropping it not telling anyone and then hopefully gas is in everybody's favor at the time yeah i mean this is uh, at least i am done with mine 100 but in the future i think anyone in the room who's going to do the edition which is going to happen anyway because everyone is doing it now i think that would be a good way it's not like devaluing the collector you know rather we are valuing them because even collectors always what to alpha or sunny or zack speak in my space every time they speak about secondary they want the secondary market to move i think that's where this idea can come in where you push it to the community and test out your community whoever is around you whether they're going to collect or not you know it's like a good litmus test as to where you are in the community and ask them to put it on secondary maybe if they got two maybe them by two instead of one and then make sure that they push it the second one to point one or wherever and then we can approach uh, our collectors and say please help us with secondary and let's move this market a little bit forward so i think that's a very good idea which i never thought of uh, till i finished my editions so okay let me ask you guys this question cuz i don't really understand this part um so when my edition sold out i had a couple of friends that immediately relisted it on secondary but it was like i'm very flattered and very honored that they 
think of me in this price range, but it was like from my edition price of 0.35 all the way to one ETH. And I don't know how, like, I'm wondering if that's going to push people away from wanting to pick something up on secondary because now that's what it says. It's one ETH. Yeah. And I don't know how to like go about controlling that. I I need to like learn more about secondary and how to actually really get it taken off because no, I mean, if someone wants to buy my piece for one ETH, then they should just go right ahead and and buy a one of one because that's more closer to that price range, not a piece for my edition. Yeah, and that is an interesting part of where secondary comes in um, because that can be the challenge. So I think maybe even that can be where either friends come in or also other collectors that where anybody that holds multiple pieces to then set in a floor price that will kind of maybe help motivate that and keep that moving. Um, and it could also be the opportunity to look at um, maybe doing another edition and, you know, then as those editions pieces maybe go into a collection and there's more more um more availability throughout the different um editions it would give you the opportunity to have different floor prices and that might balance out a little bit um potentially um but i know that that can be a challenge on the secondary because that's also the that's something i'm really excited about with editions is to start seeing that chance to you know figure out how to do that because you can also have the opportunity if you sell yours you can also maybe have the opportunity to buy back in at a reasonable price um and so just because you sell one time doesn't doesn't mean you can't buy back in um, and start looking at this a lot like you would maybe a PFP project instead of a one of one piece um, and how to start, you know, kind of how to, you know, how to start pricing that and getting it moving um, because the secondary side can be such a great opportunity for, um, for artists. So, um, and that's, really for me on the forefront that I love thinking about, because I have to say I was not big on additions prior to um, this past week. And there's still kind of some criteria that I prefer to kind of look at um, when purchasing pieces or things, reasons in which I I really get excited about it. Um, And so, you know, thinking about those as we move forward in ways that we can make it advantageous for the, for the space to grow, but also for the artists to continue to grow. Yeah, I mean, one more thing, which is kind of interesting, I think, is, uh, you know, like you told about one ETH. Yes, one one of your friends put it at one ETH. Maybe that's uh, his or her way of showing love to you. And okay, they increased your floor price all the way to one ETH. But will it sell at one? That's a big question. But at the same time, I think if someone else within your group puts it at, let's say, point two. Ethereum, uh, that becomes the floor price, right? It's always the lowest one in the secondary which shows up as floor price. So floor price will immediately shift from 1 Ethereum to 0.2, which is more acceptable and people love to see that rather than a 1 Ethereum floor price, unless it's a PFE project we have invested in. So yeah, I mean, lowest price point is what decides the floor price, I think, because even in my editions, I just had a look, two of my friends have put it up. One has put it at 0.14, other guy has put it at 0.15. And my floor price is 0.14 because that's the lowest range right now in secondary, which is on offer. Even when Misan had his uh, editions, 100 editions drop, uh, they all sold out. I was in a space. Sometimes that's the disadvantage of being in a space. I missed it out, you know, because it was all sold in eight minutes. And by the time I finished my space, it was all gone. Primary was over. Then I went into the secondary because I wanted to have a piece of his and I was looking for it. 
and then again the floor price was really really high and then people who were bought uh, they didn't really know who misan is they just jumped in some guys who want to flip it so they started flipping it and it came to 0.2 0.15 that's when the floor price came down and i have kept looking and as soon as i found that lowest uh, you know pricing i just picked it up for for myself i think uh, floor price definitely can be a see that high ethereum you won't look out of my range forget it but i think it makes a sense for someone to one of your friends if they have multiple to flip one and bring down the floor price to make it more attractive to whoever wants to go there yes definitely i'm very i like i said very flattered and i totally understand like when they said it that high that it is you know they're like you say showing me love but i i had two friends that both said it for one eth i've thought about just talking to them and and being like because I, I just want to be realistic and definitely want everybody to benefit. So with secondary, I want to move, I want to move forward slowly and pro- and properly and realistically. Yeah. One funny thing which happened to me was during my Genesis collection, one of my uh, person who bought my image collector, not collector friend, uh, put it up for one Ethereum, just like what you told, you know, my floor price went straight to one Ethereum after I was, my Genesis was sold down. Like I was happy. Oh, it's one Ethereum floor price, but I never knew that it's a disadvantage. Uh, then what happened was there was an offer on that particular image. And the offer was, the picture was bought for 0.2. And the offer was exactly the same, 0.2. And the person happened to sell it to that other person who was asking it for 0.2. And now that was sorted because the person made an offer. It was sorted at the same price that the person bought it. So it became equalizer for uh, the person who collected. And the new guy has the picture. And my floor price again became like the three dots. You know, there's no floor price because there's no one who has listed it now. Then I think that's going to be a great conversation. I think for additions with moving forward is how do we keep the momentum going and what do we do um, for secondary sales, both for additions and for um, the for additions and one of one pieces both, um, because then at that point we really do become. Um, even more involved with one another because the actions that one, you know, that each side takes, but especially the person that's holding the piece, what they list the price does affect everything. So another reason to have that good relationship and to be able to, um, you know, think about the best for both sides and really that really the goals for both sides. So I think too, Sarah, I think you did really good about talking about, you know, that you wanted what you want to do with your piece and talk, you know, know what you want to do to then be able to convey what you want to do. Um, and then also work on those secondary sales. Um, so, and, and, you know, think about it as a realistic side of it. Um, cause I know we've talked just a little bit about secondary sales that, that, and, and you both have, have kind of explained how that works or how you've both experienced it, where, um, people that connect with you, they are very passionate about your work. And so it's not that it won't, it's not that a one eighth floor is unrealistic. It just may not be the time right now, um, because of building momentum and finding the people and connecting with people that that um, would be the buyers at that price. So it's not that it's not something that, that will, won't happen in the future. It just may not be the time right now. And if they're okay with holding it that long or holding it as attention comes together, then that's totally fine as well. Um, but then what do you do in the short term? So 
instead of, you know, maybe looking at the point where we're cultivating um, our current collections instead of putting out new work um, over and over again or how to make that work because without secondary, that is the other option is putting out new additions and new collections to make it fresh. Um, and that's, you know, from our space um, a couple of days ago with uh, Mike Schmidt, when we're talking about the drop that's happening right now, you know, with his pieces, he has a hundred total pieces that he's, um, that he's created for this collection. He's been working on it for 10 years and this is like his legacy project. And he said during the, during the interview, I could talk about these pieces for the rest of my life. And for me, that's, you know, that works really well for him because there are so many stories and it is him, um, you know, it, it fits him so well. And he is the type of artist that loves to tell stories. And so creating a situation where he's doing, like today he did a drop of 20 pieces, each are editions of 10. So very limited editions at 0 0.03. And I believe, I believe he's completely sold out at this point. So it hasn't, it's barely even made it to, um, made it to the public. Um, he had 20 editions um so two editions of each piece available um when it went public and you know for him to continue telling these stories and making them fresh you know for years and years and then then being listed on the secondary that will be secondary sales and royalties forever and ever um so you know if you have something that you're passionate about and resonate with and you connect with there is that opportunity and it's really exciting to see that yeah, I think one thing the space needs more, I think, especially MetaJungle, uh, need, you know, you have such a great reach and so much of knowledge is how to bring that secondary, you know, that's been a big, big question mark, you know, uh, I sold this editions, okay, one piece went into secondary, it was immediately sold because the space was on, you were also there, Emma, and Alpha was there, Sunny, Alpha bought all the remaining pieces and then one went, one went into secondary and immediately Sunny bought it uh, just for the fun of it. So that was my second secondary sale, but it happened just because we we're having fun and it happened to work. But how do we make it more realistic, you know, like where it really happens? What is the way? I really don't know because uh, we've been discussing this, you know, even before this space, uh, me and Mike, I'm uh, sorry, not Mike, me and Zach, we are sitting, I made this little spatial gallery today, you know, just to experience the metaverse and everything. So it's quite cool, by the way, one day we should do a space out there, you know, sitting in the spatial it's really cool to sit with your art and talk with other photographers so we were sitting there and we we're talking just that thing you know after that namaste nft space finished we sat there for 45 minutes zach was there in the space he ran that space. he was talking in the space for two hours he could have taken a break and gone to have some lunch or spend time with his family but he came to spatial to sit with me me and him alone we we're just sitting there and talking about secondary how to build secondary because he's so passionate about it uh, which is really so cool, but we are still we are figuring out what is the answer to get secondary, and we, I think there should be more discussion on that. How do we bring secondary? What is the incentive? What is the utility, or whatever it takes to do that second step? Well, I I definitely think a gradual price <laughs> increase is the way to go to build on secondary. For in in my case, versus this massive jump from. <laughs> zero three to one ETH, and I think maybe like if you're putting out additions, it's really obviously hard to keep track of everybody. But if you can connect with the people who have bought your pieces and just have those conversations, you know, it it really benefits them too. If we can move pieces, 
I, I feel on my end, if, you know, I haven't actually looked at my edition in, in a couple of days. So I'm going to check soon. But I feel like on my end, you know, just promoting it myself, the pieces that I know that are on secondary for a realistic price, I, I, I could definitely move those pieces. I, I could entice people to buy in at still such a low, low price. So yeah, like how, how do we, how do we control, not with so much control, but how do we keep an eye on what people are listing uh, the, these pieces for on secondary while staying very realistic is my question. Yeah, that is, I think, completely out of our control, right? So they can do whatever they want because they own the piece. They can put it at 50 Ethereum and say, I don't care if it sells or not. You know, I just put it up. It's sitting there. I don't like I saw in, by the way, in the whale, which uh, Alpha used to have the whale uh, project. So I just visited that uh, PFP project and I was looking at uh, everything. And there was a piece there. One guy has bought that same whale PFP of Alpha and he put it up for six times nine ethereum you know like nine 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 six times ethereum he's like i don't care let it sit there i just listed it anyway just for fun so that can happen you know people can just push it out and say who cares but when there is realistic like your friend can flip one if if they have extra like my friends have done right now you know sarah is in the room even he has put my uh image from edition at 0.15 you know it's very approachable so i was thinking of doing this experiment you know as we're speaking with zach today in the a meeting we had in spatial i was telling him that tomorrow onwards my job will be to take that piece at 0.14 and go to every space like we used to do when we come on our genesis you know we used to jump into every space and talk about please buy my work this is my work this is my work so tomorrow onwards i'm going to experiment that you know go to every space and tell the story of this image at 0.14 and see if someone really picks it up if they pick it up i have a secondary so that's a good start <laughs> so yeah that's going to be experiment now I think that that um, is a great approach, Sabod, because really that's that I think that it's two. I think there's multiple things that influence it. But one is also keeping that momentum behind it, um, because, you know, different than if there's a piece available for purchase, it's. And I think maybe it's both on the artist and the collector's side to keep talking about the piece. Because I realized that about my collection, you know, when I purchase a piece, you know, I'll tweet about it and the artist tweets about it, but then it just kind of gets lost and I still appreciate the piece and there's still things about it that I really, you know, I love it and I'm so happy to have it in my gallery. So, and I know, you know, Sabot, you've done great on, you know, you do periodically feature one, a piece that's been collected and share who collected it. And I do see that on Twitter um, some, but, you know, that that's been something I've kind of been thinking about, too, is how do we keep the momentum? How do we keep the life? How do we keep sharing about these pieces? Because just because once they're collected doesn't mean that they um, are less valuable. And it also it's really surprised me because this is the first time where you have something like if you do list a piece on the secondary and you are okay with selling it, that you don't talk about it. Like we have, I mean, Facebook has built a whole marketplace about it. eBay, all these places that when you purchase something and you want to sell it, you actually talk about it, but we don't see that on Twitter. 
on Twitter at all. Like I never see where it's like I connected with this piece and I'd love to sell this at this on the secondary for this price. Um, and it can't, you know, at times I do see, you know, where photographers or artists will say, hey, this is listed on the secondary. Um, Marlene with Studio Irita, she's um, an artist that I've collected from and she has done that um, quite often and really as her holder, but also for other collectors, I think that that's great to see because you don't always go back to that collection after the initial hype of the sell happens because um, she's done several drops where she's sold out everything immediately, which is great. But then, you know, you move on to the next one and you never even go back to that one. So keeping it fresh and maybe a revisit each week of this is what's happening with this piece or even announcements and to reaching out to the person that listed and say, hey, would you mind maybe sharing about that? Or are you comfortable with sharing that that's for sale? Because that can kind of help bring that attention as well. Yeah, that's excellent points. But I think when you said eBay, I think that is one of the contrasting thing, you know, because in eBay, we sell things for less, but in NFT, we sell things for more when it becomes a secondary. Uh, that's one difference, I guess. Well, and I guess for me, I think about people that purchase, um, you know, there's people that have a whole business where they purchase and, and go ahead and sell to make a profit, which I'm not trying to compare that to artwork. So that may have been a really bad example. Um, no, no, just... not at all. <laughs> But one of those opportunities where, you know, platforms where you actually go ahead and talk about it, because um, I think, too, maybe just an initial part is removing the stigma that if I list your work that I don't believe in you, that I want to get rid of it, because that's not really that's that's definitely not the case. But um, Zach, I know, has Zach and Sunny both and maybe more Sunny has talked about the fact that he's just really kind of come to the terms where if he sells the artwork, it's not like he's selling the connection with the person who created it, you're actually continuing on that journey. And that's something that's really great about the blockchain is you're always associated with that piece from this point forward. So whether you currently own the, you know, the NFT itself, you actually have been a part of that journey. So talking about that more and making people feel more comfortable with that, that it's not, it's nothing, it's not a negative thing. It's actually a, a really positive thing. And it's a win for both, for everybody involved, if you're continuing that piece on its journey yeah since and you that's mentioned, why... oh, sorry, sorry since well, you mentioned sunny i sent him a, a request to join the space with a with a gif saying you know what i mean go ahead sarah please I was just laughing. And I just completely forgot what I was going to say. No, I don't. I, I know what I was going to say. Um, with the edition that I just put out, I thought, like, what I actually learned was from you, Sabode, because I saw in your description, you know, you listed off, like, you buy one, hold it, you buy two, flip. I think it's a really good idea to try and, since they're at such a low price, to, to push people to pick up two, one to hold and, you know, have that peace and have that connection with that person and the other one to flip and start moving in on that secondary. So no one's, I think that the, that's the first time I actually ever saw that was with your edition. And I think that was a fantastic idea. We're not just trying to sell one piece to each person. We're trying to sell two or more. And by doing that, everybody is really benefiting. I know when she does get around to it, my near, one of my nearest and dearest friends, Jenna, if she does release an edition, 
like right away, I, I know for sure I'm, I'm picking up two pieces, one just for myself that I always want to keep and hold. And one of them I'm going to, I'm going to flip. And I'm very, very, look, I'm really looking forward to doing this with hers actually, because me and her are very good friends. Yeah. I mean, the same question I asked in the space where Alpha and Sunny and Zach, the 14 hour long space, the epic space, uh, in that I asked, you know, if someone, if, if a collector puts our work on secondary, whose work is it to promote? You know, and uh, Sunny had just one simple answer, both of us, you know, like collector has to promote it and artist has to promote it, you know, because it's the duty of both to promote it so that it goes further. Uh, that was a very simple and straightforward answer from Sunny. And also, by the way, I pulled in Zach. So sorry, Zach. I just, uh, I feel guilty about this, but I do this anyway. So I hope even Sunny shows up in a bit. Let's see. If hi, we Zach, put the Ella. word, hi, sorry, Emma. If we put the word selling out editions in the title, I am telling you the whole <laughs> Twitter will flock to this face. 100%. How about doing that? We can. Should we? Should we? Do you? Do you guys feel we should change the name of the space for this? Oh, there we go. Emma did it already. <laughs> She's on it. Five ways to sell editions. Did somebody say editions? Oh man, we need to get the people. The people need to come in here. This is this is going to be a space for everybody thinking about putting out an edition. So if you're new in here, tweet out, look, tweet out the look, room. Look, Talk about edition. Look who's here. Sunny is here as well. So I am double guilty now. Let's bring Sunny up. Okay, we have a new title up above. And we've got Zach here. And Sunny has an invite to come up and do some chatting with us. And I know, like, one thing I'm curious about that we've... Um, we can definitely, I thought it might be helpful even to know from Sabode and from Sarah, kind of part, one, one of the things we talked about was like what your intention was with your collection, with your edition and, you know, how you sold it out, maybe things that you did. And then we could talk about what you do after you sell out. Yeah, I was just going to say, we jumped right into secondary conversation, but we got a, we got the first hurdle for the people of selling out the first edition so they can get to secondary just to give a quick overview to sunny and zach what i was uh, also saying was before you came in that tomorrow onwards i know i'm gonna take a mission which is to take my secondary which is at 0.14 on my edition take that image and go to every single space i see uh, you may call it shilling or sharing or whatever the space is i'm gonna promote it like hell in the next two days and see whether it's gonna work so that's my next mission. What do you guys think about that, uh, Sunny and Zach? I'm going to let, you know, in the last space, I kept speaking before Sunny, but I'm going to let Sunny take the lead this time. Zach, but that's not fair. Then, then you get to change your answer depending on what I say. You go first. You know, Sunny, in India, we say, pehle aap, pehle aap. That's right. Hey, Subodh, look, uh, I, I couldn't be happier if you were to if you were to do that and get your floor to 0.5 because I hold three of your editions. 
and I think you're gonna you're gonna regret the one that you airdropped to me or or sent uh, sent it to me after, even after I had gotten two. So you know, uh, to the moon. To the moon, it is. Yeah, I, I, you know, I was talking with Subodh. I don't, I don't know the answer because I think you know we have these editions that are selling out. The floor goes up drastically, but you know, just because uh, the floor is a certain price, that doesn't mean people are going to buy it. So, yeah, what incentive is there for somebody to to purchase you know that image off the secondary? And I think that's what we're working at, you know, because I think with. Uh, you know, Subod, sure, I'll, I'll unload one of my editions for 0.5, but do I really have any interest in unloading one of those for 0.04, 0.05? Not really. So I don't, I, I don't know yet the answer on how to drive the secondary, and that's with even holding, you know, many editions, you know, and so um, just trying to get creative with, you know, giving some incentives for people to, you know, Holden edition of Subod or of Sarah. I think that's the uh, maybe the next question. Or you'd re, you know we're patient and we just wait as these two uh, continue to rise in the space, which is also a pretty reasonable approach. But um, you know if we're going to have fun and uh, see what we can do in the short term, then we have to be a little bit more creative. Yeah, that's my main question. Are we being in a hurry, or is it something that has to marinate for a while as one grows? I believe it's something that has to marinate while one grows because I believe a lot of people that are purchasing NFT art from photographers are here to invest for the long term. And it simply is just time giving the artist time to grow and establish their presence here in this space. And that like for, for myself, I've only been here for four months. I can guarantee, I, I was like, I, I have a presence in the web two world. I've been a photographer for a long time. I I've actually built up um, something that is, is pretty great. That means nothing here, obviously. So if I would have came in as Sarah Lindsay at the beginning and put out an addition, there's no way people would have bought those pieces. It took me four months, you know, of establishing myself here and connecting with my fellow artists, connecting with collectors to be able to sell out that edition, I really believe that that that's what it took, just being present and building up myself here in Web3. Look, the other the other thing, uh, uh, Sarah, is also that, uh, you know, it's not about the artist being in a hurry to, to sell the editions in secondary. I think, uh, you know, if you think about it, it goes both ways. So... It is also about the collectors realizing that, you know, even if it is 0.15 today, that is, you know, still an, still a more attractive uh, price point to enter than maybe six months down the road, um, you know, when it could be 0.5. So I don't think it's, uh, it, it, to a very large degree, it's going to be the artists that are going to drive the uh, secondary. Of course, it's the actions of the, prime, uh, of the artists that are going to create that demand for it. But at the end of the uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, it is it is the market that will dictate how quickly uh, they go uh, and what the floor, um, you know, really where it really belongs. Because I've seen some you know some crazy prices uh, on the second on secondary uh, doesn't mean, doesn't doesn't mean much at this point of time because you know once we start seeing sales in secondary, that's when we'll try we'll get a better understanding of 
um, you know, where the floor truly uh, belongs for that collection at any at any point. I think also one of the reasons I personally look at myself and think about this, which is once we like Emma was mentioning this uh, before that once we sell out, we kind of move on. I think that move on is one of the reasons why secondaries don't come. You know, we don't look back. Uh, as I said, tomorrow onwards, when I start looking back and bringing that sec- uh, edition image up and telling this is at point one four, someone please you know look at this and tell the story and whatever goes behind selling an image. I think that's the thing we are missing. You know, we don't push it after it's gone. Yeah, I think that that revisiting, just keeping it alive is a big part of, um, you know, and thinking about, a, I think even just maybe from the onset of when a collection is coming about and you can do this for an edition too, like sharing that why, sharing that, you know, the purpose, the message, the story behind the collection lets you kind of revisit that and kind of come back to that. But it also, you know, I know, I know we talk, I know I talk a lot about stories and the connection with the piece and things like that. But for me, that's something that I then use to talk about the piece. So whether I'm first looking at the collection or I'm, you know, it's something that months down the road or years down the road, having that information and that little bit of insight gives you the chance to talk about it Um, because you don't know. Otherwise you can say, I really love this piece and this person, I know this about them. But when we have that great, um, you know, that great opening statement on a collection or, you know, that's also where video for those that feel comfortable, whether they're in it or not, or it's just a, a video for the collection. It's something that stay, they can, they can stay there in your message that you are connecting with that collection can stay to where you you can still share that message easily. Everyone can share that message easily. So whether it's a collector that owns it or someone down the road that has that, it's something that can go along with it. Um, and, you know, there, there has been some talk about how an addition could actually be involved with that telling the message for a collection before it drops and you know creating it becoming an accompanying piece to the one of one piece and you know that that can continue with um with the one of one as you know down down the road so thinking i think too with additions um which we can kind of maybe this can kind of help us get to um set up you know and hear why you guys created your edition but thinking about what you want to accomplish and what you know if you want to tie something together because right now i see a lot of them that they encourage one of the incentives to purchase initially is that if you hold this you get benefits down the road and so that's wonderful and that spurs primary cells but it may not it may not spur secondary cells if they only have one they want to you know they want that so they don't they don't want to sell their piece to um, change that so um, you know thinking about innovative ways to use our additions to connect with people whether it be other artists or collectors you know what our goal is and then thinking about things that we can if we need to things we can build with that that incentivize the goals that we want to accomplish um, so I guess with Sabot and Sarah, do you, did either of you have that in mind whenever you created your collections or I'm sorry, your additions? Maybe how about, what if we kind of shared, each of us shared our thought process, maybe from start to finish of, of our additions. It all happened very quickly. I can assure you that, but what you just said, I took into consideration with my addition. Um, I've, are you okay if I go first, Sabot? Absolutely. Okay. Sir. Okay. Okay. So I 
for when, when I put on my audition, I obviously was very aware that they were up and coming. And I wanted to jump on this because some, some of the trends, you just, you, you just go with it. And that, that's a part of business, I feel. And I had this, I had this gut feeling, you guys, it was just the right move. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna roll with it, going with the gut feeling. Sometimes it leads me in a good direction, sometimes not. So I wanted to act quickly as well. And this might sound, I don't know if this sounds hot headed or not, but I knew a lot of additions would be coming out. So I wanted to do this right away because the goal for me was, the goal for me was not to financially benefit from this. It was more to create a bigger collector base for myself. And I wanted to sell it out quickly. And there's a reason I wanted to sell it out quickly. So I obviously looked, I actually looked up to Sabot a lot for his, at, at his edition. I thought that it was really well done. And I loved that he threw in there, like you buy one piece to hold, you buy two pieces to flip. He had like this big list. I think he even had one that was like, you buy 10 pieces and I'll buy you a beer. Sabot is honestly just very innovative and <laughs> clever with his stuff. And I love that. And I was like, that is such a good idea. So so when I went about my edition, I had just sold out like three collections of the dress series, like that whole series, I finished it off. So number one, this edition was to celebrate selling out those collections. And I also wanted to give a chance to more people because I don't put very many pieces in my collections. I wanted to give more people a chance to get in on the yellow dress because the yellow dress is the path. I'm taking the yellow dress to the moon. And this is kind of the opportunity for all of us early on now to jump in on the yellow dress and ride that with me to the moon. So it's about celebrating the collection, allowing more people to enter in on the yellow dress. And yes, so price wise, I obviously was looking at other people's editions and the sweet spot really seemed to be around 0.03 to 0.05. And the number of, of um, or the number of editions in it was anywhere from like Sabo did a hundred. I saw some people doing twenty five, and I thought twenty five for my first one was a good way to start. Again, keeping in mind that I wanted to sell it out quickly, and I've only been here for four months. I am pretty confident on like my relationships with my peers and and some uh, other collectors as well, but I'm not quite certain of like the demand that I have already built up so the addition was to experiment with that as well so I quickly in one day I wanted the addition to also mean something this was really 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 important like I just didn't want to I have so many images tons and tons and tons of images I could throw out anything but I wanted it to be special and I wanted it to have meaning so it was all about like climbing mountains you know to reach your goals which those collections were climbing mountains to sell out for me so I, I, I just wanted it to be something that people remembered. So I approached Emma, actually, because I wanted to make sure I got some, some good, solid business advice. I told her what I was going to do. And she was like, I think additions are hot, hot, hot right now. This sounds great. And I just went for it. And I decided that I wanted to really entice people to try and buy two pieces. Again, one was to hold and a second piece to flip. But with the people who are holding an edition it's almost like a ticket or a pass I, I see the word pass a lot in this and people who are holding one piece from the edition for future drops of like one of ones of collections they will get a better price than a person who is not holding an edition so that was 
another thing that I use to try and sell it and entice people in. And then keeping with the low price, again, as I said, it just gives the opportunity to peers to also uh, jump in and, you know, share in your artwork. Because remember when that bidding thing was going on? I did, I did jump in on that. I had one piece. It was actually on my birthday. So for me, it was also like, um, you know, maybe like a sale, I guess you could call it. I, and I wanted to see again where I stood in the market. So I had lowered a piece to 0 0.10 for people to bid on. And my friends jumped on it. It wasn't co like collect bigger collectors. It was my friends. And what they were telling me was, we're never going to have a chance to get in on the yellow dress because they they can see like where I'm going with it. So that also gave me a clue. Hmm, I maybe I need to have some work out there that you know a lot of people can get in on that isn't two to two thousand to five thousand dollars. You know, trying trying to just stay very realistic. So with all of that, like I did no prep work for this. I did no hype. I didn't tell anybody, just a couple of my collectors, because I do like to keep them in on my plans of what I'm doing. And then I dropped the edition. And at first, it wasn't really going, but that's <laughs> gas prices were more than what my edition cost. And then, but, but people knew it was there. So I kept getting these messages from, mostly from my friends. They were like, we're just waiting for gas. We're just waiting for gas. We have it in queue, just waiting for gas to go down. And then as soon as gas went down, and I know that other um, collectors, like I, I know people like Alpha, obviously Emma Sunny bought in on it. Zach bought in on it. You guys are so amazing. Thank you so much. Um, I actually wasn't aware that they were really watching this, but clearly they were, and it just went. And they, since we're all, like all of us are sitting here chatting about additions, you know, these are the guys that want to to purchase multiple pieces because this is what we're trying to push and grow. So that's how the edition went. And as soon as gas dropped, like it was two hours, my edition was gone. And it was a, obviously a very good feeling. And it just showed me that a lot of people believe in me and believe that I can do this and take this yellow dress to the moon. So yeah, that was my experience with the edition. And it... Oh, I forgot to mention the reason why I was so concerned with it selling out quickly. This is, I haven't heard anybody talk about this. These are my own thoughts. So I'm very open to hearing what other people say. I didn't want to have this edition sit there and not sell for like days and days and days or even maybe weeks while my one of ones are also sitting. Like I, I also try to see it as a buyer and if I'm, you know, looking at someone's work, their one of ones are obviously price, priced much higher, but I would maybe as a buyer, I would naturally be pulled to what's more attractive in pricing. So that was a reason why I was more like concerned about selling it out quickly. I just didn't want to have it open. Well, I'm trying to sell my one of ones as well. You know, I, I have a thought, but um, well, I mean, I have so many thoughts. Um, <laughs> But one, and I'll give credit to Alpha, but he, you know, his suggestion is like, try dropping an addition into low gas. You know, think about the time in which you're dropping, because I think a lot of people are dropping these additions and gas fees are astronomical. And so, you know, by dropping into a, you know, a time where gas fees are a little lower, you might have a bit more traction early on. Whereas I think you're exactly right, Sarah, you know, people were waiting for gas and I was following it and, you know, I know in contact with Sonny 
And uh, yeah, that did not work out well for me. And I had to actually buy out of a hot wallet because I didn't have access to my computer and I was out all day. So if I was like, I don't, I don't remember if I closed it, but I was really close. And um, yeah, it's like these, these, uh, you know, different people are talking and it happens real fast because you have multiple people that are buying two or three and, you know, people know what's happening. And so, you know, these additions, cause yours wasn't that big. And so it moves so fast, you know? So I think that's what happens also with additions. You, you just see it in real time, you know, with a, a bigger addition, you know, it's the same thing as you get closer to closeout, you're more incentivized to, to jump in at the beginning. You know, if I look and there's only three sold out of a hundred, it's like, okay, you know, there's a million other decisions I can make in my day before that. If there's only three left, the decisions made for me, I'm either buying that now or I'm not ever buying it. And so, you know, these smaller addition sizes do have that advantage, you know, when they pick up steam and they move past that halfway point and people start buying and then you see somebody in buying multiple copies, it's over. So I think it's just figuring out how to pick up that traction. Well said, uh, Zach, I, uh, you know, I'll tell you, I, I, I have a little bit of, uh, fatigue from buying editions uh you know in this last one week and i still have a tab full of editions uh which you know i plan to get to at some point of time uh but these are mostly editions that are you know maybe 30 percent sold out 40 percent sold out so the the sense of urgency uh for me to pull the trigger is not there yet um the will is there but i'm just so tired of uh of uh <laughs> just buying editions uh, nonstop these these past few days. I'm uh, I'm just you know there's uh, like like you said there's no sense of urgency, and, and and Sarah you may have defined the first rule of editions Fight Club, uh, which is uh, you've got to sell out. You've got to sell out. And uh, I will say this, Sonny, don't sleep on Renee. Renee's here in the audience. I bought one of her editions. She's had it out for a while. But um, I don't know how many are left there. Maybe six, something like that, of 20. So I think that uh, she is pretty close to hitting that point of critical mass where, you know, there's a point of no return. You're either going to buy it or you're not going to get it. So uh, don't sleep on so it. So you see, you see, Zach, this is, to me, this is the beauty of editions uh, uh, where, you know, the collectors have a vested interest in promoting artists. So, you know, if uh, if Zach is holding Renee's edition, now he's going to be a promoter. He's going to promote that collection. He's going to promote Renee as an artist um, and, uh, you know, the, the editions. So, uh, you know, it's turning out to be a, a true partnership uh, and uh, kind of everybody working together. And I noticed something that, um, you know, something bringing up something Alpha had mentioned in a tweet earlier this week um, is that, you know, just because you have one small edition that you're releasing, you know, you can release that. And as the momentum and the excitement's growing, you can, if you have another one ready, release it, like do small editions, keep your editions to 10, 15, 20, because then you, you do kind of keep that. You can, it's easier to control selling them out and it's easier to control what happens next with those pieces um, because you don't have you know, you don't have as many people in an edition that you are then kind of um, communicating with or managing, but it 
Well, part of that depends on what your goal is, but it doesn't mean that just because you drop one edition of 25 or 10 or 15 that you can't drop yet another one right behind that. And as people are realizing that they didn't have a chance to get into the first one, that they won't buy into the second one. And I think, you know, Renee is a good example because, for example, she doesn't know this, but I've been looking at that edition for months. But, you know, it's like I saw one was sold out and this one had available copies. So for me, once again, when I'm, you know, deciding on what to buy, there were just enough available copies. I was like, okay, not today, not today. And it's like, you know, I eventually committed. But, um, you know, there that is, you know, a reason to think about your edition size. Because the closer it is to selling out, the more incentive it is for somebody to jump in. Whereas the more open copies you have, you know, uh, and you see big artists as well with, you know, a lot of still availability that started out, you know, they're organically growing, but they kind of get stuck in some ways in the middle for the same reason I'm describing. Somebody probably looks and it's like, ah, not today. I'm going to, you know, buy something that I have to buy now. You know, it's like, what's my rush? Whereas if they did something like Subo did, you know, I'm not saying to do that, but if you, you know, gift them to, you know, value members of the community and then somebody looks up, it's like, oh, there's only 20 left out of 100, you know, it's far more likely that somebody's going to jump in, you know, before it's too late. I think that's something I definitely look at. And it's also something then you also are looking at who else um, are collectors and you start to notice because that's something you can definitely see um, with editions. So I know that's something I think all three of us that have been, you know, we've bought editions recently. And I think that's something too, that we watch and um, pay attention to um, because you're kind of, and it's a great way too of then using that small knit group and, you know, you kind of can see who's in there, whether you can then, create a little community within that edition that you can use for um for the future whether it be with another edition or one of ones um one that all three of us bought into this week um was um a collection with tony and i guess i believe it's selling is that right yes. um Yes, thank you. <laughs> and this was one that, you know, has been available for 10 months, and I didn't know about it until just a few days ago. But he's done a great job of releasing a piece of 10, you know, and it's it's the full collection is 10 editions, each are 10 um 10 editions for each piece. So 10 and 10, eventually there'll be 10 unique, 10 individual pieces that have 10 editions each. Um, but he didn't release all 10 at the same time. He's gradually been releasing into this collection. And as he sells out the 10 editions of each piece, he then releases the next one. And so he's up to nine and he has one more left. Um, but then, you know, with this momentum of editions, um, he went ahead and sold out, which I thought was when uh, he has, so he has nine available, all of the available editions sold out. So now some second and he'd already had some secondary sales happening but it's a great case model for how to create a collection of editions that you know can create that small secondary sales and you know each one was listed at 0 0.03 I believe and he's generated over five ETH off of this collection over the last 10 months which is pretty cool um, so it's been a, an interesting one to be involved with um, so both you can you can go ahead yeah, I mean, I just wanted to mention one thing, which is, I think my 100 editions, one of the main reasons uh, I would maybe to do good anyways, I don't know. But one of the main reason was when I started my edition, when I decided to do it, there was no trend of edition. You know, at that point, there was no one selling editions, you know, honestly speaking. There's the old ones were selling, like Tyler's is sitting there for months and someone else is sitting there for months. And that's it. You know, there's no editions at all. Even when I wanted to ask someone, 
I had no one to ask because no one is selling editions. I mean, only person or only people I could ask was the collectors around me. That's it. Uh, that's what I did. You know, I asked Alpha, I asked Sunny, I asked Zach, I asked Shanoff, and number of my other collectors about their opinions because everyone has their point of view, and I wanted to literally learn as to how they think and what I should do right, what I should, how I should take it forward. So yeah, that, uh, I think one of the reasons why it had that traction was because. there's no excess in the market you know there was not many right now if you see as sunny said i know i myself collected seven uh, six or seven editions in the last three days you know it's been filling up and then you realize that though it's all 0.03 0.02 but the add up you know at the end the add up and for an artist like me i don't have that leverage to just keep buying you know then i had to think to myself how much did i spend now so because i need to pay my rents so Yes, I think the scarcity was one of the reasons uh, because it was not hot, it was not trendy when I did. It was just I was right at the at the right time, and the apes were not still around, so the gas was quite okay. So everything worked in my favor. I think the timing was just somehow perfect for me. And also one more thing I realized was when I was talking to um, Alpha, for instance, I told him, you know, like I asked him, like. three collections are gone what is my next step what do i release one more collection or what is what do i do now and he had a very clear uh, you know answer that this is the time for you to do editions you know he was the one who said that to me that go for editions this is your time because don't do another collection right now wait for another maybe couple of days i mean weeks and then go for another collection if you want to but not right now at all so i took that you know i took that and then i started discussing it with sunny and zack and shanoff and everyone around me and took all their feedbacks and sunny said very important thing which uh, was make sure editions you have some extras to give it to your people around you you know friends around you who have helped you in this journey make sure you send it to them don't ask them to buy rather be the guy who drops all these things to them to appreciate their efforts and i took that you know again that is the thing i uh, taking uh, information which are so valuable and then building a collection around it i even asked emma that i told her i am doing 100 editions and she told just make sure that it, the number is right you know don't let it stagnate you know even alpha had the same thing that don't let it stagnate if you have whatever number else within alpha give me a, like a should be gone there's no if for but after that it slows down you know you have to sell it as soon as possible so that was another thing which was in my mind i was talking to shanoff you know and he said very beautiful thing which was again the same thing he said airdrop it to your collectors you know because even in my last uh, um, wildlife collection drone collection i didn't airdrop anything to my collectors to say a thank you so i thought okay this is my chance you know i have a first edition and i'll be airdropping it to everyone who has collected from me so far and uh, friends along with uh, who has helped me through this journey and shanuf told a very important thing he told take a pen take a paper and start writing the names see how many are you going to airdrop make sure you have exact numbers so that you know where you're going you know whether 100 is too much 100 is less you know once you start doing all this homework i think you fall in place you realize where to go with your collection how big the collection has to be uh, i mean the editions has to be and etc and one last thing is pricing you know that um, we had a beautiful space with meta jungle alpha and I, f- i always forget his name from the guy from turkey uh, so they had this wonderful conversation where they said edition should be in a price range where the cumulative you know when you put all the amount together it should not go way beyond your you know whatever your highest sale was you know for my in my case one ethereum is my highest sale on my single image so it should not go like 10 ethereum you know then it's like 
you're being too selfish you know trying to some, something which is not right and you and alpha said the same thing and I, i thought okay let me just double it from one let me go to two that's my dead end with my additions after the two everything else is just air drops so i made sure and that's the reason you know when my collection got sold out edition got sold out my uh, exact uh, total value volume most two ethereums that's it because that was the benchmark not nothing less nothing more so it was right on dot so yeah that's how it works for me and i think also it was a litmus test you know we all speak of community and we spend so much of time and i meet 14 hours per day on twitter doing spaces it was a nice list, litmus test to see whether do i have 60 people who will collect from me at 0.03 yes or no <laughs> let's see that and that happened you know people were really kind enough to do that leslie is here aisha is down there in the listeners and zack has 11 pieces sunny has 3 pieces you know like everyone uh, really collected you know i mean overall the community came together and helped me out so i had the confidence and the confidence was not a illusion so i'm quite happy with that i i loved how uh you know subo did gift you know ones of the community so basically i think you know i th- i didn't know he had that plan and i mean pascalis what a legend he bought 10 was gifted one he gave away 10 i think what a legend i mean really was absolutely incredible so the you know the amount of support you know throughout this uh addition and the amount of community connections is like unprecedented you know so i think people really appreciate being a part of that i mean it was uh yeah i can't i i kept seeing these gifts and i was like whoa this is a uh, you know unbelievable and you know i want to talk about you know the one with uh tony you know cuz i think that's interesting he had that addition open for 10 months but what happened was it hit that point you know emma you know messaged me as like i'm an architectural photographer you know have you heard of this person and i was like i had and um you know he's in this you know group of mine I was like hey you buy one all by one and then you know I think she messaged <laughs> alpha and before i jumped in i was like what the heck there's only one left and uh you know we'd done this long space with sunny um you know in the day like we've all just been i we've all just been on for hours and hours and hours and then somehow you know sunny gets word at like 2 in the morning and he's like go to sleep And finally in the morning I check and and the you know so many tweets you know storms my favorite notification was the one from Tony saying I don't know what happened and he mentioned all the people who bought in and there was Sunny right in that list after telling me to go to sleep the FOMO hit him It did hit me you know I just uh I I had already gone to bed Uh, and I think, uh, you know, I, I just, uh, I just got woken up by something. I just happened to check my phone and I saw you and Alpha just going away, um, you know, uh, with, uh, all these messages and there was a link. I just happened to, you know, uh, just click on it. And, uh, and, you know, this was, this is, this is the sense of urgency that we were talking about earlier, right? There were these three pieces or I don't know how many there were. uh that were left and the sense of urgency was you know for me was i don't know if they're going to be available till morning so you know um i had to uh i had to pull the trigger uh you know right there and then and that's a great for me it's a great case of of supply and demand and it's you know with that particular collection you do create that where you're like oh i cannot miss this i can't sleep on this and that's an interesting one too because with there being multiple options within the same collection and he, i think he's he's looking at incentives for people that own all 10 so that 
gives more of a, you know, starting to think about it on the collectability, you know, as far as trading or, you know, if somebody has multiples of one, do you then look at somebody that just, you know, you can start trading or selling or buying. Um, so there'll be some interesting things with that particular one. Um, but I was glad that you guys, that we all got in on that one because it was fun. And it was so much fun to see to see that message from Tony in the morning saying, I don't know what happened. And then all the available pieces being sold out in a short amount of time. So that's just, it's, that's just the most fun thing ever. Um, so really, really fun. Um, and glad we got to be a part of it. And, do, and, and also, for me, that was a reminder too. He created this before editions were really, you know, something that were hot. And so there may have been times throughout that journey where he thought, man, is this, am I doing the right thing? You know, because things move so fast in the space, but he said, that's really his, that's how he entered into the NFT space was starting to create these editions. And so, and also he just patiently has been building and, you know, some of his early ones, they have a floor price of 0.25 and they started at 0.03. So, um, seeing that build for him is something that's been really cool. And another, just kind of that incentive too, of sometimes we think that if something may not be going as quickly or is moving nice and slow, that we might be doing something wrong, but that's not always the case. Sometimes just like this, he's had these available for this amount of time. And then overnight he sells out all of his available editions and things are hot. So sometimes it's just, we're just at a different timing than what the market is. So, you know, as a reminder that it doesn't always mean that you need to start changing or doing something or that you're doing something wrong. Sometimes it's just the timing. Um, but Sabode, you made so many great points um, with the information that you shared about your edition. So, um, you know, I think you did it very, very good. I know you and I did talk about 100 just because, but at the same time, I said, you know, you reach out to the community and so many people know you, you have, you know, that connection. And so, you know, for some, I would say, you know, for most, I would say 100 is a lot, um, depending on what you, you know, so then looking at what you want to accomplish. But at, you also innovated. And I do think just like, just like it was mentioned, I didn't know that your plan was, you know, how many that you were going to use as airdrops or and, you know, you also gave a lot out in your spaces and different ways to connect with ones or even um, show, you know, appreciation for different members of the community, which I love that that's um, something that you had in mind and something that you used um, part of the supply for. And I appreciated receiving one from you as well. And yes, I know Sarah mentioned it too, um, right after like, I had my eye on it. And during that space, I was like, I'm going to get a couple more before when we're finished, but then Alpha bought them all. So it <laughs> left us where that, so, so also remembering too, for some of those that hold multiples, or even if it's something that you're looking at, you know, there's our, when it's, it sells out, there's still going to be those people looking to collect one. So I'm, I'm definitely, I'm not the best person to be saying this because I haven't done it myself as far as practicing what I preach. That's my goal this weekend is I'm going to be listing editions and starting to work on that side of it um, because it's that if it's not available you can't make it happen um, but there's I've bought several editions in the last week um, and part of it is to support the cause or the artist but a lot of it too is to start playing with that and seeing how the secondary side starts um, but I'm glad that you brought up about the conversation with Rizajan because I think it he made a really great point during that conversation was to look at what your um, to really think about timing and to look at what your current 
prices that you're selling your pieces for. And, you know, then that gives you a good way of structuring your edition, both in size and pricing for what's realistic. Um, because, you know, if you have, if you're, if you're selling pieces at 0.1 or 0.2, and then you have a hundred piece edition at 0.3, you know, that's, that's going to be considerably more than what you're selling your one-of-one pieces for. Um, and also, you know, looking at what your pricing for your one-of-one pieces are in comparison for, you know, if somebody's going to buy addition or they can buy a one-of-one piece for point one, they may, it may be better. And for both sides, if they buy the one-of-one piece. So are you affecting your own market by the way that you're putting out an addition and pricing it and thinking about the timing in your journey? Because suppose you just sold out a collection where the pieces were 0.5 and one ETH. And so, and you did a fantastic job of selling out that collection. Um, and so I think Alpha's, um, I think Alpha's advice was great that take, you know, you can take a break and utilize, use this addition between, but go ahead, please. <laughs> Sorry, Emma. Uh, I just wanted to ask uh, David, who's in the listeners to come up uh, because he also has an addition and he does a beautiful thing with that. You know, he has this tired prices. So he goes every 50 pieces, the price keep increasing, you know, that way is creating a rush, you know, like if you don't collect it now, Next, when it comes, it's going to be this much. And then it's going to go that much. You know, he has many, multiple tires. So I would love to ask him to come up. I sent him a request to speak. So if you can come up, David, it would be great. And also, you know, we are all so noob in this whole thing, you know, especially me, especially with OpenSea. I don't know anything about OpenSea literally uh, because I only done my genesis there. You know, I decided to do addition. Everything is steady, paper, paperworks and how much to give away and how much to sell and etc. All those were great. Then I went to OpenSea and I uh, tried to do the addition and it was so confusing because there are certain parts which really like doesn't enter your head, you know, because it's broken C. So I needed help, you know, right away. And I remembered one guy who's doing additions since ever, David, and I sent him a message on Twitter that can you please come on Zoom? I'm about to put my work out and I don't know how to go about it and he came within like 10 seconds he was there and he started helping me out and everything was done and as soon as that was done he went I told him okay it's all listed everything is good right away he bought the first piece you know he's the first collector of that edition so thanks so much David as always and uh, yeah we'd love to hear your plans with your edition this is so cool hi uh, hi Subut hi Meta Sunny and everyone else uh yeah, I wasn't expecting to be brought up to speak, but uh, yeah, thanks for bringing me up. So um, my edition, I started it like three months ago, and I made it uh, 250 pieces. So I know it's quite a big edition, but my plan was initially to use them as business cards and to um, give them to people that supported me in the community or like to people that I appreciate. So I'll be like airdropping it to them. But then after a while, I've got like people interested in buying it. But that wasn't even the the, the first uh, idea to buy to to sell them. The, the price for it is was point zero fifteen, and I have this uh, uh, plan to raise the price just slightly. Uh, every fifty new uh, owners come, so now it's at point zero twenty. It's still very affordable, I think. And um, yeah, uh, I think like two weeks ago, I had like boom of of people being interested after Guido retweeted it and I had like 30 something sales in in a thing of a day or two days so that was a big shock to me but then um, I've heard some people saying to maybe burn the edition if it's not selling out 
But I think I'll, I'll not do that. I think it, maybe it was actually Sunny that suggested it that I'll be in this space for for you know for a while. I'm not going anywhere, so I'll definitely meet more people that I would probably want to also appreciate by dropping one of their pieces. So uh, yeah, that's that's my edition journey. It's it's not sold out yet, and I'm not not uh, sad about it. But uh, I think it's going well. <laughs> I also have uh, two new uh, incentives for for the editions. Like one of them is um, whoever uh, starts the bids on my one of one art pieces will, will receive uh, edition airdrop, and also whoever holds most of the edition pieces at the time of selling out will receive airdrop of one of my one of one pieces yeah basically the first 50 pieces 0.01 the next 50 pieces 0.02 and so on and so forth you know he's creating that uh, urgency just by the pricing which is so cool i love that thanks i ran out of breath sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> And I just wanted to ask a question about burning editions. I've, I've never burned an edition. How does it work if people have already bought into an edition and then the, the, the rest of it gets burned? I, I'm very, very curious just for my own knowledge. Yeah, I think you just burn the remaining ones that are still in your possession. And, and by doing this... No, no. You... Well, Our point was, if you, say, if, you, if you say in the description and everywhere that it's a 100-piece edition... And then you, let's say, no more 100, right? It's 80 now. You don't keep your world. Is that what? So, Bode, you just, you cut out at the end. I think you have to repeat what she said. Yeah, I was trying to say, if you say that in the description of your collection of the edition, that it's a 100-piece edition, and suppose you burn the last 20 because it's not selling, then you are deviating from your world, right? You are saying it's 100-piece edition, which is already there, frozen in time, and then only 80 pieces are around, you know? So is that what you meant uh, by when, when you put your question out? Sorry, yes. Yeah, because I, I just know that, you know, burn, I mean, lots of artists burn burn their stuff. This is actually very common and, and I think moving forward will be very common. And it's been something, because I buy editions as well. I, I love buying into them because I get to support my friends. I get to collect artwork. But there are definitely some that I know personally, They if they're not selling their stuff, they will turn around and burn it. And I thought to myself, like, if I'm buying and to someone's edition, you know, what are their plans, their, you know, the integrity, I don't want them to burn it, I, I don't want to be a part of something that they say, you know, they're going to push that hundred, and then it doesn't take off for them. So they just try to get rid of it and move on. I just feel kind of like, I don't know, cheated, maybe, I don't know if that's the right word, but it, it doesn't make me feel very good that I invested into it, and then it just got tossed. Well, I mean, uh, look, uh, I'll chime in there. Um, so I look at it a, a little bit differently. I think it, I think to me, it all depends on what is the intention of the artist and is the artist expressing that intention up front, right? So to me, uh, you know, if an artist comes out and say, I'm, I'm, I'm releasing out uh, these hundred editions, they're only going to be open for a day. Whoever wants to get in, get in in a day. 
otherwise everything that remains after you know the 24 hour period is going um you know to um another universe um and to me that's a great sense of urgency and a great way to ensure that whoever acts upon it in the 24 hours becomes part of this locked set of collectors which is you know which you cannot get a chance to be a part of uh, you know in the primary you can only you know do that in the secondary if you want to be a part of this collect uh, this collector base so to me it's just about you know the intention um, if it is just about okay you know what I'm just gonna throw a thousand out there if 20 sell I'm just gonna you know burn the rest of the 980 that's different than you know an artist saying look I don't want this edition to linger more so this is my strategy this is how I'm going to do it um, so you know be a part of it in the next 24 hours or forever hold your peace I'm good with that I think that uh, Mota, it's called Like a River, has an edition, and, and I was looking at looking at a while back, and I kind of think that he did that because it just kind of vanished one day, and it's I think it has a different number, so I can't confirm that for sure, but I kind of think that he had a certain time period, and yeah, that floor went up, and it's like never heard but I've been able to kind of jump into that floor, so I do think that he did that, you know, and this was before editions were. Uh, super popular and then you know the other thing you know and once again i'll give uh alpha credit for this is you mentioned like save some you know save some money to buy out your own floor because see what i've seen happen is you know some additions say like even for some bigger artists they sell out 50 they've been there for months but then there's 50 available so it's like you know as a collector there's nowhere to go with it you know you're sitting until that sells out and so you can't sell it unless you sell it for less than the floor. And so what happens is they start selling for less than the floor. And I have seen that sometimes the artists will buy it back. But that's not good for you. That's not good for the collector. And so, you know, it's just it's not like as as me, somebody who's collected something early in addition, I'd rather see that artist be like, you know what? F you guys, like whoever didn't collect. I'm going to close this out and I'm going to reward the people who are here for me. Or gift them another one, you know, like double down on those people who believed in you. And, you know, I'll say it again, like, you know, say in a PFP project, you know, I'll, it's like I invested in, it, you know, it's like didn't know much about PFPs. And then, you know, the it's still open for mints, but the floor price is half the price I ever bought it at. Nobody's buying them back. And I'm just like, what? I don't understand. I don't understand the economics. I, so I still don't understand PFP projects. But I, that's what I, I don't understand that, you know, where you're selling at a price that's lower than that's higher than the market value. That doesn't make sense. So I feel like you got to it's the same thing I'm talking about. It's like, are you going to sell something for what you would? Yeah, what you think is, is worth. So I, I think there's a lot to think about there. And that's the danger of keeping these really big additions. You don't have control over a lot. So it's like, you know, the longer that's open, the more that's open. I think it causes a lot of problems. So I think it's okay, but do like something like what Subo did or like, you know, I was talking about maybe with Mota and just like, if that's what he did and just like figure out a way that you can move forward and still reward those people that believed in you and, you know, create value and then just move on to the next. 
Yeah. I think, you know, Zach, Zach, what you said about, um, you know, buying back, I think this is the one thing that we're not talking enough about that, you know, all of these additions that artists are releasing, it comes with a responsibility and everybody should allocate a part of, uh, you know, their, uh, you know, some, some ETH that they should uh, uh, leave aside to support these floors for these uh, additions that they're releasing because, you know, you don't want to let others shit on your party um, by dropping the floor. So if you don't have that reserve left uh, to, to kind of control your own floor, then you're missing out, um, you know, in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, maintaining that value for the rest of your collectors. So, you know, whoever is uh, thinking about uh, putting out new additions, you know, definitely keep in mind that you have this responsibility of maintaining that addition and the integrity and the value of that addition. It lies primarily with you. Yeah, and I think I think I would always rather see. I don't have an issue with an artist reducing the size of a collection or an addition. I mean, if they're going to increase the size, that's a different story. Um, but as long as it's actually decreasing the number and making it more rare, that does just I think is just in the favor of those that hold the piece. Um, so whether it's addition sizes or a collection, and we're all learning. So it's very and the the trends or the things that we see working change so frequently. So, you know, definitely I don't think an artist should feel um, feel insecure about making that decision and saying, hey, listen, you know, I've I realized this is, you know, I've sold 25, I've sold 30. I don't really want to mess with this till I get to 100. So I'm just going to cut this. But and another way of looking at it, too, is especially as a lot of artists are having additions out, you could maybe even utilize some of that to trade with other artists, um, you know, and, and hey, I'll trade you one of one of mine for one of yours. Um, and you can both then collect art. And it's not a huge expense to either one of you at this time, as far as what the value is that you have in. But then too, as you know, as you both progress um, on your journey, you know, that piece could increase in value. And you could also maybe use those pieces to have somebody to say, hey, you know, when it gets to this, if you feel comfortable selling it, I'll do the same for you or work something out that way. But if you have additional pieces, it could be something that you kind of even build, you know, a little collaborative group amongst yourselves as to, you know, protecting your floor, but also really, you know, connecting with people or showing appreciation for those that, that are in your community that you you know, that you love <laughs> and you want to hold their artwork or you want them to hold yours. So there could be some creative ways um, to utilize some of that inventory that everybody wins as well. Um, so it's always, of course, what the goal is for the piece, but that could be some ways too of, you know, if you get to the point where you're thinking you have too much supply. Um, but I think that really something to consider at this point, um, just like we've seen one of one collections really doing, you know, really um, cut down to a smaller supply. The same for additions. I think it's a lot more advantageous on just on a regular basis because um, we and we've even seen some artists that have been really um, successful with that. Tyler's journey is one that comes to mind. Um, I know he has a collection that he has ones that it has just five editions of a piece, ten editions, and then some up to thirty. Um, and you know, as his one of one pieces have gained so much popularity and his his prices for those have increased, it does 
gives, gives that much more um, attention to his edition pieces for those that may not have the liquidity to invest in a one of one but want to have a piece of his art um, or just really enjoy collecting the edition and the one of one pieces. Um, so there's some in this space that I think are really good examples for how they have created that um, edition situation to create something that works really well for them. I love what you're talking about. I've been saying the same thing about like trading editions. I think that's phenomenal. And like, what a great way to just include artists in this economy in a creative way. You know, I think that that's my biggest concern is that, you know, the, the market takes off and you have these artists that are left behind. And I think that the more we can include the artist community in these community pieces, you know, the better the foundation we will lay for the artists to be, you know, a part of the growth of the community. So I think that trading additions is definitely a really creative way to, you know, create economic strength among the, among the artist community. If I can quickly come in, you know, like uh, sometimes uh, there's Bruno in the listeners, you know, he's one of those fantastic photographers who does crazy things. So I love his work. When he re released it on Soika, only I know how many times I connected my ledger and just about to go for it. And then I realized that I need to pay my bills. Then I stopped. Uh, but now he has an edition. You know, he just released an edition of 50 at 0 0.035. And just now, like two minutes back, I bought one of his editions because I always wanted his picture and now I have it. And Zach, you're missing out, by the way. Uh, Sunny is in the list. Alpha is in the list. Uh, who else? Pascal is in the list. You are not there. I sent you in DM. So I hope you do that ASAP. I just shoot for my friend. And that is, you know, I, I love how as groups have gotten to know each other more, I think that's helped the addition growth as well, because you do reach out to your friends or you see someone tweet that you're like, you know, I want to be in with that group too. So there's, it's interesting the different um, connections that people have made in the different ways that as the space develops, it's affected um, just kind of how we think about additions and, and the, the psychology behind buying, um, because there, we can definitely utilize that. I mean, we've talked about FOMO for sure, but then you want to be with the in crowd and you want to be a part of this. And so, um, you know, then do you take your people, you know, if you have to, uh, an addition of 10, do you take your collectors then and see if they, you know, put them in a DM together and see what they have in common or, you know, how you, do you create that little group that then you figure out what you have in common or, or also be able to share, you know, your friends or, you know, artwork or your artwork that's coming up. And that's then you kind of the, your base for your people that you talk to on a regular basis or just how to then cultivate that group. Um, and depending on what the dynamics of the group is, um, for the future growth as well. I love, I love that, Emma. That's exactly case abode with your edition when Alpha bought it all out. I was sitting in on that space when it happened. I felt like at the time I was sitting at the bar with you guys, like with my friends. I was just listening, but I was just laughing so hard during that space listening to you guys and I knew I wanted a, a, a piece from your edition and then it was gone and then I like looked at it after and I just felt like I was just left out with my friends I wanted to be I wanted a piece so bad because I felt like it connected me all to you guys so I love that I love how like just the thought of the edition 
just connecting us all together is just it's so wonderful. So, I sent you a DM. We have to I sent you a DM. I sent you a DM with my link to the uh, edition 0.14. So along with that, uh, you will get, uh, I'll see what I can give you. Maybe ice cream with coffee. Go for it. <laughs> you're the best, Simone. You're the best. Okay, I will, I'll look at it in a bit. You're, you're so awesome. The next edition that we do, you and I, we have to trade. It's, it's a rule for you and we I. Have a deal. You, wanted, you wanted one of mine and I want one of yours. So we're going to trade. I mean, you know, Sarah, by the way, uh, you know, if you remember, I don't know which space we were in. It was metatechnical space and we we're all talking about your edition. And I was looking, my computer was on all the time during the space and the gas on that day, thanks to the apes, it was so high. I just couldn't do that. And then I had to sleep. I told, okay, I'll wake up in the morning and look at it again. I woke up and I saw sold out. You know, that's what happened with that collection. That was, I released it a couple of days after the apes, but it was still high. Yeah, I know. It was running high, yeah. Yeah, it was. It it went down, like eventually it did. And then obviously the edition was scooped up. And I also really, really love the idea. I think this is so important to have just a well thought out edition. Like Sunny was saying, I love the idea of actually burning it after, but doing that with intention. Because one, it's a strategy for yourself to to build up that demand. And then it, it closes it off. You know, it protects everybody that did buy in. And that did believe in you. I love that. I think that's such a great strategy for everyone. I mean, why to burn? I still don't understand. You know, if you have 15, 20 or even 30 pieces left and it's not moving for a while, why not send it to people around you? We don't have 30 people around us who we love. I'm sure we have. Well, when you put it like that, I guess maybe just thinking in t- like, of course, gift, um, gift out pieces. I actually used like a full blown collection for that. And I even donated some of the pieces in the web two world, which is actually was really cool that I was able to do that. I think it's like burning them. It just, you know, thinking about the, the people that have it invested or collected it, 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 it does it like it, it creates this now closed off group of people but I totally understand what you're saying Sabode however I feel like if you had like 30 pieces left over and then you just decided to gift them all you know there were people before that did buy into it so I don't know I I'm just trying to think of a buyer like oh I bought into it but then they just gave away the rest of the 30 pieces mm, yeah but also you know this one more thing people could do is uh, run a contest, you know, like uh, put that as your post, say, well, I'll choose five people who will retweet this. There are, you know, uh, places where you can uh, raffle them very uh, without any gimmicks, you know, it's all live, it can be done. And people will retweet, you get amazing reach and someone will see it, some collector will see it somewhere. And maybe you will start uh, running the engine again. And at the same time, you give away fight to people who matter who did that job for you you know i i kind of like that you know what Subo's talking about is like yeah imagine if you know you have all these pieces available and you just started doing that it's like all right for today you know anybody you know whoever retweets i'm going to pick one person you're going to get a copy of the edition so you know i think you're right it's like not only will that one person get it maybe you do build up enough traction and, you know, you get enough new eyes on it that, uh, you know, that also draws people in. And then the closer you get to close out. So you're right. That is a, an interesting way to 
you know, push towards the close. Cause that would, I mean, how many people are going to retweet? <laughs> like if you might get a free edition uh, a lot. You know, I did that, you know, with my edition. Anyway, I wanted to do that uh, just to give away one piece uh, to anyone who does that. And I put up the tweet, it, it took off, and then I did the raffle. Uh, that was during that 14-hour uh, space where Alpha uh, finally uh, bought it all, whatever was left. You know, I did all that, and then uh, the raffle happened. I found the person who, who was supposed to get the edition. I sent him a DM that, please send me your wallet address, because he was... Uh, you know, you didn't have any open sea or anything. So I didn't know how to find his address. So that was lying there. Poor guy was sleeping, of course, in a normal human being sleep. And I was running that 14 hour space. And then Alpha bought everything. My images are gone. I woke up in the morning and then there was the message. My wallet address is this. And I'm like, shit, you're too late, man. It's all gone. <laughs> so my raffle didn't work out for him. Hearing what you say, Sabot, it actually just gives like, it gives more, um, for me, it gives more confidence in the planning stages to actually put out a bigger edition because it's like you can, there's all these new ideas of what you can do with the pieces if they do sit. So I actually love hearing your thought process behind the edition. Yeah, I mean, my thought process, as I said, was only that much, you know, what one alpha told, it has to be around or double of your uh, previous uh, highest so sale. That's all I wanted. You know, I just wanted to reach that uh, limit, which is two Ethereum. And I want, because I know collectors are watching all these things and it's not like they don't see all this. So I wanted to be in that right place. You know, I didn't want to do anything that is not right in this place because I want to build it that way. So that was my only intention, two Ethereum and end of story, you know. Uh, so I knew exactly the number of pieces I was giving away. It was not, not, not like randomly giving it out. I knew this much I have as a quota to give away, and I'm going to stick to that. I did it through spaces. I did it through the retweet thing and whatever, you know, every way possible till I have that quota running. And, you, Sir, know, and you know, this is, a, this is a great way for you to kind of stretch your edition beyond what you think you can sell. Right. So if you feel like if you feel very confident that you can sell uh, a 25 edition, uh, like 25 editions, maybe do 30, maybe do 35 and use the, the, the five uh, or, um, or the remaining 10, um, you know, to create a buzz about it. This is what PFP projects do, don't they? Like they give away either whitelist spots or, you know, they would give away, you know, they do, they do these giveaways all the time. So, you know, if you are doing a drop party for your editions of 40, where you feel confident about 25, you know, tell everybody that, you know, you're going to be giving away 10 spots during the drop party um, or, you know, five today drop party, five next, you know, or next. Um, in addition, what you can also do is you can you can give five editions for somebody who has a lot more reach than you to give away for you. Right. So you can you can assign those five and say, you know, I'm going to give five to Meta Jungle uh, for Meta Jungle to give it away. Now, Meta Jungle has a lot more, uh, you know, people that Meta Jungle has access to um, and influence on. So now you are kind of, you know, forcing Meta Jungle to do advertising for you. So I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of different there's a lot of different aspects to it. And even though you're not you're not earning ETH from those giveaways. But guess what? I mean, you know, that edition now is out forever and could generate you a lot of money in future. 
yeah one more thing i just want to quickly mention is very interesting thing uh, i'm sure everyone will uh, love this part which is i was in a big space like almost almost 350 people in that space and i knew the host so i was in the speakers all the time and that was the day i released uh, one day after i released my edition i thought okay this is my golden opportunity 0.03 350 people what can go wrong you know i am going to fly my emails are going to buzz and i went there told the beautiful story i got to tell two three times because host is my friend so i told three four times in different different uh, time time timings not a single sale from that whole big space you know so shilling spaces can be quite tricky you know at 0.03 i couldn't sell one piece from a shilling space which was having such a big crowd so your community what you build around you only they matter you know nothing else matters you know i think what i i sonny i love what you said love i think that's brilliant you know i it's so smart and and i think also maybe that's a way for a you know a less established artist to gain some traction cuz i think that you know there are some less established artists that have beautiful artwork but that's that's not enough and so i think when people are looking around and they see it's like once again i'm saying the same thing so somebody drops a piece 15 available and i look and nobody's purchased it yet it's what incentive do i have to just like jump right in there's no rush whereas yeah maybe for that first one you know this artist has you know once again if you say hey retweet this you know so you know somebody who retweets this is going to be a you know get this first copy of the edition i think that would give a lot of incentive you know and get the right people to kind of retweet it's an easy way you know for myself or somebody else to just retweet kind of help promote you know help lift somebody up you know while also just like sharing a tweet that somebody wants to see you know so not only am i retweeting somebody's work other people are going to appreciate actually seeing that one they're going to retweet it so i think that's a you know maybe a good way to you know gain some traction gain some eyes and then it's like you kind of just go you know you you feel out your own individual market and when you need a little boost do it again so i i think that's a brilliant way cuz i think it's all about just adapting and modifying cuz you know you can have all these plans in the world but you know if it doesn't work out as planned you got to adapt and move. So I, I think that's uh I, I absolutely love that. Or you're right during during the drop party. I mean, that sure would get more people to come to the drop party if they knew that there, you know, there're going to be these additions. You know, I know that uh, you know, Subod definitely chose you know, me or Leslie or somebody in a space. It's like, "All right, you can choose somebody to receive a piece." And you know, I know that's definitely meaningful. Um, to, you know, to who receives it. And so, you know, putting that on somebody else is like, "Wow, what a easy responsibility for me. I just get to choose to give away somebody else's work. Um but you know it was definitely fun and you know I looked in a room and um you know I think you did that for me with a uh, Fidel's um you know piece in his project, you know the she project. I just got to choose uh Diana. Um yeah. And I think the only thing I would have as advice in that situation is 
to kind of plan that out um, ahead of time. And so also not building the not building the number of your edition around the potential of that, but maybe even reaching out to some people and asking if it's something that they would be open to. Because um, it's also, you know, thinking about the time in which you're going to be marketing this particular, you know, piece of work. If your goal is to sell it out really quickly, keeping your edition size smaller and getting it moved is, there's a lot of advantage in that too. Um, so, you know, thinking about where it is in your journey and what your goal is. If your goal is to connect with other artists and others um, in that com in your community, then that's great. If your goal is to connect with the potential additional collectors to build on your journey, you might look at it a little bit differently. So thinking about why you want to put the edition out. Um, I've had some artists just say, I want to make some ETH and you know that that's part of it too so you know thinking about that and also what you're going to accomplish with that particular piece and then how quickly you know if you want to release another one you know there's this thinking about the in a a little bit bigger picture. It doesn't have to just be that one edition. You can release that edition and then one pretty close behind it and sell out multiple editions. And then you have those that are available to turn that secondary as well. Um, or you could even plan it out to where, you know, they own, when you're looking at your collection, if it has multiple pieces that are editions inside of it, you're then looking at, you know, similar to how Mike did his edition today, where he dropped 20 pieces and each are 10 editions. You know, then you're looking at if you own one of each you're looking at it is you know whether you're going to list one of that piece you know you look at it a little bit differently and how you structure and whether you still own or not so both with Mike's and with Tony's that we've talked about today you know you're looking at it on a, on a bigger picture than just an individual piece um, and so you know, you'll have people too that connect with an image, with one image more than another. Um, and also if they bought one one edition of yours at 0.03 and they're thinking, man, I wish I would have had two of those to be able to list one on the secondary and you list another edition, they might very well buy one of that one or multiples to cuff because they do have that FOMO. They are looking at that thinking, man, I wish I would have bought more. So now I am going to double down now that I have the opportunity. Um, so, you know, thinking about what you, how you want to lay that out for the long term, And if you want to do a collection that has 10 editions within it, um, and then you want to open another collection and use those P you know, and do more editions in it, you know, kind of what you want to want accomplish with the pieces and then where you want, how you want it to propel you and second you know also if you're looking at trading with friends you could also do something where you guys agree that you're going to trade but then list them at a rate you know at a, at a reasonable secondary to kick off those secondary sales and to set that floor in that could be a really good way of utilizing that inventory as well well said emma you know i, I was saying you know sarah was speaking about um you know like i liked how you were like yeah buy one, you know, flip the next. I think you're, you're encouraging people to be creative and, and like, you know, you're, you're letting them know, I'm not going to be angry at you. Like come in, buy multiple editions, you know, same with Subodh. Subodh laid it out as like buy one, buy two. And it's funny. I bought, I bought 10. I didn't even see the, the beer thread. I just, it was just coincidence. And then people started talking about the beer and, um, but I didn't even know that he had uh, posted that yet. But um, I think that what you're doing by encouraging people because I don't think it's common practice necessarily for people to buy. It's happening now, but I don't know that's common practice, you know, in these community pieces for people to typically buy more than one. So I do think that uh, just by saying, hey, I'm OK with this, by all means, you are potentially increasing your sales. Zach, beer is on me. 
uh, all you need to do is come to dubai first of all you have to spend on the ticket to come to dubai and then i'll give you one carton of beer that's for sure that's a great deal <laughs> um, i think part of that on the multiple edition side that's a little bit too thinking about from the pfp side when you buy into a project you know if you're minting a project you mint three or you mint five or you mint 20 and then you know you with the intention of of being able to sell those so if you go into an edition for say for example and you buy three pieces and you list two of them on the secondary it gives you the chance to list them at a reasonable rate on the secondary but recoup the cost that you've already put into the pieces um into all three of them but then you're going to end up keeping one for free. I mean, you have that ability that then you can kind of decide how you want to sell, you know, what price you want to sell them out and how many you want to sell at a time. But it's a great, um, a great mechanism to then recoup what you've spent and still get to hold the art. And you're also helping to spur that secondary. So that's, for me, that's kind of a strategy that I've been thinking about. I do that with PFP projects and it's awesome that you're able to, you don't feel like you have to sell that piece. Um, you still get to keep one for, you know, keep one or however many you want to, but it's a way of um, getting that expense back. So something to think about with, um, with addition pieces as well. Um, David, I know you I'm sorry, you've had your hand up. You can go ahead. Yeah, I had a question about the exchanging the edition pieces with other artists. I, it's a great idea. I really love it. But I was wondering if the current collectors that already uh, purchased some pieces, or collect some pieces, wouldn't they think that you're just starting to give away the, the other editions? Because it will just look like a, as a transfer. So wouldn't that look uh, suspicious to collectors? Just Just wondering. I can take that one initially, and Zach, I'm happy. I'd like to hear what you have to say, too. Um, for me, it, I don't have an issue with that at all, um, So, because I kind of feel like that's something that's up to the artist. Um, I don't think that it devalues what I've purchased at all. Um, so for me personally, it wouldn't affect me. But Zach, you may have a different point of view. Yeah, I, I don't know that I mind. I think you probably kind of see what's going on. It's like, look, once you, you know, once it's yours, it's yours. You can do what you want with it. But I think also the way that I see it is, you know, there are people that I have multiple copies of an edition for. And maybe, you know, kind of like Sarah Subo's talking about, maybe you miss the boat because you're not going to hit up. You know, you're not going to be able to catch every train or it's like maybe you didn't have ETH at the time. And so now I've got multiple copies of one edition or, you know, it's like, Hey, can I trade you one of these copies for that? And so I think it's just like a maybe a unique way to, you know, create a new currency, you know, where maybe the secondary is not thriving. But, hey, that does not mean that it's not valuable because, you know, a Subot or a Sarah's piece like sure, you know, the secondary may be finding its place, but clearly they both have value because they sold out. You know, so I do think that, uh, you know, that might be a really unique way to just kind of yeah, stimulate the market a little bit and just like, yeah, just, just one more way to kind of stir the pot. Great. Thank I, you for your, yeah, thanks. Sorry, David. I, I love the idea of encouraging people to buy too, because we're, I, we're in like NFT culture and artists are artists buy PFPs as well. And I just thought it was fun and, you know, kind of, brings that into the photography world it, it really is and I wanted to actually mention something about pricing because this was in 
this is actually really, really important because your fellow artists are likely going to buy into this as well. And like leading up to when I put out my edition, because I was thinking about it and thinking about it. And in the back channels, you know, we just start the conversation of editions and what we would be comfortable spending on an edition as an artist was I took that into consideration and I listened to a lot of my friends and they all would say anything edition wise over 0.05 we hesitate and we won't buy into and I kind of that 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 really helped me like know where to stay with price range and I'm the same too because I know a lot of people will put out editions anything that was above that range I, I likely wouldn't buy into I say that now but I actually did buy one that was quite pricey but it was really important I got that piece but it tore me up for days guys like I didn't want to spend it at all but I did and I, I really really struggled with it so listen to your fellow artists as well and what their budget is that will really help you price your edition that's really good feedback, Sarah. And that's something too, I think that you did really well with your pricing at 0 0.03. I think that encouraged more people to be able to buy more than one. Um, and I watched an edition that was happening at the same time that was a larger edition, but it was priced at 0 0.05. And I noticed you had almost, I think half of your purchases were two and the other collection at a higher price, which the price actually for two of yours was almost the same as his for one piece. I noticed he only had individual sales, but I really liked that you were prepping and made it affordable for people to buy one, but also feel pretty comfortable buying two compared to some of the other editions on the market because um, it didn't hinder your sales whatsoever. And I think it preps you better for the secondary because people, you know, whether there's incentive tied to owning a piece um, or they just want to hold the piece and, you know, not sell out completely it gives them that opportunity and it just positions better for the future. And so I do, I do think that that pricing between 0 0.03 and 0 0.05 is probably a really sweet spot to be in. Um, I've seen several lately too, that were even 0 0.025, which um, I think is, makes it really, um, it, it lessens a barrier of entry. So it makes people even more comfortable with that. Yeah, I, I agree. I spent uh, 0 0.10 and it was like, again, it, it tore me up. I, I had to think about it for days. I wanted the piece so bad, but I just kept going back in my mind, like I could buy four other editions and help other people. So yeah, I, I really, really struggled with that. And that helped me know where to stay with pricing. That makes a lot of sense. And if I remember right, the, the one that you purchased at that price, the one of one pieces from that artist are, are several ETH, aren't they? Yeah. So she's, she's, my, she's my friend. She's my, my, my really good friend and a, a fellow self-portrait artist. And just, oh my gosh, she has beautiful work. And she has a really great presence built up in the Web2 world, but I don't think quite yet here. And that was a Another thing that I had thought about when she released her edition, but her, you know how, how we were talking about earlier, like your edition, uh, it's wise to make it equal one of your one of one pieces. Another reason I hesitated on hers is because it did not equal the one of one pieces. It was almost double. So if she sold it out, I think she, I think her highest one of one 
I, I, don't, I don't know. I'd have to look back. It's like two, 2.5 ETH maybe. And her addition ended up being 5 ETH. So I felt also like it, that, that wasn't honest. Like it, it wasn't true that that's her addition equals her one of ones. It actually equaled far more. But I, I ended up buying into it because she was my friend. But it really tore me up because I wanted to spend more on other people. And yeah, so I, I struggled. So it just shows like with pricing artists, we're, we're talking about it in the back channels, what we can afford to spend. And it seemed anything over 0.05 was a no-go for most. And I think that that's something that it's good to hear that feedback. And I always appreciate how honest you are about things or just how open you are, because um, it helps so many people if they have that question, because, you know, there's so many things to consider when deciding if you're going to do an addition. And so hearing it from the artists um, is definitely an important part, you know, hearing it from your community and having that honest feedback and then also hearing, you know, your input, um, because to that really came down to your personal connection, you know, with, with the artists that you were willing to pay a higher price and it really had to do with your connection. And so for other buyers, if they didn't have that connection with her, it might be something that is keeping them from purchasing, especially price at a, at a price that they might be even considering buying a one of one from another artist um, and, and instead of an addition. Um, and so it also sounds like, was that a 50 piece addition then? Is um a hundred piece edition and I yeah at zero point one zero and I really wanted to talk to her about it again because she's my friend but I just I, I I struggled with that edition so like for fellow artists you know when you are thinking about putting it out make sure you put yourself in the perspective of a buyer as well and what you can afford I think that is so so important. I try very hard to to think of to think of like as a buyer, which I should because I actually have bought many NFTs. I think I could start a gallery. I've actually purchased quite a bit, but really, really important to talk to your friends and your people in your back channels. Hey, what what would you guys feel comfortable spending on an addition? It's a great conversation to have with your fellow artists. You know, one common theme that I've captured from every artist who has successfully sold out auditions is they talked to a lot of people before actually going ahead minting their editions. So if you are thinking about doing editions, talk to a lot of people. You can avoid making some serious mistakes if you take, you know, uh, advice from uh uh, you know, a diverse group of people. So do not rush, you know, just don't think that, you know, you've heard enough about additions and you know what you're going to do. It may seem like it, um, but uh, I think it's always a good idea to reach out to either artists who have successfully sold out additions or or people you trust uh, with uh, their judgment and then, uh, and then, and then, uh, you know, figure out uh, your strategy. I. I totally agree with that. And I mean, Subos is a perfect example. I mean, he reached out to everyone, I feel like, of his collector base. And so he knew. And the other thing, what you do there, when I told him, is like, you're helping your collectors actually feel included in the process. You know, so they're far more likely to be there and to support you when they feel like they've been a part of that decision. And so ultimately, you have to, you know, make that decision what 
works best for you. But I thought that did work really well for him. And I know for myself, people have reached out to me and, um, you know, because it's like, we've spent so much time speaking about additions. I think that, you know, we're able to offer some unique insight, but I'd say, you know, some people I might share something with, and it's like, I see what comes out. It's like, yeah, I don't know if you really heard everything I said, maybe some of it. So then by just following up with another few people or somebody today, you know, reached out, I was like, gave me four images, which one would you choose? I said that one. And you know what I would do? I would reach out to, you know, other people that you trust. And if you get the same answer from everybody, that's your answer. Yeah, I mean. I think we might have lost you, Slode, for a second. Oh, wait, am yeah, I just, I, I want to jump back in kidding. and say, it was a 50 piece, it was a 50 piece, not a 100 piece. You're right. It wasn't a 100 piece edition. The one that I had bought into, it was 50 piece, 0 0.10. I know my math is bad at times, but I thought, hmm, that one I... <laughs> but, sorry, go ahead, Sifon. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying about reaching out. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, not everyone has the luxury, I would say, uh, to go to a collector's DM and talk everything about it. In that case, you know, you can always reach out to people who have done additions. You know, in my case, I jumped to David because I know he's been doing and he came and helped me out. Uh, at that point, I knew no one else. <laughs> uh, but now... Everyone is doing addition. So you have a hundred places to go and average your work out and ask which picture you're going to put out. What's the, uh, whatever you want to discuss. You know, I get like almost like minimum 30 messages per day, just about additions. You know, every second message is about addition because that's the trend. But my uh, thing is, you know, I was talking to one person. He wanted to do addition. I told him about what Alpha told me, of course, you know, which is keeping it to a limit where you don't cross barriers and go all the way to 5 Ethereum when you're selling for 0.2 Ethereum as your highest. You know, I told all those tips. Also, the image was not the strongest. I know his work. I told, I know your work. I've seen you in Instagram. You have way better work than this. Why are you putting this image out? He said, okay, this and that. We all had all the discussion and it came out and it was the same image which I was telling is not strong enough. It was the same image which was put out as addition at a cumulative amount of almost 2 Ethereum. Uh, and his sale is highest sale of his one-off one is 0.2 Ethereum. So that's when it becomes a little bit glitchy, you know, like giving feedback is one thing, but if you don't even understand what you're trying to say, then it can be a little bit of a problem. And, you know, you need to analyze things. You know, you put out 100 editions. Um, I, I don't know how long it will take, but it's uh, sometimes you need to just do that reality check is what I feel. And also one thing I wanted to ask uh, Sunny, Zach, uh, Emma, and everyone is... Uh, you know, like everyone is doing addition right now, literally in the last one week. So is it going to be saturated? Because I've been collecting left, right, center. You know, I collected one more today. So overall, I have 10 editions in the last three days. Uh, I am reaching my limit right now. I can't do any more because I am even have my limits. <laughs> so how long will this go? Like everyone is doing, how long does it go? I actually asked, I've asked both Sunny and Zach that this week um, because it has come on so strong and so heavy. But I think, you know, I think there's definitely a place for it, especially as we're, you know, bringing it in and accepting it and starting. Because I think, I mean, additions have always been around, but also we're bringing them in and really utilizing them and starting to use them in a unique way. So, you know, I think that helps with the longevity. But I think that just like maybe with, you know, just like last 
last summer we were seeing where really large um, collections were the trend or were the norm and also that they weren't highly curated. I think we're going to see that, you know, and now it's it changed by the fall. We're doing smaller collections and they are more curated and we're putting addition, different information in with them. I think that's going to be important with additions as well is very much like you said, Sabo, with the, you know, the advice that you're giving is like, make sure it's a really strong image, like make sure don't use an image where you're like, well, you know, this will work for this, like still put out your best work, like put out an image that you're really proud of and that you want people to purchase. Like you want it to be out there in the market and you, you feel really, really confident with it. And then also make sure that you treat it just the same as you would with the one of one, go ahead and put your, put your description in there, put your name in it, you know, put your properties in it and really make it a really beautiful piece because that's what spurred me to collect some of the additions this week too. I've gone a little crazy with it. <laughs> when you look back, you're like, holy cow. But part of what helped me with that and really prompted the the purchase was like, wow, this is so well done. Like this is a beautiful piece. I'm thrilled to have this piece from this artist and they've done such a great job of, of creating this piece. So, you know, all of that goes together. And I think that will help the some of the additions stand out stronger than others. Um, so those would definitely be my, you know, and also you, this is for the long term. So putting out an image that's not your strongest, like, are you going to continue to have interest in it? You know, if you want that to be something that has growth long term, like put something out that people are going to be like, wow, that is impactful. Like that is beautiful. Um, you know, one of them this week, you know, early on was Jordan Banks, you know, I don't know, I'm an NFT time. So I don't know if that was a week ago or how long ago it was. But, you know, with his piece, I was like, that is a really beautiful piece. And that's, you know, something really unique, and it stands out in the market. Um, and so, you know, that thinking about it for the long term. So I think those are things to consider. Yeah, I mean, you know, one, you bring one, up an exciting. Sorry, Sabod, I was just gonna add to that. Um, you know, one thing that I'm uh, that I noticed, which you know I'm not very thrilled about, is I see a lot of artists releasing editions without taking pride in them. It's almost like, okay, you know what? It's just the next. Uh, it, it's in fashion these days, so let me just throw mine out there as well, you know. And uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's really deme you're demeaning your own art uh, by doing that, and you know you are breaking the trust that. You know, whoever goes and uh, goes ahead and uh, collecting those editions, uh, you you're you're really not doing any uh, favors to them or to yourself. Um, you know, I I go to um, you know I I've come across several editions and I go to the artist profile. There's no link to the editions in the link tree, or even if it is there, it's at the right at the bottom where you can where you can you know sense that the artist is just trying to tuck it away in their link tree, not very proud of it. Um, just, you know, just something that, you know, is there, but not really, they're not standing behind it. I mean, the only way to succeed with any kind of sales or with any kind of success in this NFT space is if you take pride in, uh, in your work. So regardless of what you put out there, um, you know, uh, to uh, Emma's point, make sure that it's an, first, it's impactful art. And then secondly, um, you know, that you take pride in it. Uh, that you talk about it, uh, you know, with pride and uh, and you promote it with pride. I, I was just going to add, um, 
Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And I feel like I've spoken to people and yeah, I'd want to see that piece that somebody would put on foundation, you know, a piece that they truly love, you know, that's means the most, you know, I was going through, um, you know, we got cut off, but Dilek and Samia were helping go through my collection and I cannot wait to continue this conversation. So I've never had somebody kind of go through and give an honest critique and they saw George Hammonds, you know, in there. And they're like, oh, my God. And they recognize this image. And I, I didn't know this, you know, but I guess that image was viral in certain ways in Web2 on Instagram, you know, for years. And it's like, oh, and that gave me so much. I, I love it. I can't wait to continue that dialogue. But it's like they recognize that image. So to me, like he apparently approached this exactly how we're talking about. He took one of his strongest images that people resonated with. And that's what he chose, you know, for his edition piece. And, you know. That makes sense, because the first time I ever saw that image, I was like, whoa, you know, I just I remember. And I think that that is something that for the long term, too, people are going to know, understand value with that, because, you know, just like you mentioned, they were recognizing that piece from one, you know, from seeing it before. And so that resonates. And then the long term, as people are catching on and more people are coming into the space, that a potential for secondary is even that much higher. And I know we have a few more people on the floor, up, up on the speaker panel. So, hi, Saya, how are you today? Did I, Saya, is that right? Yes, see you. Hi. That's good. <laughs> I know we, I know we met yesterday in the space with Jassy. So I hope you're doing well today. I'm good, man. Thank us. you. Yes, yes, I'm so glad. I mean, you know, your spaces are uh, becoming my favorite ones now. I mean, the reason is because the topics and I see that and, you know, it's such a cool thing to be able to do that. So I'll tell you a little bit about me. I mean, I was, when I came in, I literally just saw a TikTok and I thought I could be, uh, basically be able to sell my art. And so when I came in a lot of ambiguity, a lot of vagueness, I, you know, created my collections without knowing a lot of stuff. Uh, but you talk about collections, but being in the space for three months kind of made me realize what I wanted to do. And then my current project, I have like two editions, like two pieces, two items that I absolutely love from the storyline of my project. And I put them as additions. So there are 10 of them. So now here's my question. So they were a price at 0.125 and I sold one of them, five of them are sold and the other one, eight of them. Uh, I mean, two I gave away and then what, like, you know, uh, as, as a um, giveaway in one of the spaces, but uh, I only have like remaining. Now I am going to be building out more into that story. Now, here's my question. If I were to lower the price, because what I heard, you know, if you're doing additions or should I just do one on ones? Because, you know, the storyline's definitely quite big. So as and how I'm going to be bringing out newer chapters, newer actors into the whole storyline. Uh, if I choose to do additions like special editions, like, you know, how you had your Star Wars and Star Trek comic books, like I wanted specific items to have or hold some value. Uh, would you recommend or anybody in the room to lower my price because they are selling at 0.125? Uh, should I reduce it? Should I keep it the same? I'm a little confused right now, which is why I wanted to come up and ask. And so are these addition pieces or one of ones? I'm sorry. No. So, so the initial, so there's one of ones, but I created two specifically as addition pieces. There are 10 of each. Uh, that's it. Just two I two pieces, 10 each. And uh, out of them, I only have probably a handful left now. But the the ones with the storyline, actually, I do have one of ones that are about six of them right now, six to eight of them that are one of ones from the same storyline. And they range anywhere from 0.1 to 0.2. Uh, 
and I did sell out a bunch of pieces from like from that collection too. So I'm just trying to figure out if I were to add to the storyline, should I reduce the price or keep the same? Because I'm like for editions at least. Zach, if you had something that you would like to add, you're welcome to. I I know for myself, like, I, I don't think I'd like that. You know, I, I think that you're better off, you know, either, I mean, this is my opinion. I think you're better off burning those, doubling down and rewarding those people that have already inv- give them another or gift them somewhere else or just keep it open until it sells out. Because I think that by decreasing the price of an addition, you know, while it's still open, you oh, know. no, no, Zach, I meant like oh, my okay. newer ones, like I'm going to be bringing out more to the storyline. So every chapter is going to have something specific that I want additions in. Maybe maybe you give the option to your previous collectors to buy in at that lower price that you're thinking and then keeping the higher price, you know, for new buyers. Gotcha. OK, sounds fair. Sounds fair. Uh, yeah, that, I yeah, that's a good idea. Actually, I was so worried because you know, as soon as everybody started talking about additions and pricing, I'm going like, oh my god, oh my god. I mean, am I kind of not doing the right thing here? So, but that helps. Thank you. And I just want to say, there is no right thing, and I think that's important to understand. And like when I went about my edition. I, I listen to everybody. I talk to so many people and I try, cause since this is so new, I try to see like everybody's viewpoint, everybody's perspective. And then at the same time, I also look at people who are very successful right now and what worked for them. And that gives me like a path to follow. And especially like your goals, make sure you know your goals with your additions too. That's really important. And then follow the people who have similar goals I, I feel like if you get pulled in so many different directions, it really, really is just, it's just tough to make decisions for yourself. So follow the people that are doing something very similar to you and see what worked for them. Thanks, Sarah. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm definitely looking into um, a lot of things. And I think being in this space is so, so, I mean, it's at a different speed it's at the <laughs> speed of lightning so i think that you're involved in multiple projects the moment you come on and then you're like oh wait a minute i need to catch a breath here but i do agree with you um i am looking into a lot of things which is one of the reasons why i told meta that it's amazing that she's hosting spaces with uh relevant topics and i think that it's so important to have that because even though we i may be like three months six months into into the space but i may not know everything and i would love to be able to you know reach out to people who are in this space and know a little bit more and then who are probably experts you know in in their own arena so thank you i appreciate all the inputs that i got thank you so much emma's a diamond well i was gonna say these are great people the people here on the speaker panel these are great people to know because it does move so fast but um i myself have come to um if i see a space with any of the speakers here in it i hop in and because it's an opportunity to learn um so that's it is great to find your your tribe and find your people because um that's that is a really really great great way of 
propelling along. And each of the people we've referenced, you know, today with Sabod and Sarah and Sunny and Zach and Samia's in a lot of these spaces as well, the opportunity to bounce these ideas off of one another. And um, that's how we progress and how we make decisions that um, are good for everybody. So I appreciate your question. And, you know, pricing is something all of us, everyone questions and struggles with. And at another part too, is if something's working for you, then that's a good thing. Like you don't have to change to be on trend with what you're seeing other people do. Like it's great to take that into consideration, but um, you know, thinking about why you would want to change your pricing. And if it is to just fit in with what other people are doing, that may not be the right fit for you. So, you know, just like Sarah said, finding your goals and thinking about it, but also, you know, to, to Zach's point, thinking about those that have already invested and are already collectors and, and not doing something that might devalue something that they've already purchased um, or, or push that boundary with them. So um, I think that that's something that we all, everybody has, has kind of asked about at different times. And then the patience part is just a part of the whole process too. Um, and so looking, being mindful of what you've accomplished and not thinking that you are not working at the same pace or thinking about what you're accomplishing instead of looking at what other people are accomplishing is important too. That's, that's amazing advice. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I'm, yeah, I mean, totally like mind blown right now with the advice that I got. So I'm like super happy because I didn't feel like I wanted to change the price point just because my investors, you know, they believed in the art and they invested in it and I would not want to do that. Uh, but my future, you know, projects that come out or collections that come out, I could definitely consider because, you know, being a multidisciplinary artist, you can do many things and you can offer many, you know, avenues for people to collect your work. But yeah, I appreciate all the, all the advice. Thanks. I put Sunny on the spot that, you know, there was this, our, this, this um, space was expiring and they're like, all right, we're going to close this space in five seconds. I said, Sonny, last word of wisdom. And he had the wherewithal within five seconds to just say contextualize. And I thought that was brilliant. And I think that summarizes all that we're saying. He's saying, listen to everything you hear here and contextualize it. You know, how does it apply to you? Very true. Very true. <laughs> Way to sum it up in just one word. Um, and Sabo, did you have something that you wanted to share with this topic as well? Yeah, I mean, the topic which I wanted to touch is not quite in the past, but still I'll go with it because uh, since the moment I raised my hand, I drove my car, came for a coffee with ice cream as well because I know this is going to go for 14 hours. So I need the power. So uh, the point which I wanted to touch was about having the best picture out for editions. I mean, if you think about it, you are earning the most for a picture with the edition. You know, some on two Ethereum, some on five Ethereum, some on one Ethereum. Your other images are selling for 0 0.2, 0 0.5. This is the highest you're going to earn for a picture. Why shouldn't it be your best possible? You know, it has to be your best possible. Nothing else. There's no ifs and buts in between this. You know, just because it's an edition, it doesn't mean it has to be an average image. This is your most worthy uh, earning of all the images. So go for the best is what I wanted to say. Even my edition, the picture I put, it's literally the closest to my heart. You know, there's no image which is more closer to my heart than this. Because it's, it has a lot of stories behind it. But yes, uh, that's what I wanted to put. I want to jump in because I had my hand raised for that same thing. And I, right on par with Sabode, it was really, really important that the addition piece was good work, definitely. 
and that it it just it had to have meaning and the meaning behind it all like the whole edition is very close to my heart and my goals and what I believe in and I what well if I could control it I would love to have people buy in that agree agree with it that you know my edition was all about climbing mountains to reach goals and I used one of my a very near a dear piece to my heart of me sitting on a mountain so like I matched the title and everything I think that's really important when putting out the edition I remember going for a really long walk trying to think about this edition and I it 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 was really important that it had impact and meaning I completely agree with this don't just throw out anything I did this actually with a collection when I first joined the nft space it was just some of my landscape work and I didn't really put thought into it. And in, I ended up using it as like airdrops and, and donating the pieces, but it pretty much tanked because my, my heart was not connected to it. I just threw it out there. And that was early on when I joined the space and you could totally tell, like I just lost interest in it. So really important. You use the right pieces. Yeah. I mean, if I can just add to that, you know, when, I don't use foundation, but still people who use foundation, they put their uh, standalone images in foundation and they price it uh, really, really high. And they say it's the most important picture. It's a very, you know, uh, this and that. There's a lot of stories behind those foundation images. So you put it there, you price it so high because it's so important and it's a standalone. I think that itself is a clue. If it's a standalone image, which will not fit into any other collection, but also it's very important. It's just your chance uh, to bring it out as addition. Why you need foundation when you can do it as additions and earn That's... way more than foundation? You don't have to reduce price uh, like you do right now in reserve price and exception foundation. I completely agree because another way of looking at that is that you're taking something that's really important to you. And instead of calling it additions, you're actually fractionalizing it. So you're giving more owners the opportunity to buy into something that's really important. That's iconic. And if you're presenting it that way from the get go, if you're saying this is my iconic image, this was featured in this publication or received this award or went viral or whatever it is, the story behind it, put that out there, like be proud of that, you know, and that's going to catch people attention too. Um, and so I think some of the verbiage in this space might be a little bit of a barrier at times too, because, you know, some collectors are coming in and they're, they're more familiar with fractionalizing than they are maybe with additions. Um, and so thinking about how to word those things too, for who's going to be connecting with your piece, um, because that might be something that, that, that is just for some collectors, if they're new into this scene or new into really collecting art in general, it could just be helping them understand exactly what we're doing here. Um, but when they're like, whoa, this was a piece that was in National Geographic, or this was a piece that went viral, or this was a piece that got this many, you know, this much attention on social media, um, then that's something you know, that they're going to connect with. Um, it's slightly off topic because these were all one of ones, but that was something, you know, with Jeremy Cohen, when I came into the space, you know, with his rooftops collection, I had seen his whole story, you know, about this, about the images that ended up being in this collection. I was familiar with it from lockdown because I saw it on social media. So, you know, finding those references, reference points where people may have seen that and making them aware of it and triggering that memory for them will really help with, you know, them understanding what that piece is. Go ahead, Sabod. Yeah, one more thing I just wanted to add to everyone who's about to do a edition. 
don't do what i did which is going to the open sea contract you know it's i think the worst thing that you can do for your editions because uh, two reasons one is broken sea being broken sea you have to list it mine was 100 editions i had to list it 100 times you know it took forever you have to sign it once uh, on the computer then you have to sign again on the ledger then you have to go back list another one come back the circle is on and on and on i listed 125 times i told david i didn't even know that open sea will it's meant to stop me right when it's 100 no it just lets you go you do 1000 times they're like your wish go ahead so i did 125 listings fortunately it won't be recorded but yeah that's one big headache of uh, open sea contract uh, so go for manifold uh, if you can uh, second thing is yeah if you get manifold you don't have to do this i heard it's just one time and it will be automatically done is what i heard second thing secondary you know we all initially we spoke only of secondary in this space and if you do from open contract uh, and if someone puts that secondary the image on secondary on let's say coinbase you won't get any royalties at all zero you know it's just not there because it doesn't happen you know that's something i realized after i did my uh, edition if they put secondary on the open sea not a problem but if they put on any other platforms you're not going to get any secondary out of it so if that is your intention then again manifold uh, comes in uh, into picture even in that case if you suppose it's very funny because if you go to sloika i sell my images on sloika and if someone from, who collected from sloika let's say they put it on open uh, what is that uh, any of this non origin or whatever wherever they want to put it on coinbase or wherever for secondary you will get the royalties from uh, if you go through sloika but through open sea with their contract you won't get any royalties but uh, uh, about the listing 100 times i'm not 100% sure whether manifold will avoid that issue but that's something i heard through one of my friends And that's an important consideration for the future too. So, um, as a community, we can keep asking those questions and learn those details. Um, I'm pretty sure that Mike did his through Manifold, um, the collection that released today, so we can see if he has some feedback for us as well. Um, and along those lines too is just familiarizing yourself because they do work so much differently. Um, you know, you read it, you know, to where to know whether you sold all your editions or you know just looking through and spending. some time looking at some other editions to see how that how it lays out and if how many you have left and if that means you've sold all your supply and just because the format is so much different it will help build that confidence as you release your first edition and samya how are you today i'm very well emma you know why <laughs> uh but uh... you know uh, what do i say i have a few questions i i'll try to be a bit relevant to this topic because uh, you know i i wanted to ask a few questions especially because of the last point um, that was being uh, you know discussed that whether you have to list it or or you know do that uh, listing 100 times because as far as i know you know a bit of research that i did i think because of the there is an extension on open sea which you can actually add to the url and you can change the number of editions you don't have to do it 100 times that's what i know i mean no, i'm not no 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 samia let me correct you on that the extension that you add to your url in the initial part is to just change the quantity of the number of editions if you want to make 100 editions if you are doing it on ethereum blockchain you can't just do 100 it doesn't let you test that part for polygon you can do it automatically but for ethereum you have to add the extension and make it 100 editions that's only for the number of volume once you go in once you go to the listing part you have to list it 100 times 
okay possible because uh, you know i haven't uh, jumped into the edition section so that's that's why i'm glad that i came to the room because i got to know this that i have to probably click it 100 times or the number of times that uh, i have to actually do the editions for so that's that's a good good input um, um okay so so the question that i have uh, here is uh, um is to the, to anybody who wants to uh, you know answer this uh, because i have i have i faced this question just today in the evening so one of uh, one of my friends actually released uh, uh, an edition of i think that was around 35 or 40 um, if i remember correctly um, i was actually in the middle of lot of things so i could not probably check uh, the link yet i will do that right now but uh, the question that was asked was very interesting because uh, what was what was going around in the market is that people are launching uh, editions and they are just selling out in 24 hours so the question that came to me is that what should i do <laughs> to actually make it sell out in 24 hours less than 24 hours okay because that is also a pressure that probably a lot of people are actually getting into looking at looking at people i knew the answer but then that was probably not just a single answer that you should have to reach out you actually have to reach out to a lot of people before before uh, you know releasing the editions but um you know for the others i know for a fact that a lot of people are not very comfortable in terms of talking to uh, maybe collectors maybe artists before actually doing it they actually uh, struggle a bit in terms of doing it but if somebody has to release it organically uh, if you can summarize like five six pointers that people should actually look at uh, if they have to cope up with the pace which i don't think is the right case people can take their sweet time own sweet time to actually sell out any edition or or any collection rather um so what i what i actually want to know from anybody in this in the speaker panel is that if like these five pointers have to be kept in mind for people to actually think about before launching an edition what would these five pointers be and whether this space is very important for them because whatever happens in the market uh, you know people uh, who are into street photography mostly i am talking about them uh, a number of them have released their collections and probably even in 48 hours or maybe 72 hours probably just one or two of them have have sold and they are pretty concerned about it so so if there are five pointers i know sunny is a bit angry with me <laughs> maybe a few others in the room would know why he is but he has his hands up so i would let him answer that <laughs> so i know you asked me for five pointers but i'll give you one and that is the same amount of preparation and the same steps of preparation that you would take for one on one should go into this uh, into the um preparation for editions i don't think there's anything different that you need to do for editions in fact if anything you need to probably do more in addition to the preparation that you would have done for a one on one collection you know create a hype reach out to people you know uh try to talk to your friends to 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 uh talk about it release some teasers i mean you know it's the same thing that you would do for a one on one i don't see anything different that you can do because if you do it differently and you do less that means that you're not treating the edition the same uh as your one on one oh and and what about the pace of it this is also important let's let's talk about the pace of selling out of these editions um uh, 
you know what is like the optimum timeline of or is it any timeline there because i know a lot of people in in the initial days of my journey into nfts i had seen that people have launched editions and they're still there still out there so do you think that because some of the editions of of a few uh, you know very established artists these are selling out in maybe hours do you think that people are also getting into a bit of a pressure because that is also true um any thoughts on that yeah uh, there is definitely you know there is definitely some people who released editions early on who capitalized on the momentum that was there in the marketplace that were able to sell out which i would assume today they might not right but at the same time uh you know it's it, it all really depends on what the goal you, you know what the goal of the artist is behind releasing those editions is the edition is the goal of the edition to you know let the tra- let the art travel further is the edition uh you know s- supposed to serve a purpose like uh uh like david's where he's treating them as business cards so he doesn't want to run out of business cards um you know by selling out or setting a goal of selling out within 24 or 48 hours so i think it really depends on the goals i mean you know uh, obviously any everybody would want their editions to sell out as quickly as possible but then that's a uh, really uh, a factor of the preparation that went into it and uh, you know the overall execution and you're standing in the community also are those people that are buying your editions are they just buying for fomo do they really love your work do, you know are these people who you know truly believe in you and, you know i think there's also something to be said about something that sells out organically over time and that's not hyped and the people you know i think of um you know justin sneed um you know he's the person that introduced me to the space you know has told me to kind of take my time and i think you know for him i watch him and his pace is so smooth and i watched his edition and i feel like he slowly 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 built up built up built up and it did hit that point finally of critical mass like i said where it's like dang i don't know what happened you know people realize okay there's you know it's either now or never and then it closed out really fast but i feel like he the way that he built that foundation And so the people that bought those editions, you know, it's like a huge percentage of them are going to be so loyal and you know I think would um yeah, it just feels very safe whereas you know for editions if people are speculating per se, which is it's okay too, but um you know, there is something to be said about something that does happen organically over time. You know, somebody finally gets enough money, they've been waiting, they really want to invest in you. So I don't I don't think that's a, you know, necessarily a disadvantage um, you know, if you sell out over a longer time and just you have to be patient. Awesome that's like of course Sunny and Zack have to talk after one another <laughs> we know the reason but uh one thing I must must compliment uh, you know Meta Jungle and Bo- and Sara that you actually took the feedback and you started a bit early <laughs> it's because we kept complaining I don't know whether that is the reason but uh, at least I could participate that's it's 3 a.m in India but still I'm glad that I could come in um, and I could share at least learn a lot especially about that uh whether those copies and the editions are the same because i have not explored that uh, part of the editions yet so i uh, really appreciate that and and sara you were saying something and how could i actually go without listening to you go ahead oh you're so sweet you're the sweetest soul i i'm a person who had a goal of a fast sell out and i don't feel bad about it at all because it's my own goals and it was a strategy for me and 
that's just how my mind operates. But I just wanted to raise this one point, and I don't think this has to do with just additions. I think it has to do with the entire space of photographers, artists who have come in here that they don't quite understand the concept of their own personal demand for their work. And I think where the confusion comes in is that we think likes and popularity by our peers is demand and it is not it is not at all and like we are so tied to likes and popularity I think it's almost poison when you are trying to grow a business it definitely helps like your growth when you know your your popularity is increasing of course it's good for business but I think artists need to really take a step back from that and start understanding what demand actually means and not just demand of this whole space your own personal demand so my goals my goal with my addition was to really test the waters of the demand that I have built up in this space. And because I wanted to sell it out fast, that's why I went with a like a lower amount edition with only 25 pieces and a low price. So you like think about your goals and what's realistic. And one thing that I think is poison, again, poison to artists in this space. So I saw the girl, the, the girl's edition that I that I bought into, the one that I was talking about, I was really torn about because it was priced higher. I saw a fellow um, photographer comment, you know, she threw out the idea, should I do this? And I saw fellow photographers comment on there, yes, 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 you've built up the demand, it's totally going to sell out. And right there, I knew, like, I, I know, I know both of these people, I know how they operate. And I just knew that was, it was not, it was not the case. So I really, really suggest to artists to start understanding what supply and demand means and applying it to yourself personally, not just this entire space. It's really, really important. Sorry, Sand, that, that's, I wanted to add that to the, like how you were talking about selling out a, selling out a, an addition quickly. Like I had a goal and a strategy with that. And I'm, I'm happy that I sold it out because it just, it, it helps me along the path for myself. You know, I just I want think, to add, Yes, uh, sorry, Subhat. I'll just, I'll just, uh, okay. You know, the, it's a very interesting point that Sarah mentioned, and uh, probably that, um, you know, a lot of artists. I actually talked to uh, Chris as well. Very, very, uh, I think, very uh, with a lot of questions I had in mind because Chris had those forty-eight pieces, uh, you know, tagged to his birthday, and um, and 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 Sarah, what what she's saying is also an interesting aspect about testing waters. So Sarah, I just then I just a follow up question. That's why I just wanted to copy, uh, come in. Is that you know because there are there were instances that the market has been unpredictable for a lot of people and they keep coming to us and talking to us that maybe there were instances where they also predicted that at you know there were like almost they were predicting that a collection would be sold out in like two three days. I'm talking about one of one here, but then it also is applicable to uh, to editions. Had that plan not worked, you know. Um, had that plan not worked and you would have probably there were like two, three pieces left, would it still have built upon your mental stress that, you know, I was planning this and this did not happen? Um, and had this happened, because it is possible, right? It is possible that maybe somebody's ledger was not working and maybe there was some other issue. How would you have coped up with this scenario? Because it's an interesting exercise. You know, artists have different ways of coping up with, with different scenarios. I would have loved to have known it because you said very clearly that you had a goal to sell it out faster. It would be an interesting uh, 
thing to learn from for me yeah if i had not sold out my edition i had like a few pieces hanging around i definitely would have pushed it and on my end you know increase the marketing on it and getting it out in front of people's faces but i also attend a lot of spaces to learn and understand how i can sell out or or get my like get my edition gone and out of the way and i would have attended this space and i would have learned just how to do that because earlier we were having a conversation you know what can you do you know moving on if you don't sell out your edition there was ideas of burning the pieces gifting them so i would have learned and then i would have applied that but i, I and then coping like with the mental health part of it you know over the last like I'm in a lot of therapy, guys. So sometimes I I, I sound like a therapist. I made a prompt. I, I can see in this space, the artists are stressed out in the back channels. People are fighting. There is actually a lot of negativity that goes on. Whether we like to say it's really positive and community building, it is and it's great. And we're doing that right now by just sitting here talking and being open. But there is a lot of mental pressure on artists. And I just, I've, I've had to... I don't step back from my work because this is my work, but I've had to step back and just be like, no, like control your yourself and control your thoughts and almost like detach myself from my work and my growth. If that makes sense, like you have to step away and look at it as work and problem solving and how, what, what's the next step? How are you going to get ahead? And where I think the mental stress comes in is like our, we're so tied to sales and that validation from sales it's poison and it's wrecking photographers and artists mental health when they're not making those sales so it's like a, it's an inside journey for yourself of being like what what really matters here and what can i control and that that has actually saved my mental health through this entire space because i think what we're doing right now as artists is very very hard and just remember you guys it's one thing to come in here, like, we'll just say some bigger collectors that that definitely have wealth. It's one thing to come into a new space with your wealth and give advice to people. It is a whole other ball game as an artist who is probably working other jobs, trying to be a creator, trying to learn how to run a business and come and bring that into, into here and grow it. We have the hardest jobs possible. So take the pressure off of your back and really try to detach like that validation from sales because it it just helps you step back and be like okay what do I need to do moving forward so for me yeah again if I did not sell out my edition I would have just kept attending spaces like this I already know the collectors and the people I admire in this space who have already crushed their goals and I choose to follow them so that's what I do I go where they are I listen I learn and then I apply it and I move forward I wanted to add in, you know, it's like Subo and Sarah up here, they both sold out their editions, but I know for both of them, they put in so much preparation. I know from Subo from speaking to him and I know from him, it was like, it was a great learning process for me because I was curious, you know, all that he was learning. And so I think that's where a lot of these dialogues have come from. You know, it's like Subo does such a good job of putting together these people who are all curious about the same things. And then, it's like it doesn't end in the spaces. Then he reaches out to all these people. And so there's all these ideas bouncing back and forth. And I can speak to Sarah. I know in those days leading up to her release, she may not have come up in the panels, but I saw her for hours 
in those spaces where we were having these dialogues, absorbing, listening, clearly thinking. So I think that, you know, it's easy to see Sarah sold out, but I think she was very intentional and strategic and thoughtful about how she approached it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just going to continue adding to your what you were saying. Um, I, I yes, I, I approach everything with intent now. And I learned very quickly in Web2, like, it's hard to explain. I, I think artists have always been struggling with this. And it's because of social media. And it's because of likes and growth and, po and popularity. We really think that that's what does it and what creates a business for us but it's not at all and Emma and I have have chatted about this a lot in our spaces um like the different types of marketing you know your 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 GM post in the morning that doesn't have any links or whatever or tags it's going to do really well in terms of likes and and popularity and everyone's going to come and say GM 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 and I think that artists think that those posts are what is going to make them sales, but it's it's just not going to happen that way. And once you can start understanding that and, again, detaching yourself, like your validation from your business and just seeing it as a business and probably problem solving and learning and thinking and growing, you you're, that mental pressure is going to release off of your off of your mind. And I also want to mention this because we saw this with the bidding. So I, I'm, I'm sure that collectors know by now just how much artists really weigh on like your, your guys's advice. So many do. And there's so many different tweets about like the bidding that was going on and artists lowering their reserves. And I made a decision for myself. And again, it has to go with my goals my goals for myself, my business to take care of myself, be able to make a living, I choose to follow the people that are very similar. So when there's collect, like, I'm sure that we're going to be seeing tweets about editions, how they wreck your value. And, you know, lots of collectors have different opinions. And those tweets I don't think people really realize just how much they knock down the confidence of the artist who just did an addition or who just lowered the reserve price on their piece. And it gets so messy and it gets so scattered. And that's why I think it's so important to just really understand your goals, find the people with the same goals and stick with them and kind of block out the rest of the noise. I still listen. I still listen to the other people that have different opinions from me. And there's been definitely times where like I've changed my thought process because what they say actually fits better with me. But I typically stick to the people that are doing well and are on the, the same path that I want to be on. And you can apply that to an addition, a collection, your one of ones, know your goals and understand the concept of demand, but for yourself, your own personal demand. It is not likes from your friends. If you want your friends to buy into your work, then you're going to have to price it very, very low because we just all know our, the artist's budget is not five ETH. It's just, and it probably never will be. Oh, okay. Thank you, Sarah. A lot of, uh, lot of valuable points there. I just wanted to ask one last question before I, I go to sleep. <laughs> Did you find that phone that you probably dropped inside that lake? <laughs> or you thought that you dropped inside I, that lake? <laughs> I didn't actually drop my phone in the lake. I almost did, though. 
But I did lose my phone for a day while I was doing some indoor climbing, and I was having a panic, guys. No, I, I got it. Thank you. Thank you so much again, everybody. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you so much, Emma. A special thank you to you. You know why. Um, and the next time we speak, uh, we will speak about the reason as well. That's it from me. Thank you so much. And I'm going to sleep. Please do continue the conversation. I'll listen to the rest of it via recording. Thank you. So glad you were able to join us. And yes, we can share more next time. <laughs> but it's always great to have you with us, Samya. And I hope you sleep well. And Sarah, you gave a lot of great information um, with that. And too, you know, I, th I think it's great personally to set something up where you are understanding your demand. And it's okay if your supply might be slightly less than your demands, because then too, that's when that opportunity to have secondary sales comes in, you know, that you want there to be that demand or even for your next edition to drop for people to go, wow, I didn't get in on that first edition. I want to make sure I get in on this next edition because I know how quickly it goes out, goes by. And that's something you guys both, Sabote and Sarah, you've both done so great with your um, collection, you know, to be able to say, yeah, my collection sold out in 10 hours. My collection of 100 sold out in two days. You know, that's a great, that's great to be able to have that too. And for people to, because that's something that sets that precedence for the next time that an edition is dropped. And they're like, yeah, that went really quick. I need to make sure that I'm paying attention because I want to be on that list this time. And it's kind of a reward for those that are acting quickly on it too, to get in on that opportunity. And I know we have some new folks coming up on stage, and we have Emery. How are you, Emery? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Doing great. Um, nice I've just been you. listening to um, the discussion, <laughs> and um, I mean, it's fascinating because just a few weeks ago, I thought I, I couldn't get my head around an addition in uh, photography, like how it would work. And now I'm seeing like this development of ideas and where it's headed. And it's really um, so interesting, fascinating. And um, like, I, I had a few, uh, a question to uh, people who've done editions already. Um, do you, like, in hindsight, do you think, w w like, w is it good to do one photo or would you do um, several photos in addition? Because I saw one today, I think Mike did it. And I thought it was really interesting the way he did it. He did, um, I think, 20 photographs of 10 editions. Um, so, I mean, that's something that I never even thought about before. So there's all these ideas going around. And I think, um, as you were saying, it gives um, a chance to, uh, to more people to buy in. And also the, um, almost like, you know, with, with PFP, so the initial idea way back was, buy low and then you flip them it's like trading cards and so forth so it's um there's lots of opportunities and ideas to explore and um i'm just like here brainstorming taking notes so but that's the question i wanted to ask to um, people who've done the editions already or anyone who um, has um expertise in this field thank you that is a good question and i know we're all kind of learning along the way but sunny you can jump in if you'd like yeah i was going to say everybody here is an expert in additions uh by now um uh, you know we seem to have uh, gathered uh, a year's worth of experience in additions in about a week uh, but uh but i think you know you have a you have a very interesting question and uh i think uh 
<clears throat> you know, my answer to you would be, you can achieve with additions whatever the fuck you want to achieve, right? Now, with you know, with with Mike's drop, uh, what we are seeing is a collection of additions. Who who thought about collections of additions, right? So you release the additions like you would a collection of one on ones. Um, so you know that now gives you a chance to think about it in a much more um, you know broader perspective. Now, if you were to make a new collection and release it as an addition. Um, you know, how, you know, what would you do with that? Like, you know, Mike did 10 editions of 20 images, um, but it's a collection, right? So this way, I think the advantage of doing it this way is that you don't close the door for future editions. If you are doing an edition, which is a standalone edition, and then, you know, the question always becomes, okay, so what, you know, what are you going to do as a second edition? Like, do you just continue to keep on doing editions like that? Or you put a nice little bow around it and say that I'm going to make a collection where I'm going to, you know, have a cohesive body of art, which is going to be dropped as editions. So this is what, you know, uh, we, we talked about Tony Sullen before, you know, he's done where he's made a collection of 10 images uh, uh, of 10 editions each. So, you know, there is, there is a, uh, you know, there is a, there's a thread that's binding all these editions together. Mike's um, uh, collection of editions, you know, he, he has a theme. There is something going there where, which is binding all of those editions together. So, um, you know, it's just a different way to think about it, right? You could do it the way Subodh and Sarah have done, where they've released one image, which, you know, they're very proud of as a standalone editions piece of, uh, you know, whatever quantity. Or you can go the other route and say, I'm going to release a collection. Here's the first one, or this is what I'm going to start with, but there's more to follow. But then you have to be, you know, uh, cognizant of the fact that, you know, you have to have that demand, right? You can't have, you know, 10 editions uh, or 10 images with 10 editions be open at the same time, you know, go in with some kind of a plan, but, you know, but, but yeah, I, I actually personally like the idea of, doing additions as a collection of a themed storytelling that you can do through multiple images so that you can build on that, build on the first, uh, you know, build on the first success and take it to the next. With standalones, it's kind of difficult for you to kind of, you know, uh, carry that momentum because it's it was a standalone something. And now you have to come up with a standalone something else. With a theme, you go in with the plan and you tell everybody that this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna release multiples get in here and perhaps whoever gets in like another idea that i was uh, uh that popped into my head was uh, a little bit of an expanding editions uh size right so you do the first one you create a collection um and you say that you're going to do 10 images of uh, of 10 editions uh the first one is going to start at 0 0.02 whoever gets in on the first one the second one is going to be an edition of 20 the first 10 collectors who, who got in on the first collection are going to be able to get in um, on the same price for the second one. But the two new ones are going to um, uh, have to pay 0 0.03 or 0 0.035. Then you kind of, you know, continue to add addition size as you go further to build on that momentum. And you reward the, the collectors who've gotten in on your first, uh, you know, on the on the previous collections 
uh, previous editions, you reward them by by giving them the value of getting in on the later editions at that you know initial price or discounted price, something like that. So there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. This way, you know, you don't necessarily have to limit it, but you start off with low. You start off with ten because you know you want to ensure that you sell out. And you want to create that sense of urgency and a and a and a utility of future value in your future editions. I completely agree um, with Sunny. And a cool thing too is um, with I know with Mike's edition, it's been fun. Is he was able to. Um, package and create um, an incentive for making a purchase of multiple editions in advance. Um, so when you're putting multiple pieces in together, that can give you that opportunity to connect and get those pieces. You know, you may still have eight collectors, you know, for say that you're going in with um, initially on a whitelist or five or however many people you want to start off with, but you can reach out to those collectors and offer them the opportunity to still be a part of each edition or each image in the collection. So some really creative ways to do it. And then also who holds that for the secondary. So I think that's something that's really fun that we're seeing is it's not just how do you do this? But it's like, how do you want to do this? And it, we're seeing that there's some things that to keep that are good kind of principles or things that are being effective in the market as far as addition size and pricing. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't tr try it out a different way. Um, and then also we talked a little bit at the beginning too of what your incentive is, is you know, basing that on the goal of what you'd like to accomplish. So, you know, if you're, if you want to have secondary sales, it may not be the best to tie a future benefit to having to hold a piece. It could even be purchasing, you know, purchasing the initial lets you then do this in the future, because if those people are excited about seeing you grow, they may want to give the opportunity to trade on the secondary. Um, so if they have only one piece, but they want to do that, you may just include them as, hey, you were initial in this drop or you were initial in this purchase. So you're going to have this benefit long term. Um, something that I've seen the balded photographer doing lately, which is really interesting, his he's done a splash pass but he also is incentivizing his holders by selling pieces on the secondary so he has different rewards set up based on what price they might sell a one of one piece at um, and so that's something that you know is another kind of creative way um, of helping, you know, create your collector base and then also incentivizing them. Um, so he has a different level at I know point three and at one ETH and you get rewarded by getting another piece. So there are some really innovative things happening out there. So um, looking at what you want to accomplish and thinking about some ways and finding some people that you can share that information with and say, what do you think about this? And also kind of knowing who your current collectors are or who your support system is as to seeing what you can create to um, do something that would work and help you achieve what you want to accomplish. And one more example here is that I know of a lot of artists that are actually actively deal-making um, you know, uh, the secondary sales where they would reach out to their collectors um, and tell them that there is somebody who is interested in buying uh, a secondary piece. Would they be interested in selling? And that kind of, you know, that kind of interaction where you are interacting with, um, you know, the uh, the, pros uh, the prospective buyers on the on the secondary you know, you're, you're, you're inviting uh, people to let them know or, or let you know 
if they're interested in your uh, in purchasing in secondary there might not be anything available in secondary but you know you could you could you could let people know hey look if you want anything on secondary reach out to me i will broker that deal for you because you know a collector might not want to just list something because half the time we don't even know what to list it for um and you know you don't want to be absurd you don't want to be under um undercutting um and you know you might not even want to sell but if you know the artist approaches like i'll i'll i wouldn't generalize i'll talk about me if an artist approaches me and says look there's somebody that's really interested in buying um you know the piece that you have and uh you know this is the price that they're willing to pay um you know what do you think i think that's a very low pressure no commitment no strings attached kind of a a deal making that you as an artist can facilitate which will help you know your business grow that's a great point sunny um i think that's really really smart cuz it is working together and you, you- definitely hit the nail on the head with a few of those points as far as you don't always know what, you know, what to price the workout or what, um, you know, what's too high or too low. So um, opening that up and it also eases that um, and that hesitation you might have of the artist thinking that you don't appreciate their piece if you're pricing it at a certain price. Um, So I think that that's something too, that we can, as we continue with our collections to share the story behind it or to make the images still relevant to still have them out in public um, in view is going to increase that opportunity of people connecting with them and saying, hey, I know that's already sold, but is there a possibility of buying that? I just want to, okay, I'm, I'm, this might be switching the topic. I'm sorry, but I just had this thought and I just wanted to add it. Maybe it's a good way, middle of the point of the space. Like when you look at people who have, he's not in here anymore, Sammy, this would probably would have been good when he was in here. But when you look at people who have sold out editions or collections or whatever, look at it at something as like, that's what's possible. But you must know, you must understand it's not easy. And it wasn't easy for the person who sold out the edition. It's hard. Look at it as a challenge that you can 100% overcome I guarantee you and having like that mindset when you're trying to sell stuff especially your artwork just just having that mindset just helps you take those steps forward to overcome those challenges I can I can sit up here and say I sold out an edition uh, within 12 hours but it took me you know four months of hard work to to get to that point it truly did it just doesn't happen and I think like it goes back with that patience we want it to happen now and I'm I'm like that like I I wanted my edition to sell out really quickly I really really did but I went into it as like a challenge and I, I knew I could overcome it. And I think having that mindset is so, so important in this space where we often talk about how mentally challenging it is on all of us. I wanted to touch on a few things people said, you know, um, you know, I think um, Emma talked about the bonded photographer and, you know, that was one like he was ahead of the curve. You know, he had an edition of 50 out. 0.03 that I bought before this edition. It actually sold out during the 14-hour space because I remember him coming up and uh, I saw him in the space and I was going to bring him up because I knew that uh, Alpha Trilogy had also collected from him. And I, I was just very intrigued by him. You know, I, I kind 
talking about additions, how he was talking about it, it's just like a, a bit of a, like a membership per se, kind of like Emma was saying. It's like I, I was just curious. I think those are ones. It's like Artverse, you know, with Rachel. I was like, you see enough people, you know, who you respect and trust involved, and you see, you know, the talk, and it's like, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen here, but I kind of want to be a part of this. And so that was one that, you know, I jumped in. And then um, Sonny was speaking about, um, um, you know, like brokering the deal. And I think he's exactly right. You know, I think that uh, like Drip definitely does that. You know, I've seen him do that where he kind of brokers it. Somebody's there, you know, they're ready to, you know, take that money and do something else with it. You know, it's been a great journey. They're still a part of it. And then somebody else is trying to buy in. And so he brokers that, you know, this is also somebody who was buying back his own pieces. So, you know, I think that gives people on both sides, you know, a lot of confidence there. So I think, uh, you know, I believe, and I could be wrong, but maybe Justin Aversano, you know, has also, I believe I'd heard maybe the Twin Flames also did a lot of work behind the scenes, um, selling different pieces. But, um, yeah, and, and like Sarah saying, I think Sarah was ready for her addition. You know, it's like, you know, same with Dubot. It's like there was just so much thought and preparation. So, yes, once again, they sold out, but this was not so – the process was was of selling out was quick, but the preparation was long. You know, I just want to add one thing to that. You know, whenever <clears throat> this uh, sold-out thing comes up, one thing I get is, oh, amazing marketing. You know, that's the word uh, that is used, which is so annoying, actually, because you don't sell by marketing at all. You know, you sell by showing up every single day here, working hard, building community, talking to each other, running these spaces, invading DMs of our collectors, annoying them all the time. You know, there's hundreds of things which goes behind uh, selling a collection. It's not like a marketing uh, gimmick, you know. So it's a very, it's, uh, for me, it's the most annoying word ever. You know, we are not here to, do marketing you know if if i had to do marketing i can do 100 other things i quit my marketing job for a reason because i sucked at it you know i don't know how to do marketing you know i know how to do art i know how to meet people i know how to connect i know how to talk about uh, art that's what i do in my spaces you know uh, so these things come back you know when you do all these things it just reflects back it's not like marketing sells your work you know it's the most uh, stupid thing that people say ever and also one more thing I want to say about uh, selling out uh, is, you know, who doesn't want to be sold out? Everyone is here to sell their work. You know, we want our work to be appreciated. So, of course, we want to sell our work. If it happens in one hour, I'll be the happiest person. If it happens in 10 minutes, I'll be the I'll be on the moon, literally. But it's not the case. You know, you can't put that pressure on your head that you want to sell out. You know, every single time I put my collection out, my main question in my head is, who's going to buy my work? You know, even after... Uh, three times doing the same thing I still have the same question even when I put 100 in my head man this is going to take a while you know it's not going to go anywhere and you know that's the common doubt which is always there even in my drone collection I put three pictures like one Ethereum I thought okay that's it this is for three months now you know I have to really grind every single day to make it more visible and make people know about this uh, images that I have and you know all those things were running in my head and do I, did I expect it to go off the shelf? Not at all. But it happens, you know, because there are people you connect to who appreciate. Uh, it's a mutual thing. And, you know, for instance, Zach is right here. You know, he's my first ever one Ethereum picture collector, you know, and he created history on Sloika because no, no one has sold it one Ethereum on Sloika. He was the one who came in and did that magic, you know. Why did he do that? 
just like that not at all because we see each other every day we talk to each other every day we are always in the dm today we are sitting in spatial next to a waterfall in a metaverse and you know literally standing on a field next to each other like friends and just talking it was so chilled out i'm like man this is why i am here you know this is the connections that we have you know so that's that's the beauty you know you build your community and your sell out and all those things will follow uh, with people around you nothing without them you the, your your army is those who are around you as simple as that and uh, that's all there is Sabod, I just have to jump in and say that we are the marketing, our voices. And, you know, just for us right now, me and you sitting up here, our voice is our most powerful marketing tool, connecting with people. I completely agree with you. And in Web2, like you were still building your business on a foundation of trust with your whatever it was, your I want to say collectors because that's like, we just talk about collectors so much. You guys know what I mean. Your audience back in web too. So I, I completely agree with this. I don't think people realize how important connections with people will drive your business forward. And when you attend spaces, because I hear this a lot in the back channels, just with my friends, I hear a lot of them, they say they just come into the space just to be present, but they like don't actually participate i understand maybe this is a marketing tactic for you just having your pfp in this space but i can assure you if you sit in and listen and absorb the knowledge especially in good spaces that will propel you much uh farther ahead than just sitting in it empty like i i i, I can't see how that i'm sorry but i just think that's lazy and i can't see how that will ever benefit you and it's just you know, making your journey like just very slow to grow. But if you listen and you absorb and you talk with these people and anybody can do it, you know, Sobot is a good example. He started here not knowing anybody. And I swear this man knows like every single person in the entire NFT space. It is so wild. I do want to tell you though, Sobot, like you are talked about in the back channels a lot, but it, it obviously your success has been just so admirable. But everyone is like, don't tell me I have to host a space for 14 hours to make a sale. It's so funny. You're, you are awesome, my friend. Yeah, someone came up on other day, I don't remember who, in my space, and he said, you run spaces and that gives you advantage in terms of Ethereum. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I wish, I wish, you know, 14 hours would uh, re- result in Ethereums. But uh, no, that's not what's happening. You know, what's happening is real connections and that's about it. You know, you uh, so many collectors, I won't, I won't name them, because I don't want to name collectors, but I have had so many spaces with collectors who have come repeatedly on my spaces, big collectors, very, very good humans. And they're not collected a single picture from me so far. <laughs> so you think I go and chase them, please buy my image. I don't even tell them I have a collection most of the time. You know, I only tell collectors who already collected from me because that's what Emma told me. If they are collected from you, it's your duty to go and tell them about your next collection. That's all I do. Uh, you know, if I take names, for instance, uh, NFT millionaire, you know, Abbas, he's very, very close to me now. We talk on daily basis. I never even once told him about what I'm uh, having as next collection. I am like, if you see it on your wall by chance, good. Otherwise, I'm not going to come to your DM and annoy you with my collections at all. You know, similarly, you know, Chip and TK and who are so many collectors uh, who are very, very good friends. We joke uh, joke around, laugh around. We, I mean, we are 
Chip and Tika are crazy. You know, we have crazy amount of fun. David is here. He knows that. So, you know, we, I never tell them about any of these things at all, ever. I may send work of others that please look at this collection. Please look at this one. Only this much, you know, 0.05, 0.08. All those things I do, but I never tell about my work because the moment I do that, you start that transaction, you know, where you put a kind of a barrier between you and them. They'll see you as that guy. So I don't want to be that guy. You know, that's why I don't ever do that. So, yeah, even Alpha yeah. knows, you know, I never sent him other than when I drop, I tell Alpha, here is my next drop because he anyway knows what I'm dropping because I discussed with him before doing that. Other than that, what Alpha gets every single day, I always think that one day he'll be block- he'll be blocking me for this, which is about others' work. Here is one work he's never sold. Here is another work, last piece left. Here is another work, only 0.02. I mean, Alpha is so kind. I'm really, really glad he's uh, so patient with me. But this is what I do with my collectors, you know. Oh. It's, um, so boy, it's, what you're saying, I think it's so true about um, these spaces. I mean, you can, it, it it's like everything. It depends, it's how you use it that's important. And I think peop- some people are getting frustrated um, when they're new here because, um, and I get it because when I first joined, I had no idea what I was doing. And I was joining some of these shield spaces and <laughs> you wait four or five hours and sometimes you may not even get to talk and you start thinking, what's the point? What's going on? Why does everyone keep talking about joining spaces? And then you find out about spaces like these, uh, your spaces, Meta Jungle spaces. Um, there's a few other really good spaces um, that I tune into quite a lot where you actually learn a lot and you make those interactions. Like uh, we spoke so many times now. And I mean, um, it opens your eyes as well to different kinds of, of photography and even different art forms. So, I mean, I've been on your channels when uh, you're doing things on astrophotography, which I had no idea about, but now I'm fascinated about. So I think there's so much to learn. And like you said, it's those genuine connections that man, I think Sarah said it as well. Um, That's what really matters. And it's weird in a way because uh, we're always talking about the technology and it's so important. This is all based on blockchain technology and um, I mean that's beautiful and that's changing the world but uh, what I find interesting is we're kind of going back to the importance of those human relations and how important it is to actually build a community and not in a cliche way in an actual uh, real way where you talk to people and create empathy uh, learn about people's stories and their lives and you really get to know people that you've never actually met in real life i mean some of you i know better than people i actually know in real life and uh i mean that's crazy but it's just uh, it's just how it is that's that's how this world is so yeah thank you for these uh, spaces and um i'll continue learning i i i think we find our you know you hear a lot of people say like find your tribe and i know for me i spent a lot of time just bouncing around from spaces but there are certain people that you hear that just, I, I just, I'm stuck. I, I follow, you know, it's like Subod was one of them, you know, it's just he offered an opportunity and I could have stuck around for an hour, but I stuck around for eight just because I didn't want to leave and I wanted to be a part of it. And it felt special. And I just, I just stuck around, you know, Nissan is another one. I walked into a room the first time I heard that man speak was just changed my life, changed how I 
you know, really moved in the space. And I thought he was so special. So I think for myself, I just continued to just spend time around him for a long time before he even noticed. Maybe a couple months, you know, and I think, you know, I collected his edition piece. Thomas, it, it just, it was a long time, you know, and I think Subod was the one, you know, who gave the introduction, but it was like, I was just around, just kind of like Sarah was saying, just listening and listening. So, and then, you know, Dilk, I, I look, you know, just Sonny, you know, I know I've connected with, you know, Emma, just, you know, all these people. I look at, you know, TJ down there, you know, May and TJ, you know, there there was a space that, um, you know, they host. And, you know, I think for me, I, I hadn't co-hosted, I still don't, I kind of just pop in as a, a speaker usually, but I think for TJ and May, and, you know, it was like, room got rugged. And then, you know, I kind of popped back in. It was just the three of us, I think, for a little bit. Maybe Hens was there. And it was just this kind of unique opportunity to kind of just talk a little more candidly. And that was really special. You know, TJ and May did a lot to lift me up and, um, you know, allowed me to co-host and just kind of, like, experience new things. And so, yeah, I think they're just special connections that you make, you know, in different ways. I think, you know, if you're uncomfortable speaking you know you don't have to go in these big rooms like sometimes you know the little rooms can be uncomfortable too but i do think you know there are different sort of connections you can form you know in different ways you know sometimes if i'm like multitasking i can't go into a small room because i i'm not trying to jump up on a speaker panel and be fully engaged but you know when you're really just trying to make you know some true human connections yeah maybe go into a room with three people and kind of see what happens You know, I, I, sorry, I just, I think that's um, so underrated going into rooms where there's only three, four people, because um, I think maybe it's because of Web2, we, we got so used to numbers like 100,000, 200,000, like to be relevant, you have to have millions of followers. Whereas um, if you think about it in real life, I mean, quite often, if you're in a room with four or five people talking, that's quite a lot of people. So... Um, <laughs> I mean, we shouldn't um, knock those, uh, the rooms that are, say, smaller rooms, because sometimes you can have the best discussions and make the best connections in rooms that have, like, 20, 25 people. And that's still a lot of people, if you think about it, because these are real people. Um, everyone's there expressing their art, what they're doing, their stories. And uh, sometimes they're the best rooms to be in. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And full, full circle... I believe TJ was who I gifted a Subod edition to. I think that's how it went down. You know, it was just in a room and it's like Subod gave me the, you know, it's like, all right, choose a person. You know, I looked down TJ, somebody who lifted me up, you know, didn't need to, just did. Well, you know, it was just, uh, I just appreciated him so much. So it was just such an easy opportunity for me to just give back to somebody, you know, that I appreciated so much in the community, you know, thanks to Subod's generosity. No, the generosity comes from your heart, Zach. Not everyone remembers uh, the journey. So at least you remember. That's more important. You know, it's a long, long road. Better remember everyone who pulled you up. That is so true. Absolutely so true. And I think, and it's also what makes these times go by so quickly. It's how you can end up being in a room for hours and hours is because you actually are, you're enjoying it. You know, you're, you're, you're hanging out with your friends, you know, it's just a great conversation. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. We're all 
on the same topic or learning something that we're all interested in. And it's just, it's amazing to find those people that you connect with and what keeps us coming back day in and day out. Um, and, you know, Sabote, I know sometimes people are like, gosh, you were in this space for so long, but I understand what you mean. It's like, well, the time goes by because you're hanging out because you're actually, you're with your friends, you're with people that are intriguing and that are interesting and that you're having a good time with. So it's not like you're, you're not waiting in line, you know, to have your chance or these things like you're actually gaining something from it everybody is everyone's contributing and getting something from it and it's just awesome to have that connection um so it's it is it's something really really unique and i i feel bad for those coming into the space that don't have the opportunity to find this the groups that they connect with or think that those shill um, spaces are the only way or are the norm because i can i'm sure that is so frustrating i mean i've listened to some of them myself and it's just like oh this is just awful or people not even paying attention or acknowledging them they're sharing and nobody's interacting with them you know and and it's just so frustrating because they everyone here is is valuable and that's what we're looking for is people to find that value so providing that for our community it is so important to be able to do that um and no, i think oh. i think almost everyone goes through that process of going to uh all I mean, I won't say every shilling room is bad, you know, but there are some which really makes you go crazy. So, but yes, initially, I think we all go through that. We have to do that because to learn some things, we have to burn our hands a couple of times. And I think that's part of the journey. And then we learn, then we start avoiding such uh, places which don't give any value. And there are so many good spaces. You know, even when I'm not hosting, some days I just don't want to host. You know, I want to be in other rooms just to see what's going on because I don't want to be, you know, just circled by the people I know all the time. I want to find new people. I want to connect with new people. Who knows what else stories are there to listen to. So sometimes I go in certain Turkish, uh, you know, spaces. I think Sefa who has those spaces. They're all talking Turkish. I change my PFP and go and sit there so that they don't me know that I am there because otherwise they may pull me up to speak. So I just sit there and watch and the kind of uh, artist you see there because they never come on any other spaces because they don't know English and they don't want to be there. So... In those spaces, the pin posts are like completely out of my range. You know, I never seen them anywhere. So yes, there is a lot to see and learn, and so much of art and inspiration. So when that is all that you are being fed in these spaces, why not spend all the time in the world? I enjoy it. Uh, Subod, hi. Uh, if I may add something to that, please. Of course, you are my collector. Go ahead, please. Why do you have to say that every single time? <laughs> I told please you don't do that. Like- I told you, it's for lifetime. You have to. I get it. I get it. We are connected for life, but still, you don't have to. Please. <laughs> but please go ahead. Okay, thank you for the acknowledgement. Uh, uh, so, uh, great space going on here. Lots to learn and uh, lots of comments to share. But uh, hi, Emma. Hi, Subodh. Hi, Sarah. I'm hearing you speak for the first time. These meta jungle spaces go on very often, but quite often they clash with my timing. So. I haven't had the chance to hear you. And uh, it's also lovely to see Sunny over here. And uh, uh, the knowledge he has is amazing, always relevant and helpful. And uh, also a hello to Zach, who I'm also hearing for the first time. <laughs> so lovely people here. Dilek Turquoise for the first time I'm hearing him. It's, it's nice to be here. Uh, so yes, uh, Subodh, thank you so much for uh, you know bringing me up here. And one thing I'd like to add to your thing about shield spaces, 
since I came in, I think I've only been on one shelf space in my entire time here, probably for a max of 90 minutes, and then I left. And what, you know, what made me just not go to shelf spaces anymore and have this hope that some people have this hope that, okay, oh, you know, I shouldn't give up. Let me try again. Let me try again. And they tried three times, four times, five times. I just gave up, quote unquote, in the first go. You know why? I just did some math. I said, okay, this is the total value of my collection in ETH. This is the theoretical amount of time uh, I want to, I wish to spend in shell spaces. You know, divide the num the ETH by the amount of time you spend in shell spaces and you work out your Ali, uh, whatever, you know, your Ali salary, to say so. Much lower than what I'm earning. I'm like, okay, you know what? This is like way below basic pay. I'm not going to waste my time in shell spaces because time is money. That's what people don't realize. Time is money. It's your biggest asset. Even if you spend that time sleeping, sleep is important for you. People spend sleepless nights, you know, trying to sell their work. So value your time more. If you value your time more, uh, you'll have more time to think, develop ideas, create. So that's what made me shut off these shell spaces. I'm like, I'm not... Uh, earning less than minimum wage, um, I'm going to stop this and, you know, just chill out with the community. So that was one strategy that helped. And I actually had one question regarding these limited editions. Sorry, yeah, uh, that I had regarding this is, um, it might be an uncomfortable question, but uh, my question was, see, like uh, yourself and Sarah, uh, you both are really successful artists in this space. And I know it hasn't come overnight or by magic. Both of you worked very hard for it. But um, there are other artists as well who work hard. They might not work um, the same way or, you know, they might work differently or their strategy might not be as uh, suitable, but they also put in the effort they don't make it. So, you know, not everyone, despite us saying that, you know, this space, uh, uh, you know, is, uh, you know, everyone should be equal. People are not equal, you know, by, by, uh, by virtue of the work they put in and the work they produce, you know, there will be variations. So for artists who are relatively successful, have multiple sold out collections and also, you know, a, a community backing them and, you know, a uh, influential and helpful people in the community backing them it's easy uh, not easier how do i say but uh, you know uh, they are able to get that quality feedback but there are so many other artists the majority of them who are more modest who are struggling to sell out their genesis collections for example they drop a limited edition but it's it will be harder for them you know to put into effect the advice that you gave for example seek advice from multiple people okay they will seek it from multiple people but uh who who will those people be can they access uh for example zach the same way can they uh, approach sunny for advice the same way you know that's the that's the difference here so for such people, how would you recommend they overcome this, uh, you know, um, this challenge to, you know, eventually sell out their collection? Because they won't sell it out overnight. They won't sell it out even in three days. It will take longer. But how, what would you advise to these people, you know, people like me, for example, to encourage, to help us sell out our collections? Not collections, sorry, the editions. I, I want to say, like, 
you know, first of all, you're up and you're asking the right question. So, I mean, I think this is exactly it. You're finding the community and then you're coming up, you're introducing yourself and then you're asking, you know? So I think that's like, that's the formula. And I, and I think, you know, now everybody in this room and everybody in the speakers panel knows who you are, appreciates your thought process. And, you know, I will say like, as time goes on, you know, my DMs definitely get more crowded and i know like i get lost in them sometimes you know i think they're they're really hard like it's much easier for me to actually come on a space and just kind of hang out and then you know communicate with people in that way so i think it's it's a lot easier but also like somebody might dm me and maybe maybe i i'm i didn't get back right away but then hey if they show up in the space and i remember them um you know that's going to mean a lot more the other thing i'd say it's like you know if somebody pops in a dm they're like hey hi hope you're having a good day it's a, that's a bit harder it's like i don't know really where to go with that and also it's like a, it's i'm not gonna be urgent but if somebody is very thoughtful and comes in the dm and like has like a very specific question isn't necessarily trying to sell their work but is asking like the question you are you know hey i'm planning on dropping this edition like do you have any advice you're probably pretty likely to get a response i'd say very likely and if you don't it's not personal keep showing up, you know, don't, don't like unfollow somebody because you didn't get an answer. Like keep showing up, you know? And if you keep showing up, that's what I'm saying. You know, with somebody like Nissan, I would, I respected Nissan so much and I kept showing up and eventually he noticed. And, you know, so I think that was like a connection that, you know, was made over time. So I think, you know, like I see people, the same people who are in the, you know, in the room who keep showing up. And, um, you know, I think over time, like, Man, you know how excited I get? Yeah, it's like somebody who's showing up, showing up, isn't making sales, and then you see a sale. You know, those are really easy people to, you know, just share joy with. You know, I think for for all of us, and it's like, man, the the respect I have for those people, it's like I saw somebody, I don't know if it was Vic today, said it's like he's been in the space eight months and made his first sale day, and it's like still going. It's like, you better believe I retweeted that. And... um yeah, I think it just means so much. It's like, I, I just, I can think of multiple people, you know, who I'm, you know, put out collections whose work I like, whose work I appreciate and have zero sales. And, but they're, they're still here. And, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, it's important to realize like, you know, I think Sarah, somebody was saying, it's like, you know, a lot of people have different jobs. It's like, this isn't your primary source of income. You don't have to quit everything you're doing. You might have to lose some sleep. You might have to grind. But, you know, just keep going. And I think those people that just keep going and are here, I do think it's going to mean a lot because the people who have been here in spaces and they do see who keeps showing up, it's going to mean a lot and a lot more than, you know, somebody who just like shows up, doesn't get a response. And so they just bail. You know, that's that like that doesn't impress me. You know, it's like I have the utmost respect for those people who just keep standing up. I love it. Yeah, if I can add who's going next, someone's mic muted, I can let them go. Who was that? Please go ahead. Oh, uh, I just want to thank Zach, that's all, for, for that. And uh, uh, thank you for saying that, uh, you know, I think more people need to be aware of this. They get 
dejected and discouraged when someone doesn't reply back but you know, all they need to realize is that the you know all of us are busy we've got other things going on and sometimes you just have to remind them again you know just as you would do at work you know you send uh, you send a reminder email and be like uh, hey could you please follow this up um depending on how formal or informal you are with the person but uh no thanks a lot for that uh, reassuring response doesn't no. i'm not going to your dms don't worry <laughs> Doug, please dm me it's like nobody in this room has time to be in this space right now yeah we're all here and i think that's an important thing to realize it's like we're all making time and i think that's what subod and emma were saying it's like yeah i was in that 14 hour space did i have any of those 14 hours to spend that day no i absolutely did not you know subod hit me up in the morning and said, hey can you do this uh, yeah uh you know how about today uh maybe you know how about an hour uh maybe and then it's like things just happen and it's like yeah it's like same with on these spaces it's like my weekend's going to be totally affected the amount of things that i've put off because of spaces over the last two days you know it's like i stayed up almost all night last night to get done the work i had to do because i was in you know meaningful spaces and conversations yesterday you know there's definitely you know, I am definitely pushing my own boundaries. Um, you know, it's like, but it's because this is where I truly want to be, even though I have to be doing all the other things in my life. But, 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 meanwhile, Zach, don't think you've been easy today, by the way. I just counted the hours. You came in to the space when Misan started. Uh, that was at five o'clock my time, uni. Now it's 2.30 in my place. So that's seven, uh, five plus five, six, seven, uh, that's nine hours, nine and a half hours. You're on continuous loop because I know even between the breaks of those spaces, we were hanging around in spatial and here and there. So you've been on for the last nine and a half hours. And why, why are you doing this? Because that's the value of this place. You know, that's how it works. We vibe. No, that's that he, he's doing it because that's his crack. Oh, Yun Sunny is no different by the way. Yeah. He's been around since, uh, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Give me a break, sunny. space. Yeah, Sunny has been around for seven and a half hours now. And no, you... I have not. Have I been around for seven and a half hours? Since your space, uh, it started at eight o'clock. So, um, not eight. It started at six o'clock. So, since my six o'clock, you're here, which means, uh, yeah, almost, almost there. So we are breaking another record there. Yeah, and 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 you know, this is this is this is the beauty of it. Like how Zach was saying it, like none of us have time for this shit, but but we're just so addicted to it. Like you know, this is the you know there there's no other place that would rather be. I mean, you know, I'll let you in on my life. I tippy toe around the house, you know, with my AirPod in my ear, so that you know I don't get shit in the house for just you know being on Twitter again. But you know, it's the I don't want to miss out on this conversation because you know I learned so much from all of you. I would have never imagined in my life that I would get to hang out with, you know, some of the best artists in the world um, and, you know, have have these kind of dialogues. So that's why I'm here. Yeah, but uh, I want to just touch the point which uh, Sanya put out, which is uh, not the people who are around working hard and not having a sale. I totally agree. It happens. You know, recently uh, we, I won't name him, but uh, I met him over the space and I'm when I came to NFT in the initial part in January, he was very active and he was around. Then he disappeared and he came back after two months. 
and now finally he started showing up again and when i met him on my space i told where the hell were you all these days i remember in those days because i really loved his work what he had uh then we had a discussion etc etc then finally uh we had a review of his collection in the space and he took that review very very you know seriously and he curated his collection again he deleted some pictures added some pictures reduced the price we told go against the tide and reduce the price you know that's another reason for four and a half months sitting there what's going on with genesis collection all that happened everything was set uh, and even there are certain things like uh, alpha says write your description properly all those were not in place everything was set exactly how it is meant to be and within the next 6 hours i think he had three sales you know from not having a single one to there you know how does it happen because we like it or not space is important you know end of story because we talk we connect we see each other every single day you show up we become familiar and that's what starts the whole process you know if you jump into a ocean and you say i don't want to swim but i still want to be alive it's not going to happen you have to learn to swim and swimming here is space like it or not this is the most effective tool we have right now according to me and then there are other places like meta jungle when i came in shivering and not knowing what is nft um, meta jungle was my gps coordinates you know they really led me in the way where i had to go even i entered all those shilling spaces i remember one shilling space i started my day while having breakfast i requested for speaking then i did my laundry i cleaned my house i went to a mall got my cat food came back had lunch almost had my tea and almost was ready for my dinner when i got a chance to speak and all that resulted in what 30 seconds of speaking and out so that, you know i we all learn uh, but you know we have to uh, spaces can be annoying sometimes but you have to find the right spaces and hang around you know there are so many good spaces among a couple of really <laughs> torturous ones Can you know, I jump uh, in and so, add to and sorry guys Sorry. Sorry Sarah, I'm just going to add <laughs> real Go I'm ahead. just going to say something which struck um which which has stuck me in the you know when what she said in the beginning uh which was uh you know that we are all in or we are all in this together uh we are in this together but not all of us are going to make it however the opportunity for all of us to make it is there it is really up to the individual to make it that's that's the way i look at it the opportunity for everybody to make it is there not everybody is going to take that opportunity and capitalize on it but it is there i mean sorry sarah just one last thing because i lose this thought which he told you know opportunity is there and how much we take also comes down to us what is our necessity you know in my case i talked about this few times in some of the spaces if i didn't do this right now what i'm doing going full on like crazy mode so because i need to survive you know i didn't i told it before i didn't even have money to pay my rent <laughs> so i didn't know how i was going to survive because this covid has killed everything and i was in my dead end and then came this opportunity and you think i let it go i mean i know my art i know i am good at it but will i let this go not at all i am not going to sleep on this i am not going to come here with my crown saying oh i am this i am that i am great on instagram i won this award all those things won't work i let everything in instagram and came here with zero followers and i grinded every single day made myself notice you know so there's a lot of hard work only because i need to survive you know i need to follow my passion or i need to go back to the job which i quit which i sucked at so i don't want to go there and do the same thing again i want to follow my passion and only way to follow my passion was to grind like never before and i'm enjoying it you know it's not like a grind where you burn yourself out i am enjoying it and it's fun so 
I'm meeting so many wonderful people and all kinds of artists. What was in Instagram? I used to follow. We all did that, you know. We follow the people we like, you know, like our own category of people, you know, our own small eco chamber, and that's our art, that's our world. But here, digital art, all kinds of art, you know, you're like, wow, what kind of talent exists in this world? So when your mind is blown every single day when you wake up, why not spend time there? I just want to add like a different perspective besides just spending so much time in spaces, because I know a lot of people struggle with you know, being able to be present in spaces. So just when you just keep in mind that everybody is different and everybody's path is going to happen at different times because we all bring different skill sets into this NFT space that's going to help you like propel, propel yourself forward. And there's one thing I notice that's not talked about enough and i actually think that this is really 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 important and we go over this in the ama sessions is and this is not to put down anybody's work but don't ever forget like improvement of your craft should be top like it, it's very very important to you guys and i say this because one way to really stand out from the crowd and i, I just want to throw it out there like financially in this space I'm not nearly as successful as a lot of people people just think I'm very successful I'm very fortunate for how far I've come by the way but I'm just using this as an example people think I am so successful because I'm good at the branding and it's something that I'm I just naturally am good at and have grown like you I, I can say in the NFT space, I probably own the color yellow. And it's because I'm good at that. That's a skill set that I brought into here. But don't ever forget that improvement of work is always going to shine. Always, 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 always. And there's something that I always like to remember as an artist. And lots of people I have heard me talk about this in other spaces. And I learned this somewhere else a while back. I watched it in a video is try strive to be the purple cow and what i mean by that is okay say you're driving on a road it's a really beautiful day there's a field of cows and it's just gorgeous it's a really nice scene you stop you take a picture of those cows in the field and it's a nice picture of cows in a landscape scene and then someone comes along and paint decides to paint one of the cows purple or paints the all the cows purple and takes the exact same shot now put those two images together. Everybody is going to wonder, is going to gravitate, is going to go and look at that image and dig deeper on the purple cow image because it's different and it stands out from the rest. And with my work, like I'm, I'm always striving to stand out in some way because I know that that is so, so very, very important in art. And like we are artists and it is, I feel it is our duty to master our craft because there are pe there are people that invest in you and they love like your passion they love it and i think passion is always going to always going to shine and no one ever really talks about improving your work it's like we're photographers we just got here and then it's all the stuff that we photographed before we're trying to sell and we're just keep continuing on grinding that but we often forget and, and sit on our spaces as well, but we often forget the other little things that are really going to help you succeed. And that is standing out from the crowd. I think that there's some spaces that you can go into, you know, and I know for me, I get, you know, I collect for different reasons, but there are certain artists who I've heard speak about their why 
and just blew my mind. And I think that, you know, by mixing up the type of spaces you go into, you can also get a lot out of, you know, these spaces by listening to people talking about their why. So I think that's one of the things that I really appreciate is getting to know artists in a different way. You know, you don't always have to be in spaces speaking about additions, you know, some of, some of these spaces where people just really open up and share, you know, it's like, that's one of the things that actually for me, you know, I think as an artist, you know, why I started collecting, I collect from people who inspire me, who just by being around them, you know, is going to bring me better value as an artist, you know, it's going to help me develop, you know, I think that's really where it kind of all started for me. It's like, you know, I, I collected my first NFT was from Elise Swopes. And it's just, you know, she's on the Adobe Premiere loading page. I heard her speak at Adobe Max in 2020 and blew my mind, you know. And, and I think for me, it's like, wow, you know, I can purchase this NFT and, you know, for better or for worse, I can just be tied to this person. I thought it was incredible, you know, just and then over months, been four months, you know, I finally introduced myself to her like last week or the week before. But that was a very gradual process for me to just be even comfortable, you know, getting to that point and for that opportunity to present itself. You know, I probably showed up to 10, 12 spaces before that ever even happened. So I think that's my point. It's like I just keep showing up and showing up with those people who I really want to talk with. And ultimately, you know, a door opens and you just step up. And I think the other thing, you know, I've realized is, you know, there's a lot of people who, you know, English is not their first language. And so I think, you know, I've been thinking about ways that, you know, they can still integrate themselves in the community. And I think that an underrated way to communicate is to, you know, communicate, you know, like there's a lot of people where DMs are closed, but they certainly still tweet and you can jump in on those threads. And, you know, rather than just saying congrats, good job, nice piece. If you've taken the time to listen to them for hours in spaces or, you know, if you, once again, if English is not your primary language, you know, you still can speak through that image. You can share some very unique insights. And I guarantee if somebody collects an image and you see something that they haven't even seen about the image that they just spent their money on it and you point that out to them in a thread, you're going to get a like, you know, they're going to notice you. And so I think there's, you know, rather than blowing up somebody's DMs, find some art that you love that just got collected and comment on it, you know, or like a thoughtful quote tweet, I think goes so far. So I think you don't have to show up in spaces. You know, there's so many different paths. Huh. Do any of you take um, notes when you're doing these? Because there's so many good points. I wish I had a notepad because you lose track sometimes of the points being made. I, I just want to go back to what Zach said. I think it's so true. And um, if you want something, you make time for it. Um, I was out of breath when I was talking earlier because I'm trying to um, not lose uh, track of my in real life and my space life. So I was trying to work out and jump in the space at the same time because this week I've been eating um, too much baklava, like a Middle Eastern sweet, and it's starting to become a problem. So I need to get in shape. Summer's coming. But um, you can, yeah, you can make time for anything that you want to make time for. And, um, Regarding, uh, is it Sanquira? I don't want to get your name wrong because uh, my whole life everyone's got my name wrong and I, I find it annoying, so I know how it is. Uh, how, how do I pronounce your name? Oh, Sanquira is just a, a pseudonym. Uh, my name's oh, Sanya. Sorry. No, Sanya. it's okay. I, I chose to put it this way. It's Sanya, yes. <laughs> okay, uh, Sanya. Um, I think 
most people in this room and in the space in general, um, they were they were new at some stage. I think this is why everyone forgets. There was a time where nobody was responding to them and they thought no one is talking to me. I mean, I think when you join, sometimes it's like your first day at school. You've got no friends. You don't know what's going on. It's all alien to you. <laughs> it's so nerve wracking. You've got anxiety. You don't know what's going on. And then you just show up every day, as everyone said here. You keep showing up. And I think it's a testament to the people who do show up every day. And as Sarah said, working on their art at the same time. So not being um, afraid to, like, it's not a weakness to say you can get better. No one's perfect. There's no perfection. We're always improving. And that should be encouraged instead of like um, looked down upon. I think there's no, there's no, nothing wrong in admitting that you're trying to improve all the time. Um, and I think if you couple that with turning up every day, showing up, making those connections, sort um, connecting with other people, sharing their work, um, it does work. I mean, that every, um, people here who are doing well, there was a time when they weren't, uh, when they were struggling as well. Um, like that's the point that I'm trying to make. Is um, everyone had that moment, and it's the people who persevered and went through it and kept trying. Um, that's when it works. I mean, so I just want to say, like, if you're feeling like that and you're new in the space and uh, you don't have, you feel like no one's reaching out to you, um, like, don't be too discouraged because. If you do keep going and you keep turning up and you keep working on your craft, I think um, it it will work. It will work. It can work. It can work. Obviously, I can't say it will work, but um, that's partly up to you. But um, there's there's a good chance. I think there's a few um, good examples here that people you can talk to are very open. Um, they won't turn you down. They won't. Um, say you're too small to talk to me i'm happy to talk to anyone here anytime you want to um anyone wants me to share their work or anything like that um or you dm me or whatever i'm not that popular as other people here but um i'm happy to do that as well and um, if you do have another language um, i speak turkish and english that does as well and like that's another way maybe we can get around the language barrier uh, we can have translators in the spaces and I've seen that work a few times so if you do if you are bilingual speak other languages that could be a way you could help um, people who don't speak English um, yeah that's what I wanted to add I just want to drop down to Antonio who's had his hand raised for quite some time how is it going I'm great and uh, I just uh Sitting here in my wheelchair, like I, I'm, I'm still trying to recover from uh, two torn ligaments in both knees, and uh, I got uh, all uh, swollen left wrist. But other than that, I'm okay. I just want to throw in a couple uh, uh, things that I've learned through my life. I'm, I'm 63 years old. Uh, I've been doing photography oh since I was 12, 13 years old. Uh, I didn't get into it commercially until I was around 25, 26. Uh, I did not do any formal marketing per se, like, uh, you know, getting up any websites or getting uh, flyers out. It was just all uh, word of mouth. But uh, what I want to share with you guys, uh, this is what I learned in uh, 
my uh, MBA course in marketing, uh, we had a, a Jewish professor, uh, and for the whole semester, we only met two times. The first first day of the session, uh, you know, he gave us the syllabus and uh, our requirements, and then the last day was to uh, report back to him. Uh, his advice to us was basically, he said, I'm going to give you a, a Jewish adage, and this is why uh, we're very successful in business. And, uh, you know, we all sat there just looking straight, okay, how did this guy become successful? And he just, he made us laugh when he says, look at it not from a religious context, but look at it from a marketing context. And so, you know, we, we all looked at him, and then he dropped the bombshell. He goes, did you know that Jesus saves but Moses invests? Um, and basically what his message was, because it was a 15-minute lecture, and then we were finished within, uh, you know, it's an hour and a half class, and we were finished in less than 30 minutes. But basically what he tried to tell us was that you need to build your relationship uh, with who your target market is. And like uh, some of the other speakers said, um, just don't go there for the first day and try to make the kill on the selling. Build the personal relationship. Get to know the person. Let the person get to know you. Go out, have meals together, you know, uh, coffee or cocktails. Uh, and just basically build that relationship. And then, you know, you get down to business. It may take three sessions, four sessions, five sessions. But make your client comfortable and let your client see that you're comfortable with him. And then usually what uh, he recommended was just get referrals from these people that you're talking to. And usually sometimes they will refer you to somebody else without even telling you. And, you know, you get a phone call out of the blue. Somebody saying, I heard about this and this. Uh, is it possible to meet? But that is basically, uh, you know, in my years of experience, is that build it, build the relationship, get comfortable, uh, and you don't have to shill everything uh, all at one time. Uh, the other thing is, is these relationships can go for long-term relationships. I have a relationship with uh, one of my buyers when I was back in my 30s, and he still contacts me now and then. And he's the one that brought me uh, into this, going into the NFT market. He says, Tony, you need to jump in there. You need to look at it. Uh, there's opportunities. But, you know, uh, that's why I've started to come in. Uh, I, I haven't posted up uh, any of my pictures yet. I haven't uh, minted anything in NFTs. I'm just, you know, out here trying to smell the roses and, and get a feel. And I want to build relationships with all of you here. We may not know each other personally, but I really love uh, the spirit and also the sincerity of uh, a lot of these sites. The, the thing is, is just don't burn anybody. Once you burn somebody, your bridges are finished and you will lose respectability. That one mistake can cost you a hundred times more versus that one sale and you've been honest. Uh, for the whole scheme of things. That's basically all I want to say. And um, it's Saturday morning here in Saipan. And I just want to wish you guys 
a good day to all. And I'm still going to be hanging out. I'll uh, leave the speakers uh, area if nobody wants to ask me any questions. But everybody have a good day and keep producing. Thank you. Thanks for coming up to sharing that. And I hope that you have a wonderful day as well. Thank you. I think we are all having a great day in here. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you for all that advice. It is really, really been probably very beneficial for some people in here. Yes, indeed. This was really great advice, Turquoise and uh, uh, Antonio. Thank you so much for adding that. They're always good reminders. I mean, you, in theory, you know these things, but you often forget. You know, that's human nature, and you need these constant, constant reminders. So thank you for both of you for putting it across in your own different ways. Uh, with that, uh, I have to step down. I have to go to sleep. It's almost 1 a.m. here, and I need to be up at sunrise. So, <laughs> uh, but it was really awesome being here in this space and just hearing so much valuable knowledge. Uh, thank you, Emma, Subot, Sarah, uh, turquoise uh, Zach and Antonio for your words Sunny as well he's he's not here anymore and uh, I'm afraid I won't be able to hear Dilek speak but hopefully uh, I look forward to catching up with you in another space uh, good night everyone or good morning I'd stick around to listen to Dilek Thank you for joining us. And yes, if you'd like to stay in the speakers, we'd be happy to have, um, in the listeners, we'd be happy to have you, but we also understand if you need to step down. So um, happy to have you contribute with us today. And I do think, I do think that Delic, I think you were the next with your hand up. Hello. It's great to see you. Great to see you again, Emma. Hello, Subot. Hello, Sarah, Zach, Pascal, Turkomais, uh, Dima, uh, I miss uh, to join spaces. I miss hearing your voices. Uh, you know, I was so tired uh, and busy uh, in my real life. Uh, I have to make workshop with Netrio. Uh, I have to uh, give marks to my university students. Uh, as a lawyer, there were lots of works to make. Uh, that's why I wasn't joining spaces but when i come back and uh start uh tweeting sharing my friends and joining spaces i realize how i miss uh, all of you and i want to say uh, something about my uh, journey because everyone's talking uh our journeys uh, are so uh, interesting and uh strange uh, you know how I was uh, afraid of speaking in spaces in the beginning of my journey. Uh, and uh, as Meta Jungle, you all uh, encourage us, you all teach us, uh, and we learn uh, many things uh, about NFT uh, by your advices. You guide us. And also many of friends uh, guides uh, us too. Uh, learning is uh, endless, it's okay, we are learning every day, but NFT world was totally new for many of us. Uh, that's uh, why uh, what you are doing is so important, and you are still doing this, because uh, the addition things uh, are so new, and 
actually I don't know anything. Uh, and when I come back, uh, I ask uh, and DM many of my friends and also some of my collectors to take their uh, opinions about editions. And we were discussing about this and you are making a space about this. This is so valuable. Uh, you always guide an uh, open uh, artist uh, with your spaces uh, and also with your Discord channel. Uh, you know I'm bad at Discord channel. I feel myself old when I open Discord. Uh, but uh, you are doing great. You are doing great. And this is the power of community, uh, I think, because uh, we are connecting with each other. Uh, I was lucky uh, in the beginning because uh, I was new in the NFT world. Uh, but uh, my, uh, I realized uh, after joining Spaces, my photos passed the borders and uh, touched the people's hearts. And this was my luck. Uh, but uh, spaces are so important because we connect with people. For example, Zach, uh, I connect with him uh, randomly in a space. For example, Turkawise, I don't know him uh, before here. Subuat, Sarah, Dima, uh, we connect uh, here in these spaces and we become friends. For example, Samia. I'm talking with him every day. Uh, sometimes I'm crying to him. Sometimes I'm screaming to him. Also, Pascal, uh, he is great. Uh, and uh, what this uh, this community make this, and uh, this is why we are uh, joining spaces again and again. This is why we are missing to join spaces. Uh, and editions are so new. Uh, and when I talk to my uh, friends, many of them uh, see additions uh, to make money uh, in a short way. I think this is uh, the wrong point. Because if we uh, look at additions, uh, it, will, uh, it will hurt and destroy the art. Uh, our uh, point of view mustn't be. Uh, this, in my opinion, and uh, still I have some uh, many questions and uh, doubts about editions and many things how to make it. Uh, that's why it's so important uh, to listen. For example, uh, also Zach uh, uh, said me that you have to listen uh, the space that Alpha and uh, Mike made because this. Uh, summarize all the things these are so valuable uh, these are so valuable but also i think we have to give message uh, to the artists that uh, editions are not the uh, way of making money easily uh, this must be something different and unique uh, this must be something uh, for community and for uh, other purposes maybe uh, am i wrong uh, Emma, what do you think about this? And also all the others. Well, I can I can jump in first and try to answer a little bit of this. Just from my perspective of why I did an edition, I, I shared it at the beginning of the space, but you were in here and there's actually a lot more people. So I'll quickly reshare the story. There was 
there was a lot of planning and like just just thought that went behind my edition and the reasons why I did it and it's really it's it is very important I think Sabode can can definitely agree with me and I noticed that this is becoming honestly this is becoming my full-time job and to be able to sit up here and give and give advice to other photographers and whatever is work for me so number one I definitely need to make money because I don't want to starve and I want to feed my dog so I'm gonna try and learn how to grow my business in the best way possible in web3 selling nft art period that's very very important to me and I saw the addition I think the opinions on addition have drastically changed in the last two weeks there was collectors who were not into additions that are definitely into them now so it, it's definitely changed they're more open and people are getting on board my addition I saw as like a, as a celebration of selling out a few collections that was definitely the intent for that edition but I also saw it as a way to build more like community for myself and let other artists or people who couldn't necessarily afford my work have a chance to jump in on my work. And I want, I just want to say that I still think in my mind, like I, I don't want to, I'm, I'm still forward thinking with additions because I like the idea for myself of offering additions for people to just, have that chance to jump in on it you know it's like maybe a couple times out of the year yes we can get some of that work in a way at a, at a better price but I'm not I, I can't like predict the future if this is going to be a regular thing for myself with additions because as you know the space evolves I'm also evolving with it so it really was a way to allow people to come in on the yellow dress because that is my thing and for myself to grow my collector base and try out new ideas. So one thing we've been doing with the additions actually is trying to generate that second, those secondary sales now. And the addition is a really great way to do that. And I was pushing, pushing people to with my addition to pick up two pieces that and many of them did some of them picked up three I, I believe and you know one one to hold and there's a benefit if they hold it and if they have two then they can flip one and we can start generating those secondary sales that benefit both of us so that was my reasoning behind uh putting out the addition and and just how I see them right now I think additions are honestly great I was me and Emma were talking the other day and I just said like additions are they're not as daunting to try and sell as like, you know, a piece that's one ETH or two ETH that it's, it's way more manageable to, to get some movement with them, to get momentum and some traction in the space. So that's my thing with the additions. And I hope that that helped answer your question or add to what you were saying. I can understand uh, your uh, words about additions, but I, uh, I ask this because I want to clarify uh, some artist idea. Uh, when I talk uh, with, with some of them, I realize that they are just uh, seeing additions uh, a way of uh, earning money in a uh, quick way. Uh, th this mustn't be the uh, most important purpose, in my opinion, because uh, it, uh, that will uh, hurt uh, the art, in my opinion. Uh, 
I don't know. Uh, maybe my minds can change. Uh, and yes, uh, sometimes our prices are so uh, high and uh, many of our friends can't offer it. Uh, and if we make additions, they can have some pieces. Uh, this must be, for example, uh, the most important point maybe. Uh, to celebrate something, uh, to give community uh, something uh, or to uh, draw attention to an important point, uh, to make something important. This must be the main topics of additions, in my opinion. Uh, but what I'm seeing for last one week, one week, everyone is seeing additions uh, to make money uh, in a short way. I think we have to talk about these and we have to explain uh, uh, the uh, additions, why artists making additions. Uh, that's why I ask uh, that question. And uh, thank you so much, Sarah. You explained so much because many people listening us here uh, and uh, I'm sure uh, this will uh, open a window uh, for them. Thank you I, so much. Thank you. Thank you for bringing up a lot of those points. I I really don't believe, just for myself, that my addition would ever hurt my art. And I like I actually put my addition out really quickly because I wanted to jump on an opportunity. And it I was following my gut, too, just really listening. Yes, to I missed your uh, addition. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm looking for secondary, but uh, it, uh, I couldn't find... Uh, uh, some uh, yet? Yet, uh, I know. Yes, soon yeah, they will yeah, be. <laughs> uh, the additions are good, but sometimes when you want to uh, collect uh, some of uh, them, they're uh, going out, and you can find. Uh, that's cr uh, that's crazy. Uh, that's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I will. We will definitely try. There is people that hold multiple pieces that, you know, we were just talking about this, you know, let's start generating secondary. So you're asking the, the, a really great question. I just want to say, I don't feel like it's going to hurt my art, but the, the and maybe people might think I'm too much of a keener on this, but it was very important to me, my brand, my business, my bank account everything that I sold out that edition quickly and I do not care that that was my goal because a lot of people are like well that's, that's pressure and to sell it out that fast that was my own personal goal and it was like you touched on a really good point to sell it out quickly was also to protect my art because I didn't want to have this open it like the open edition is like me me how do I say this without sounding like I have an ego? My my addition was to allow people to have that little tiny chance to get to get. Oh, my, sorry, my dog's barking. To get a piece at a reasonable price that they would never be able to get otherwise. But that also went hand in hand with selling it out really quickly, so that it wasn't just sitting there open alongside my one of one art, which I also really want to push. Like that, that was probably my main goal with my edition was sell out quickly. And I don't care if that was my goal. And I'm proud that I did it. And I did it. And I've worked really damn freaking hard in this space every day to get to that point. 
And I think you're exactly right, Sarah. There's, and we'd spent a lot of time, like you're asking some great questions and I want to apologize. I was trying to get back. I'd switched to DMs for a second and it just was not cooperating to get back in time. So thank you, Sarah, for picking that up. And I'm so sorry. I was like, come on. But um, these are definitely great questions that you're asking. And um, something too that that's, I, I have to be honest, I was kind of on the same page um, prior to the last two weeks about additions. And there's still some that honestly, um, the way they're structured and also the timing, um, they're ones that I, I do kind of um, hesitate on, you know, you know, personally myself feeling like it's the best step for the, the artist. Um, and I know that might sound a little, um, a little, little egotistical to say, but, um, you know, I think, and so there's things that we've been talking about at the beginning of the space that I think are really, really important with knowing a purpose for what you want it to be, making sure it's a great image, making sure it's something that you're really proud of and it's important to you and treating it just like you would any of your other work with writing your description and putting your properties and making it something that you want to have life to for the long term and thinking about how big of an addition it is. Um, because if you keep it smaller, one, you will, it will be faster on the sellout. It should be faster on the sellout for sure. But at the same time, it's more exclusive. You know, it's more of a limited edition, something special for a select few. And it's also something that you can sell, you know, can create that opportunity for secondary sales, whether it's soon or long term. Um, so I think there's a lot of things that we're seeing that you can utilize it as a tool to connect, you know, with others in the community without it affecting, in fact, even enhancing you know, your value or your, um, your, your collectorship, your, your, those that have your work and are able to access your work, but it's also not, it's not, it's may not be the right thing for everybody. So also being confident in that, um, you know, I've seen artists that through this excitement of additions, they've been on fire with selling their one of one still. So I don't, I think it's important to ask the questions and learn about it, but you don't have to decide, you know, you don't have to go along with it just because everybody else is. Um, that was a big topic as there was, you know, several that were lowering their reserve prices. You know, that was kind of my message to artists is if it's right for you and something that you want to do, that's great. But if it, if you don't, if that doesn't fit your plan, your, your method, your, you know, what you want to create, what you, what the path you want to take, don't do it. And it's the same with additions. You know, it may not be the time that's right for you um, or it may not fit for your journey, um, but also learning and seeing creative ways. And there may even be something in the future where, you know, you can see that being something that does work well for you. Um, um, and we also talked about pricing that, you know, creating it in a situation where, you know, if you are in your journey where you're receiving for one piece, the same that you would generate with an addition, that's a pretty realistic way of structuring your addition. If you're structuring your addition piece where you're, where the price and the quantity end up quite a bit more than what you're receiving currently for your one of one pieces, it may not be the time to make that decision. That may not be the best for you where you're at and where you want to go. Um, so these are all things that I think are really relevant and important um, for people to think about um, as they're as they're moving forward. Thank you so much, Emma. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm jumping down to the listeners to open space for the others. Uh, thank you and see you. I miss you all. 
miss you too. It's great to hear you because we have, you, we definitely have missed you in the spaces. And I know you've been busy doing other things, which is, we all have those things come up, but happy to have you here today. And great to hear from you. So I think we need to move. I think it's Astrophene is next, if I was correct. I think you're right. I think, I, I think so. <laughs> Astrophene, you got the floor. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Hi, Emma, Subot, and everybody. Uh, thanks for this. I was waiting for Sarah's actually space tonight, you know. But anyway, she's here. There you go. So, uh, but yeah, thanks for this actually topic. You know, I was, I wasn't in Twitter actually today, but when I opened it, I was like, wow, how to sell out editions. That's, that's, that's awesome. Cause I just, you know, uh, a few days ago, I released my old, you know, my, my edition too. You know, I was in, you know, uh, um, 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 uh, in contact with, uh, Alpha actually, you know, uh, my tackle you know, um, with him and I ask his opinion and, and, you know, um, while, while actually the other, you know, uh, I think Sonia was, was also there. She was talking about that. And, you know, she had a question like, you know, how to ask opinion, you know, I was going to jump in and say, Hey, do it, you know, cause I, I talked to Alpha before, you know, releasing my edition and, uh, he, you know, um, gave me good advice and actually, you know, uh, walked me through that. And, and I really appreciate uh, that as well. So I uh, wanted to say something, you know, very quick. Uh, a few years ago, I was reading a book about stock market. And uh, so, and then it was saying that, you know, the, the people who entered the stock market, they would give up, you know, within 60% of them will give up within three months. Okay. And then out of the remaining 40%, 90% of those will give up within six months. So the remaining 10% will be successful who are staying in the market and trying to be persistent and, you know, get that, you know, mindset of that and trying to, you know, uh, learn and, uh, you know, uh, be and, you know, how can I say, like not be exhausted or kind of, you know, uh, disappointed on everything, you know, they're going to be successful, you know, those, those two 10% actually. And I think the NFT is also the same thing, you know, in my opinion, okay, it's kind of, I see a lot of similarity actually between that. And uh, so it's just, it's just a matter of time, I think, you know, and, uh, and if, if you don't focus on this, you know, selling only and just building the community, that's, I mean, I always tell myself, you know, that if you don't have a sale or something, that's fine because you are making and you are building your community. And once you've done that, you know, as, and because I'm seeing that, I'm seeing like, for example, Sarah, I'm seeing Subod, I'm seeing other people actually who are, you know, um, successful in my opinion sarah says you're you're saying you're not successful but in my opinion you are okay but when i look at you and the other people who are in this space you know they focus on the community you know building their communities and then you know the sales will come anyway you know uh and uh, and 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 that's it you know and that's what you know i also you know when i entered to the nft i thought yeah i mean i'm gonna for now, I'm going to, you know, build my, you know, community and try to, you know, um, 
and try to like make relation, you know, with people and see what they're doing. And also, uh, I don't know, you know, who wrote that, you know, I'm, I'm going to finish with this. I uh, I don't remember actually who, who said that, you know, uh, in Twitter or it was in Twitter or somewhere else. I think it was Twitter said like for the artists who are looking to sell something, try to collect first. Okay. Try to collect first a piece. And then that will help you to sell, you know, uh, to sell better after that. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I agree, you know, when I was, you know, sometimes I try to be just a collector and try to say, okay, let's say today I want to collect something, right? So let's see how do I approach that, you know? Uh, and then, you know, when I was, you know, looking through the artists and their art and looking at the descriptions or the things, and I was like, no, maybe... I, I, you know, I wouldn't collect this because of that, or I wouldn't collect the, or I would collect that because of this and this and this. And then, and, and I went and tried to, you know, correct myself and try to, you know, kind of uh, do those things that I was thinking, you know, maybe they are not there or my, for example, collection, you know, uh, don't have actually those, uh, you know, those descriptions maybe or the other things that are important, you know, uh, to the, to the collector. So yeah, that's it. You know, that's 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 what I said. You know, uh, thanks again. I really um, enjoy these spaces. I always come up and I listen. Okay, to all you guys who are successful in this uh, in this uh, community. Uh, I can't thank enough Meta Jungle. You know, in the first day I you know came to this uh, space, I went there and I had my collection, the AMA with Mike and. Uh, then and and I learn a lot. I learn a lot, and I'm still learning. You know, so I'm still learning. And and uh, yeah, thanks, thanks, uh, thanks again, Emma, Subat, and Sarah. Thank you, Reza. It's always great to connect, and I've missed our space together. Goodness, we got used to our weekly time to chat about astrophotography, so I have missed it. So we'll have to get something set up again soon. <laughs> yes, so uh, I'm thinking, I'm working on it, Emma. So uh, I'll definitely let you know I have some, uh, you know, thing in my mind initiative. So I may have to talk to you and ask also your opinion. Absolutely. So we're going to start our spaces soon. Thanks. That sounds great. I look forward to it. And I think MK Photography was our next hand up. Please forgive me if I'm wrong on that, but I think that's our next speaker. Um, hi. Hi, guys. Um, hi, Meta Jungle. Hi, Subu. Hi, Sarah. And hi, every single one that has spoken before me. Because um, it's been wonderful just listening it's, I mean, there's this thing that he said that that's why we have two ears and one mouth. We should listen more than we speak. Because just being in these spaces, I have learned so much in a week than I've learned in a year. It's crazy. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. Especially when I hear, for example, people like Antonio come out and say they are just 60-something years old and they've been into um, photography since they were 12, 13 years old. I am like, oh my goodness, how am I in this room right now? Like how 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 blessed I am to be in this room, this very moment that someone like Antonio spoke. And then you have FD like who came up and also spoke, who has vast experience in, in photography. And I mean, when you talk about 
loving the art of photography these these are people you 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 hope and wish you can meet and speak to and the crazy thing is it's happening you're you're meeting them literally and speaking to them it's not like you're speaking to some assistant or somebody who would connect you to them you're speaking to them and they're telling you their experiences i mean um then you can come up you can come about that level of you know um it's um and 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 any old person or anybody who is um who has age has this they are like wealth of library they have so much knowledge they have they are vast in in whatever it is that they know because they they have experience and they speak from experience so they transfer wisdom to you because you don't have experience so now it's wisdom being transferred to you and now with twitter space you're getting wisdom for free something that you have to go and pay so much money and you have to travel to like so far away to 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 get this thing and these twitter um, twitter spaces are giving you this thing for free all you have to do is log on and come on and be patient and just wait and just be patient and just wait and and if you can't do that then how can you you know receive wisdom and knowledge and and how can you move forward so like today for example this is my second twitter space and now it's like 12 um 24 am I'm where I'm from because I'm from Nigeria and I'm 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 up late just because I want to learn. And I've already told my wife that babe I'm I'm going to stay up late a bit because I just want to listen and I might get lucky and be in a very beautiful space and they might share some wisdom. And I and the crazy thing is I feel like I'm always lucky every single day. Anytime I pop onto Twitter space, it's like I'm lucky because I for some weird reason I'm always in the most beautiful rooms listen to most intellectual um um things i don't even know how i get to enter into these rooms but something i know is i i kind of noticed the the, the title if the title uh, i tend to kind of stay away honestly maybe it's me i don't know though because i, I don't have any experience though but, but the few i have i'm i'm trying to stay away from any space i see shill or shilling because that kind of kind of threw me off because the first time i came into the space that's the kind of space i entered and as a photographer I can't really, really explain or will I say I can't really tell my story of this image I took. Some images, it's true, it's it's worth a thousand words because, for example, um, I'm working on a collection and that collection was because I took an adventure, um, a crazy adventure um, in 2007, which is insane because even me thinking about it now, I'm like, how did I even do that? And And how can I explain that journey? that I took within, I think, in 48 hours. How can I explain that in, like, 30 seconds? That, that that doesn't make any sense. And how can you, how can you, as somebody who loves the art, collect anything from me because you heard me speak for, like, 30 seconds? It makes no sense. There is no connection. There's nothing. And so I tend to kind of, uh, you know, stay away from um, spaces like that and stick to spaces like the where they'll be like, oh, how to sell out editions, for example. And you know that you're getting knowledge. You know you're not coming to hear some people saying, no, I'm, "I'm selling this, I'm selling that." No, you're coming to hear um, how to do things. And because you're hearing how to do things, you're going to hear a lot of other um, prerequisites um, leading to that. That's going to, you know, make you understand how to, how to, how to. And the craziest part is now I'm I'm here. How to sell out editions is not even what I'm even learning. I'm learning even way more than that how to make connections, how to um, 
relate with people, how to um, kind of uh, speak your art to the heart of the of people. And these these things are way way more than what, what people um think. And and the the the, the, the amazing thing is, a lot of people are are not really seeing the advantage of this. And I'm I'm I'm, I'm I feel really really lucky. And I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart. Like I'm, I feel so lucky that I'm among those who really understand this space has so much potential than what people are seeing it for. The other day I was in a space and um, a female, um, unfortunately, was complaining that um, she's kind of tired, and and she's kind of tired of you know um, um, the whole NFT stuff. And she's like, oh, they always say that we're early, we're early, but I'm kind of tired. And I'm like, seriously you're tired like for real like do you understand if you are going to really um work on yourself in terms of like real life when there was no twitter no facebook nothing do you understand how much it will cost you and how far you have to go and how much people you have to know before you could make a single a single attempt to sell anything but but now you have something like this that is so massive that if you really do your stuff well, you really enjoy your job, your work. You really, for example, in my own um, in my own situation, it's photography. If you really, really enjoy photography, it's passion for you. It's going to be way easier for you to make connection with those that have the same passion. It's going to be way, way easier because you're in these spaces and everyone is listening to you. Like right now, we have I don't know how many people in the room, and I'm speaking, but every single soul is listening. If you're genuine. Every single heart will know your journey. If you're not, will know. Like it's 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 amazing how human humans have this stuff. If you're not genuine, you know. And and I've been listening to these beautiful souls and just I can run for forever. But just just thank you guys, man. Just thank you. I'm just I just appreciate all this. Thank you for the knowledge, for the wisdom, for everything, man. Just just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, your passion shows through and your sincerity shows through for sure. And I've just found another person that um, if I see them in a space, I'm going to be joining it because it sounds like you have this, they're looking for the same thing I am whenever you're seeking out um, places to spend your time. So um, that is really important to value those opportunities. And um, just like you said, to avoid the, the shill spaces, but also find places where you can grow and connect with people um, that you have like interests with. So um, I completely agree with you. And that was some great advice for those that um, might be trying to figure out this Twitter space situation. <laughs> so thank you for staying up late with us. And we hope to see you in our spaces a lot more too. Oh, definitely. You're going to see me a lot more because what I've gained this night, it's, it's, I cannot stay away from these spaces. It's, it's impossible. I'm not addicted to learning. Seriously. I think you should listen to the recording of this space. Maybe after you go to sleep, have a nice sleep. And maybe tomorrow, there was a lot of knowledge that has been shared if you go back and listen to it. It will definitely be a bit of a long one, but I, I think you will really benefit from it. I will definitely listen to it because if something is even short and it's, I mean, they're sharing knowledge and it's short. For example, if I go to YouTube and I want to learn something, I see something of 10 minutes. I, I feel off about it. I don't like it. But if I see something like an hour, two hours, three hours, that's I'm okay. God damn, I'm sticking to this one because 
there's there's there'll be so much you get from it so i i'm definitely listening to the space again like the, the whole recording i will definitely listen to it thank you so much for suggesting that i really appreciate sarah i think that we are so we're I, I believe we're waiting for, is it Dima? I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. Just had to step away for a moment, but we'll be right back because they had their hand raised. We're not going to bring anybody more up to the speaker panel because after this sort of conversation, we're actually going to wind down the space because it has been going on for, I don't know how long, but quite <laughs> not not a subode 14 hour long space, but I think we're getting close <laughs> to five hours, maybe. Is it five or six? I don't know. Okay. Anyways, so we're going to wait. Try it, Sarah. Try it. It's quite cool when you do that. Eight I... hours. It feels good. Next day feels very, very good. Well, I go into like some, you know, okay, I'll take a break and then I'll go and eat something. And like all the, all, all, okay, I'm just to say my dog demands attention when I'm on spaces and I am solo here. There's no one helping me watch him. And he like, will just lay there and look at me like, mom, please take me out for a walk. Why are you not paying attention to me? So <laughs> that's why I like to take the little breaks, go walk him. And then I usually come back and jump right into another space. That's why I have a cat. You know what I do? I just keep my door open and I make sure the staircase, uh, the door is open. So she goes all those 30 floors up and down the staircase, has her time. I don't even know where she's right now. You know, she'll come back when she's done. Well, I, I know cats are cats are so chill. Always like has his head rested on the armrest of the couch, just like looking out the window. And he looks very sad. <laughs> he, just, he just wants to go outside. It's really cute. This happens every Friday when I'm doing his face. It's like clockwork. They have ways of, of twisting your heartstrings there. <laughs> Getting what they want. <laughs> well, and I know we have a few speakers um, on the panel that haven't shared. I didn't know if there was anyone up that did have a question um, or had something that they wanted to mention. I know Pashel is with us and he may be with, with, with people that he can't actually talk. So that's okay too, but um, you can go ahead, MK. Uh, yeah, um, sorry. I actually um, had um, like a kind of, not like, not like a question, but kind of like I, I, I actually need advice. Um, if anyone would be really kind to um, offer me the advice, because I'm like I said, I'm actually working on, on my collection, but, because I, I came into the space and I'm just learning, you know, everything about NFTs and all of that. So I uploaded some things and I'm not really feeling good about it. So I took some things down again. I'm like, okay, as I'm learning, I'm kind of just walking around everything. As I'm learning, I'm listening and, and I'm just walking and I'm walking. Like today, like I said, this is my second Twitter space to enter. That's because I've been like walking on um, since last night. I've been working on my, on my images. I'm talking about the stories behind the images. And what I wanted to ask for advice for is, um, as I want to release this collection, um, the the story it's a ser it's serial it's 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 one story. Um, so I actually had an adventurous journey uh, in twenty in twenty seventeen where I traveled with just twenty dollars and I ended up in a place where I completely did not even plan to, um, like accidentally. And and then I I, I in that process I took images um, towards through that journey. So what I'm asking is, um, I wanted to, uh, my initial plan was, I don't know if it's a good one, but 
uh, my initial plan was um, as I upload, um, as I mint those um, um, images, I want to include the stories serially according to those images because I already have my full story um, written down. But I want to like cut it. Like, for example, I have like 20 images and I have um, one cut and it's one first image, it's second cut, two second images, second, third cut, third, fourth, like that till like 20 or the third, um, 20 images. If you are going to read through the description of each of those images, you're going to actually read the entire story on um, as to how I got all of those images. So that's my initial thoughts. Um, because I've been listening to these amazing people just sharing um, the wisdom and all, so I have to I have to take corrections as I go because that's how you you grow. If you don't take correction, then what are you really doing? So I just wanted to ask for an opinion. Do you guys think that that's um, a good thing? Because um, it's actually the story that brought out the images that when I put them like that. Because I do I don't want to I don't want someone to kind of say he buys the image. It makes no sense to me even. You buy the image and you don't understand the story behind the image. It makes no sense to me. So I, I, have, I have to narrate the whole story behind those images. So that's what I wanted to ask for um, advice for. Well, I know I'm a big story person. Like I really love the opportunity to connect with the story behind the image. So I would encourage you to definitely go ahead and include the story. I love, I love hearing that when you look at the story for each image, by the end, it creates a whole, you know, tells the whole story overall. I think that's fantastic. So I think you are, my personal opinion is you are moving in a wonderful direction. Um, you'll have some that, um, you know, the, the story or the description isn't as important to them. Um, however, that's not going to hold them back from buying an image that they connect with. However, if you have people that stories are important to them, not including one might hold them back. So when it when artists are asking about whether they should include it or not, I think the opportunity to for a person to connect with a piece of artwork, like you should give them the mo them as many options as possible. So yes, they're going to connect with it visually. That's what's going to catch their attention. Um, but why hold back and not let them connect to it emotionally um, and also you know emotionally and with their heart and so many other ways that by your description, they also are connecting with you. So they're learning more about that piece, but they're also learning about you as an artist and you as a person. And that's great for your journey because as they connect with you, they may be that person that wants to continue with you on your journey. And so sharing your artwork and also, you know, potentially purchasing additional pieces down the road. Um, so there's a lot of advantages to that. And I think too, you know, when your work is minted to the blockchain, the description that goes along with your collection is minted along with it and is forever going to be with that piece. And so having the opportunity that when we're all gone, <laughs> that that story lives on and that connection to that piece lives on is really, really special. Um, so I think you're moving in the right direction and would definitely encourage you to continue on that path. Thank you so much. That, that was, that's a great advice. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Absolutely. You are welcome. <laughs> 
And it's good to be asking those questions as you're making those plans and um, moving along on your process. So, um, and I know you mentioned that you like to do deep dives with videos and education. Um, I'll mention on Meta Jungle YouTube channel, we do have, we have over a hundred videos, maybe 120 videos up to this point. And so there's a lot of opportunities for artists to learn um, about how to curate a collection. And so um, if you haven't discovered that yet, there it's in our playlist that it's our artist feedback AMA. And there's many that are in the room that have either participated as an artist or even we have hosts, um, Sabot and Sarah have both hosted these um, spaces with us as well. And so it's just a great way of learning um, and learning how to curate a successful collection, um, but also some things that can really help your collection stand out. And our purpose is to help those that are coming into the space avoid um, the opportunity to, you know, avoid some of the shortcomings or just some of the missteps that um, you might wish that you had done differently. So, and we're actually starting a program where we're going to be offering um, a review for pre-minted collections. And so we'll be connecting with an artist and helping them go through their descriptions and their images and really how to make that tight curated collection with them. And so um, we have a sign up form in our discord. Um, and that's how we do both. If you have a minted collection or you haven't minted a collection yet, we have both of those opportunities. Um, and so I encourage you that if that's something that's of interest to check those opportunities out. And Reza, do you, do you have something you want to share about that topic? Yeah. Uh, yes, Emma. Thanks. Uh, so uh, Khalil, I think, uh, is that uh, is that your name? Am I saying yes. correctly? Yes, yes, you're, you're saying it correctly, yes. Yes, so uh, I'm going to add to what Emma said, actually. I, before I meant my first collection, um, I listened to those videos and tried to uh, try to actually apply those comments, especially by Mike and uh, and as well as uh, Alpha, actually, when he tweeted. Uh, you know, he was, when he was tweeting, you know, something about what he actually bought. And then when I uh, minted my first collection, I also applied for the AMA, AMA and it was reviewed and then I had my first sale, you know, uh, right, you know, right after that. So highly recommended, highly, highly recommended. Thank you. Thank you. I will definitely check it out. So I have, I'll go to the Discord, is it, or is it a YouTube channel or something? Um, we actually have both. Um, the invite for our Discord is in the link tree of the uh, of our bio um, for Meta Jungle, so you can you're welcome to join there. And there's actually a link to um, our YouTube there in our link tree as well. Um, so we have we hold the live sessions in our Discord, so you're everyone's welcome to come to the live session and sit in and listen to the feedback and see it as it's happening. But we record those spaces as well, and so you can listen to any of the recordings so those are a link on our discord because um, you can actually we do it with screen share so you can see the collections and see everything that's happening um, or and we also have links to those recordings in our discord as well so um, there's a couple different ways that you can get the, that resource okay i'll definitely check them out thank you so much for for helping out i really truly appreciate thank you thank you so so much it was worth it staying up <laughs> <laughs> Well, glad that that can help for sure. <laughs>
And we, yeah, it's, it's a really great experience. Um, I enjoy them every time and Sabote and Sarah have been so great to help with that as well. And we have some other um, community members. Um, Surat's always great to be there and help with interpreting or be there so often to help with interpreting. So just a great opportunity and Caesar has participated as well. So um, just something we, it's a great um, community service for sure. Hello, Emma. Subot, Sarah, I hope you are all fine. Hi, Sarat, we're well. I hope you are as well. Thanks a lot. Uh, this is a good topic. Uh, actually, I missed most part of the uh, this conversation because I had a, I hosted a space and we also talked about the uh, editions and pricing issues. Uh, and uh, since Uh, two days ago, I released uh, my editions. Uh, I just want to come up and talk about uh, my journey on that topic. Uh, yes, editions a good means to make money for most of us, uh, especially nowadays when the market is uh, somewhat stagnant. Uh, so maybe it's easier uh, to sell from uh, lower prices and to reach more people. But uh, there is another perspective of uh, that issue, editions, uh, and my objective was uh, from that I want to do uh, to release uh, some uh, editions from a different perspective because uh, I had an idea, uh, a project idea, uh, and I want to uh, finance that project idea with uh, selling my editions. Uh, And uh, there is another dimensions of uh, editions, and uh, it enable us uh, for the crowdfunding our projects uh, that can be uh, tried. At least I am trying that uh, because, uh, as you know, I am always trying to uh, help my friends about uh, translation to Turkey from Turkish to English or from English to Turkish. Uh, I'm very sensitive about that issue because uh, I also had language barrier uh, when I was a small child. When I was started to uh, primary school, uh, my my mother tongue was uh, Kurdish, uh, but uh, education language was Turkish, and uh, I started with uh, zero uh, Turkish to primary school, and actually it was very very hard. Uh, when you are trying to learn Turkish, both writing and uh, reading in Turkish. So uh, I'm very sensitive about that issue. Therefore, when I started uh, to an NFT journey, uh, I always try to help uh, my friends, Turkish friends, uh, about translation to help them uh, to express their feelings, their thoughts, their, uh, their art. Uh, try to do my best, although I'm not a translator and my English is not so perfect. Uh, I always try to help that. And uh, now I also want to go further uh, because just doing translation is not a sustainable uh, solution about that issue uh, to overcome the language barrier. I want to overcome uh, barriers of uh, most Turkish photographers because As you know, there are many Turkish photographers in that space, and uh, unfortunately, most of them uh, have language barrier. Uh, unfortunately, just a few 
photographers can uh, come up to spaces and talk in English. But there are many, many Turkish photographers who have that language barrier problem. Uh, and also, uh, financial uh, barriers are uh, another important issue uh, for uh, artists who, who are not in space yet. Uh, so I want to uh, do a project about that, uh, an initiative uh, that to overcome the financial and language barriers to enter the NFT space. And uh, I want to bring new artists to NFT space, Turkish uh, photographers to NFT space with zero learning cost and zero financial cost. Uh, why I said zero learning cost? Because... Uh, I am uh, in NFT space during the last uh, six months. I made many, many mistakes and learned many things from my mistakes. So uh, newcomers uh, can learn uh, many things about those mistakes. And also, this is a, a co-learning process. I, uh, I will learn a lot from them and I will share uh, my experience with them. Uh, and also, uh, Financial barriers uh, are an, another part of that uh, because gas fees are high. Uh, and when you think in Turkish lira, it's higher, higher than, uh, than it. Uh, so it's a very big problem for most of the photographers and the space, uh, both from the side of the uh, financial issues. Uh, I want to uh, work with those photographers uh, to bring up to NFT space new unique uh, collections from unique projects. Uh, and I want to finance uh, all those projects with the uh, sales of those editions. Just as I said, uh, just like crowdfunding, uh, gathering small amounts from many people uh, to achieve an objective. Uh, and this is, I think, uh, a good thing about the editions. Because if I try to uh, sell one of my uh, photos, uh, it was not uh, possible uh, to make some proceeds, uh, higher proceeds. But uh, with additions, uh, I hope I can do that. Uh, and thank you to Subot and Harini. They are two, two of my collectors in the room. Thank you to all uh, Subot and Harini for their support. Uh, if I can, if I be successful, uh, I will try to uh, use uh, the proceeds from that editions uh, for financing, uh, bringing new artists to NFT space with zero learning cost and zero financial cost, uh, covering all the travel cost of those projects, uh, gas fees, and etc. That is a great use for an addition, um, Surat, and such a great example of a way that you can um, use something, use this opportunity as a tool to be able to accomplish something that you're passionate about. I think it's wonderful that you're taking this initiative um, because you have been, you're recognizing a need in the community and really being able to figure out how you can be that person um, to help fix it. So definitely kudos to you. And it's great to see that opportunity. I, I think your thought process for the addition makes a lot of sense is, um, you know, using something that many people can participate with 
um, to fund that opportunity. Um, but that, gosh, thinking about that opportunity to have somebody to help them along the way is such an amazing thing. Um, so I definitely hope that this goes well. And I'll chat with you more about this. I know we haven't had a chance to connect on it. So I'll chat with you more about this opportunity. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for uh, support of the whole community uh, about that issue. And it was great to learn more about it. I know you've been holding spaces, and unfortunately, they have they have been about at the same time. I have we've had we've had conflicting times, so I apologize for not being able to participate a little bit more. <laughs> yes, uh, I was very unfortunate about that issue. <laughs> <laughs> and but uh, about that issue, timing issue, and another thing about timing was the uh, those high gas fees. Uh, gas fees are very high, uh, and it's about uh, price of one uh, edition. Uh, you need to pay uh, price of one edition as gas fee, and uh, this is a very bad time for uh, timing for all uh, photographers who released editions. Nowadays. That is the next hurdle for sure. Um, so we'll have to be watching those times. Um, I know early this morning there was a, a window. So hopefully we're going to be seeing more and more of those chances. We got a little spoiled there for a few weeks. <laughs> but you'll ha we'll definitely look forward to learning more about the project as it develops. Uh, and uh, I have a, a new uh, Instagram Twitter account, uh, Incubation NFT. Uh, if there is someone who are interested uh, about that project, uh, can go and follow the, that account. Uh, I will share all my experience uh, about that project in that account. And that's all about uh, my experience with editions. Thank you so much for having me. Good night to all friends. Thank you so much, Sarat. Um, again, it was great to learn about the project that, and the initiative that you're kicking off. Um, and editions is, again, a great way to fund that. So um, we will definitely be watching. And um, I, like I said, I'll definitely connect with you and we can, because um, I'd like to learn more and we'll see um, if there's things that we can do together. So um, definitely appreciate the uh, how community-minded you are and what your plans are to help people out because language, language and cost are two of the huge barriers of getting started. So um, that's wonderful that you're going to be making that initiative. So um, we wish you the best. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> and I think Vishalensing shot. I'm sorry, I'm not going to get that right at all. Um, but I think you are going to be our next speaker. Um, the black and white photo. Um, it's Vish Vishal Kumar Singh. Hi everyone, I'm Vishal from India. Nice to meeting you all here. I'm a documentary photographer. Ever since watching the growth uh, of the NFT, I want people to see my art. And I recently, uh, I have recently posted uh, uh, five collections in street photography. Uh, when I, I first joined NFT, I was really confused. 
uh, I started to post my net geo published uh, photos. As then I thought it would be really a great, but uh, then I thought uh, uh, had a build to uh, actually I thought uh, first uh, here build to community. Uh, so also uh, strong collections with uh, people, a connection. So I want to community to see my art and uh, I would also like to request uh, the collectors to see my collections. I have been uh, documenting coal mines for uh, several years and uh, I want to help the children of the coal mines. But uh, actually, I, I have a question. I'm very confused to uh, hear when I join NFT. Uh, actually, uh, here uh, uh, I can't uh, sell my art. Uh, so I, I have a question how I uh, work here. It's, it's my question. And it was, it was, yeah. how do you, I'm sorry, could you, could you, I wasn't exactly sure what the question was. Actually, I'm very confused. I, I joined uh, before one month, one month in NFT, but, uh, and uh, I posted my uh, good collection that is all published on National Geographic, but, uh, uh, I still not uh, sell my art. So I'm very confused how to work here. Okay, thank in you. In NFT. Thank you yeah. for clarifying. I think I understand better. Um, and I think that you are experiencing the sentiment that um, you're not alone in that question because it is a bit of a different space. Um, but I would encourage you to do just like this, to find communities um, and become part of communities that you can connect with people. Um, we do a space on Mondays um, and with where we actually focus on sharing work. And so collection or spaces like that, where you have the opportunity to share your story, share what your mission is, um, share what you're wanting to do with your collection are great to go to. Um, this isn't a shill space, but an opportunity to meet to meet people, to share your story, to share your work and connect with others is a great way of getting started. Um, we also have a Discord channel, which you're welcome to join. And that gives you a chance to connect with others and also share your artwork. Um, but then I would encourage you to, to um, share that, share your work um, on Twitter. It looks like you um, have done a great job with your bio for your page. And then also you have your link tree with your collections and it looks like you're gaining some traction with um, 1,340 followers. That's it's you're making friends and making connections. Um, and so part of it too, um, I can I would be happy to look at your at your work that you have minted and provide any suggestions that I might have. Um, I don't mind DMing you about that at all. Um, but two, part of it is patience. Part of it is is getting, you know, for people to recognize you and to be able to learn who you are um, and to, to just learn about your story. And it sounds like you have something you're really passionate about, which is a great place to be at. Um, I think um, looking at your Twitter, one thing that we could improve upon is on your pinned tweet is telling that story, letting people know, you know, what, 
just what you told us, you know, that you have, you know, your photos have this history and this is your mission and let us see those photos in real, you know, in, in a larger format, let us actually see um, what it is in the pieces of your collection and make that prominent. Um, Because I think people would connect. They just may, um, it may be a little difficult for them to find the story Um, right now, making it as visible and also as easy to find as possible is really important. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for trying. Yeah, I understood. I just want to add, I cannot echo patience enough and patience as in the, mm-hmm. this, well, yeah. this, it's months and months and years and years of just constant building. And it's just part of the entire process. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for reply. Thank you. Yeah. One last thing I would say is, Vishal, your work is incredible. I was just running through your uh, whole profile. You are a, such a yeah, good thank photographer, you, but, yeah. but this is the first time I'm seeing you. You know, that itself tells the story that you need to be around more uh, Meta Jingle. Whenever you see that logo and you see a space, you have to be there. You have to talk. You have to introduce yourself and join many of the spaces that we host. You know, I host almost every day. Come to my space. Become visible. You know, that's the first part. Now, it doesn't matter. I told you before. I don't know whether you are there in the room. National Geographic, this and that. Nothing matters here, you know. You have to be present. That's what matters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To be very, very honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. Actually, when I joined here, I, I faced this thing. Actually, before uh, join NFT, I thought uh, here uh, all uh, sales photographs is uh, just uh, publication photographs are going to sell. So, I, I'm coming here that thought. Uh, so, after I realized that is not uh, like that, uh, you are not uh, uh, only if uh, publication photographs are appreciated and sold out. So I try to build my community and connect everyone. That's why I joined here. And uh, I also want to tell you, uh, I'm working for four years in coal mines. So I will very, uh, very soon I will update my all collections uh, uh, with you all. So that is actually, that uh, situation are very bad in coal mines, people that uh, have no food, no water. So I, I try to upload that uh, photographs and uh, if, if that is sold out, then I will help them. I think that's a great initiative for sure. Um, I'm sorry, I was looking at your link tree um, because too, another way, um, especially with a project like this and the story behind um, the mission, um, video is also something that you might want to utilize um, to share, just to help people emotionally connect a little bit better and see things through your eyes. And I noticed you have a YouTube channel with some content. So that gives me an indication that that might be something that you're comfortable with. Um, I don't know with having, you know, with, with children, if what this, what the, the circumstance would be as far as video, um, including, including, uh, minors, but, um, that's maybe a little off the topic, but, um, that is a way too, that you can utilize video in your pin tweets and really be able to show that message. Um, so it might be an effective, um, tool for you. Yeah. Yes. 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 Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
You're welcome. But I followed you back from the Meta Jungle, um, the Meta Jungle page here, and um, you can find me at Nifty Meta Girl. But I'll send you a DM, and we can connect on that. Okay. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you. And we definitely wish you well with um, getting more involved with the community. And um, we hope to see you on Monday. Come up and tell us more about your story. <laughs> And then I know we have seen, I know I've seen Caesar's hands up and I've seen Dima's hand up. Um, both aren't, are down now, but um, if either of you have something you'd like to share, we'd be happy to hear from you. Uh, yeah, I, I can, okay, so who is first? Uh, I can wait, it's okay. You go ahead, you go ahead, it's okay. fine. <laughs> okay, all right, <clears throat> sorry. Hello everyone. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, this space was so emotional about uh, an hour ago, so I just couldn't resist. So to a pleasure of saying a couple of words, uh, I send a request and uh, yeah, I'm glad actually to be here. And uh, Emma, I love your spaces so much. Uh, we start with, from main with the main subject, but then we go somewhere else and you never know where it's going to lead us. And that's why I love it. It's, it's so like human touchy thing. Uh, and again, the, I just realized I know 90% of the audience here, like really 90%. And uh, it's Friday night and uh, I'm happy to spend it with you guys. It's just my wipe for this minute. But uh, uh, talking about the main subject, um, uh, I've been listening re many spaces recently regarding editions because uh, I'm thinking about making an edition myself. And there are a couple of thoughts. Um, Firstly, uh, yeah, there are a lot of strategies, right, of promoting your editions. Uh, you can provide perks to your supporters. You can uh, reduce or increase prices. It's, again, uh, and at this point, I don't think it's really matter because the main idea of editions is not about making money. It's about spreading your art to the wider audience. And uh, I think from this matter, price makes no issue at all. Yeah, it will be great to make some if, right? We all <laughs> want to sell our art, but uh, the idea is different. We'd like to uh, uh, spread our photography in, to as many uh, people in our community as possible. And I like the actual idea uh, about edition considered as a postcard because uh, basically you can uh, give it for like a really small uh, amount of ETH, right? And uh, anyone can afford it and eventually uh, you never know who's going to buy it later days, right? And uh, uh, again, uh, the, I, the most important part, just again, we've been talking about this today, but still, uh, I'm like 100% sure we have to drop on edition the best quality art, period. Uh, it's it's all about your uh, investment in your future because you never know where your uh, picture is going to go. And once it's minted, once it's on the blockchain, this is it. It's there forever. And if you drop shitty work, gah, your reputation will go down. So, uh, guys, if you're thinking about edition, think about it exactly as one-to-one. -one. It's what all collectors are saying. So it means you have to make a story for your edition. You have to make a teaser. That's what Alpha Trilogy uh, proposed uh, like a month or two months ago. So consider it as really one-to-one -one project. And uh, at this point, I don't think there'll be any conflict of interest between one-to-one -one and editions. It just... Uh, 
they're like part of the projects to me, to be honest. And I think it's okay uh, uh, to even reduce the price for editions to sell it fast. Yeah, it's all your strategies, but the, the quality, that's the most important part. And uh, so what you mentioned something about um, uh, what you cannot use the secondary sales and take a royalty on an open sea, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think it will be great, actually, if we can make a space with someone experienced on uh, uh, minting editions on uh, Manifold or OpenSea, because there are a lot of things uh, like I'd like to know about because uh, I tried to find it myself and uh, I would really appreciate someone's experience on that. So if you guys know someone who can share this knowledge, I think it'll be really priceless for everyone, for the entire community. Uh, so yeah, just a couple of thoughts and uh, thank you. I'm really happy to be here with you guys. Thanks for coming up and, and sharing all that. That was really great. I don't know. I, I don't know if I do you come to the Friday spaces each night? I think so. There's always so many people. I just can't, <laughs> I can't remember I, I, all I the always, faces. Sorry, I always sit quietly because, uh, again, there are many people. And honestly, I prefer just listen like a radio. Yeah. I do post-processing. I do things. Like even now, I had to just step outside because I had to do my haircut. <laughs> there is still some life uh, on a parallel process is still going on. So, yeah, but I'm happy to be here. Nice. Yeah, I think it's actually it's my first time I speak on a Friday night. Ooh, wow. Ooh. Well, <laughs> like awesome. <laughs> no, I, I know you, yes, as I said, I know you guys from many different spaces. You're like a family to me, seriously. And uh, yeah, we're all crazy here. <laughs> yeah, on a good way. Yeah. Yep, we are definitely all crazy, 100%. I agree because <laughs> we are just crazy people. I wanted to, uh, I know Caesar put his hand down, but before we kind of close this down, Caesar, did you have something to say before we do? Hi, uh, how's everybody doing after all this uh, long, well, not that long, but it's, it, it's been fun. Um, I just want to ask a question. It's just like occurred to me. Have you thought or has anyone thought about, I don't know, you have one collection already, no? Uh, it's sold out. Uh, it's not my case. I'm just uh, wondering and imagining. You have somebody's uh, collection and it's sold out already, like one-on-ones. But you still have work of that that you want to to upload, no? To, to create as NFTs. Uh, would you consider doing a one-on-one, I mean, add editions of that one-on-ones? I mean, not the same pieces, but just kind of different art that is related to that, uh, like, a, I don't know, uh, adding to the one-on-ones or, or that's not, it's, it, it, it's a no So um, if I understand correctly, the question would be if it's um, whether after a collection is finished, if you should maybe add another collection of one of ones or if you should maybe look at an addition and then maybe deciding based on how similar the artwork is to the collection that you finished. Uh, well, for example, I have a project uh, of, I don't know, 20 photos. In, in a collection, they one on one, they sell out. But uh, in my computer, I have ten more that are all part of that same uh, uh, project. No, will it be okay if I make of those uh, additional ten 
instead of doing them one on ones, I, I do editions of I don't know five or or ten. Um, will, will that be bad for the price or for the the first edition one on ones? I don't know if I'm making any sense. I think I understand what you're saying. Honestly, I I feel like I have to look at the work. Does that make sense? Like I I. I think I kind of am following along, but in like from my perspective, I don't. Know, yeah, this is a tough, <laughs> tough question for me to answer. I have, I honestly have to look at the work and and look at the stories. I think to to fully understand it. Yeah, I mean, it's not my case. I, I was just wondering that if somebody sells twenty uh, pieces one on one, but they still have five. Uh, different, but in in the in the computer, it's the whole project. Will will it be okay if they minted that as editions? Just uh, I mean, not my case, but just throwing that question. I think I think it would be fine. Like again, I'd have to see the the images. I don't I don't approach my work in the same way that you're saying, like talking about. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I suck at answering this question, Caesar. I'm sorry. <laughs> I try like try to think through a photographer brain, but I, I, I can't get it. I want to say yes, you, you can separate it. I would lean to that um, as well. Um, I think that it, I think there would definitely be a place for it. I think the only thing to consider might be pricing and how that fits together, because I don't think you would want to do something where the overall price per piece was diff was less than what collectors had already purchased, but there's a lot of diff there could be some quite a few variables with that as well. Um, so that would be the only the only challenge or the only concern that I would maybe see with that. Um, but again, it, it there it may that it might depend on the circumstance, but I think overall I don't necessarily see that being an issue. Um, and I don't know if Sabote or, and I know Pashel, I know you have your hand up, so I don't know if you had a comment about this subject as well, um, but you guys are welcome to contribute too, if you would like. And I see Reza has her hand up too. So if anybody else has feedback, you're welcome to share. Hello, Emma. Hello, Sabote. Hello, Zara. Hello, everybody. Hello, Serhat, Cesar. Yes, I wanted, as well, I just wanted to put something on the, the question that Cesar put it, because uh, I'm the opinion that it can be a little bit tricky because Meta, you just mentioned, Emma, you just mentioned it also. It's the, it's the matter of, of the price after all, because if you have a successful collection, you have good collectors that has the one, one pieces. It can, also it can be that in the future, after you, after you sell your editions to different people and actually a lot of people doesn't evolve in this uh, in, in the future of this edition with respect or anything so that the price falls down and the floor price goes down then you have an issue with your one one pieces and this can be a problem so, so this is how i see it I, it's not negative yeah it can go well but uh, it's a, it's a point that you have to think about before doing something like this. 
but this is this is also the beauty of editions. We have so many ideas about using the editions. Also, it can be brand, it can be a charity, it can, can be just just a celebration also for everything that is already sold, a celebration of something that happened in the life. Also, we have we have a lot of things also to celebrate editions. And this can also be one. Yeah, you make a sold out collection and after you want to, to make a piece which is related to this collection. But as I said, it can be tricky. It can be a little bit tricky. And also I wanted to put another thing as about what about was what, what was told before. Um about all artists thinking about doing additions. Also I mean everybody should consider uh, and all about the spaces and all about also the the things that they want to be reached and uh, the sales that uh, the money can do. I want to say two things only. The first one is, first of all, consider yourself what is happening here in the spaces because taking the sales out, imagine how much money anybody of us should give to make all workshops and learn all these things that we learn in these spaces. So this is one point that I wanted to mention, which also for me is very important. Yeah. And the second one is isolate all the skills that you have as, as an artist. Try to consider why you're here, what are you doing, what is your work, and what is your character? What you can do? Not anybody can be like Subot, for example. Not anybody can be like Dima. Not any, everybody has his own skills. And if we put them together, we have the result that we are working on all together. So this, these were the two points I just wanted to mention. And because Subot wished me good night before three hours already, but it's so addictive to be in these spaces, Emma. And that's why I stay. I didn't sleep. <laughs> I will try to sleep so soon. But thanks for giving me the space and good night to everybody. Uh, may I quickly add uh, one thing to what Pascal was saying? Uh, I agree. Uh, if we use our strongest skills, uh, we'll definitely su succeed. And I think that's what we do in collective. And right now we are still at the early stage, but you can see uh, it will be more and more collective where people share basically same kind of passion and art, but they use different skills. And uh, because they use their best uh, those collectives will basically beat everyone else around. And uh, chances are only the like, strongest individual artists, like Subot, example, it's a really good one, will survive. And the rest will be part of collectives. It's one of the, one of the ways of uh, which NFT may go. Again, it's just a yeah, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to be oracle here, right? It's just a, it's not a prediction. It's just a chance, right? But still, uh, we're like in a car without any brakes. We just run too fast. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just something else we can think about. I I just wanted to say I really suggest that if you're just kind of entered the space before like the recording goes on for too long listen to the recording of this because you're in the first like three to four hours 
there was a lot of really great knowledge shared about additions that will answer all of the questions that you guys had just asked. So with that being said, I, I believe, yes, we're going to be closing it down now. We're, we're, we're way, we're past five hours. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys, but I got to take Ollie out. <laughs> I'm not the 14 hour space machine and I have people waiting for me for dinner. So uh, I I definitely have to step out of this space now, but it has been going on for quite some time. The recording is really, really good. I've seen some new people just join. I really highly suggest you guys go back and listen to the first four hours. And I, I will echo that too. And I appreciate, you know, part of, you know, the mention of having great spaces is the people that contribute. And I want to thank Sabode. I know it's extremely late where he is. And thank you, Sarah. We moved this space earlier to hopefully be able to accommodate some different time zones. And I appreciate you both very much. Um, and I think we have covered this topic a lot. Um, we've had some great feedback too from Zach and from Sunny. So it was great to have them join us for a while. So um, I appreciate all the questions and feedback and again this recording will be available we also save them in the meta jungle discord so if anybody wants to reference them but we'll share this around and um i thank you both for hosting with me today it's been wonderful and i appreciate all of our speakers that have come up and contributed as well so and those that have listened and stuck with us for several hours we hope that the information has been helpful and of course we're always available if you guys have questions or would like to learn more so um, with that i will go ahead and we'll go ahead and close here in just a few seconds and i just want to say love everybody and reza did you have something Subod, are you going to the next space? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, 4.30 here. So what I'm going to do now is go and find my cat. She's gone somewhere. <laughs> All right. So, oh my God, Subod, you're the funniest person. <laughs> no, it's, it's actual reality. You know, like now, now is my exercise time. I'm up and down the stairs oh. and see what floor she's on. Subot, he doesn't have a cat. Come on, it's just an invisible friend of yours. We are your cats. Does he oh. have a cat or does he not have a cat? I wish I had the cool cat PFP, but uh, if someone wants to airdrop, I'm more than happy to take it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> it's been wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks for bringing the, you know, uh, I mean, rescheduling this whole thing because usually it starts at this time, four o'clock in the morning. Last time I was uh, in this space and today we are ending at four o'clock. So it's a good thing. I can sleep now. So it's been a great knowledgeable uh, kind of a space. Uh, I definitely recommend watching the, at least the first two hours. Uh, I mean, everything was great, but the first two hours with the Zach and Sunny and everyone was really, really intense. So I'm sure you'll learn a lot of things there. I'm going to echo that. Like the whole space was good, but I mean, Zach and Sunny are, are very knowledgeable and, and they are collectors and they have that, you know, that perspective as well. So when you see those two in the space of the recording, yes, I, I echo that watch when they were in the space. It was really great anyway, but yes, thank you guys. We'll see you. Well, I'll, yeah, we and Emma will see you next Friday or chat with you next Friday. And we'll definitely get the time sorted out and have that nailed down so it works for for most, mostly everyone. But I want to know like what time did you start in, in your time zone? My time zone we started one PM and now it's six twenty PM. 
time works I, i can do morning i can do mid-afternoon i can do night and i know i'm pretty sure emma's the same you know my plan right i'll start seeing this every space and make you come at four o'clock in the morning finally at one point sabode that will never happen <laughs> maybe like if i okay i have i've woken up early and then i haven't been able to get back to sleep and i've like listened in on this space but i'm useless for talking <laughs> at that time <laughs> Yeah, I'm not as pleasant in the morning. <laughs> that early. Yeah, you won't get a whole lot out of me. But I will see you at eight o'clock my time, 8 a.m. my time. So we have about, I'll see you in about, what, 12 hours about? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I'm around all the time. Because I think we have our namaste space at that time. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have two more spaces tomorrow, one with Emma, so please do join us. It'll be great to listen to her because she's always uh, hosting and let others speak. This time we are going to make her speak and we're going to listen a lot. Okay, what can you guys tell me what when is this happening? What time? Is it tomorrow? <laughs> yes, it'll be 7 a.m. your time. <laughs> oh, that's when I get No, that's probably, honestly that's perfect because that's when I start getting and drinking coffee so i'll i'm gonna come and listen for sure it will be talking with um namaste nft about their upcoming event and their collective so it should be it, i don't know what i don't know you guys can come and talk listen to me i don't know what i'm gonna say but you can come and listen to me but we'll learn a lot about on namaste which will be wonderful <laughs> but come and have your coffee or your evening tea with with me and sabode and namaste and hopefully it will be a great conversation <laughs> so and Go ahead, Sabote. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just said for sure it will be great. So please do join us. Absolutely. And with that, guys, we will go ahead and close. But we lots of love to everybody. Wish you well on your journey. Um, keep going and keep creating. And we'll see you all soon.